the peons are coming. Hide your children. And welcome back to Power Pick Weekly. This is Ryan. I'm Jen. I'm Lady Chi. I'm Meg. And I'm Jen's mom. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. In this episode, we feature typically Puffwanian on-topic discussion. We would never ever say, Snape scathed. We would say, Snape said scathingly. Not only entertaining, but educational as well. <laughs> I love really? Snape. <laughs> I love him oh. and he's good and we're going to find out he's good and... and there Jen. is gold at the end of the rainbow, darn it. There's no way we have wank. We don't care enough about the fandom to have wank. I think I, I forgot to put my car in park. Boys and I girls, just... there's a thing called erectile dysfunction. Oh, my God. Yeah, but there's also a thing called vitrificus totalis. So the mouse is shivering today. in the toilet, and Ryan's like, well, I have to kill it. And I was like, you can't kill it now. It has a will to live. There, there's like auditoriums with movies that you can go in and sit and watch. Not while on the toilet. I don't know what that noise was that came out of Gambin's mouth, but like, I think it caused some women in the audience to become infertile. I'm feeling pretty groovy. I can touch my toes to the faucet. I can turn on the sink with my feet. It's like the Manhattan Project. Don't take offense to this, guys. You guys are the most dysfunctional people. <laughs> no, they're not! And now, quickly. Welcome back to Power Pick Weekly. This is Ryan. I'm Jen. I'm T. I'm Tina. And I'm Phil. Phil's in India right now. We've gone through this about five times because here's the deal, everybody. We gathered here together on the night of the season finale of Potterfic Weekly to tell stories of our favorite episodes, our favorite moments, to laugh, to cry. It's basically like an episode of Blossom, really, if you want to get down to it. But apparently Skype is having a root canal tonight. Jen fell over, had an asthma attack. Tina was talking through the wrong end of her microphone. And it's like 4 o'clock in the morning right now. So I don't know where to really go from here. We basically are going to have all of the best moments of Potterfic Weekly here for you. Now, if you know someone who hasn't listened to the podcast, this is the episode to share with them. Because if they listen to this and don't want to listen to the podcast, we have no hope. Now, what I suggest for you all is if you have an iPod or an MP3 player, if you're one of those people that just hates Apple for some godforsaken reason, keep this episode on your iPod, because if you're ever stuck in traffic, like and I mean traffic like you call the Chinese food restaurant to have them deliver food to your car kind of traffic, this episode <laughs> will literally save your life. That's right. Because this it episode will. is the embodiment of everything we have managed to accomplish <laughs> over the past year, and the... If if we were to make well, we've that to survive, might we've be survived it. But like you have <laughs> no, I like just for, for everyone here. We got Tina here who's been listening from the beginning. We've got Phil here who's been listening, for, you know, from the beginning. Think about what we've done in the past year. Now we started this podcast to talk about the best 
fan fiction out there and to get really, really, really deeply involved in the issues and just really go at it. And all I can picture right now is Jen chasing her car across the field. <laughs> you know, there are some clips of you guys. I refuse to be the only, like, this is not the Jen blooper reel. Well, don't forget Potter- she, because we could, we could do no, those. No. Do not forget the fact that we had Jen and Chi going on about the damn boat the and the seven horror crux. I, I, I thought you remember were, that. I thought you were going to... Cons- okay. We here, made Melinda cry. Here's what happened. Here, we, you did. You made Melinda Leo cry. I so bad. <laughs> strangers looked at me very weirdly in the grocery store. Why is that, Tina? Because I was listening to that episode while I was grocery shopping on a Saturday morning, and I remember it distinctly. I was in the cereal aisle, and these two are going on and on about the damn boat and how the. And I said out loud, I'm like, they flipped the damn boat over! And this lady, I was out of my mind. Because you forgot they couldn't hear what you were doing. Exactly. I needed one of those. Things to and then next come on, Chief. You have to defend this. There's nothing to defend. I I cut into the episode to, to apologize to our listeners. <laughs> All I can say is like, okay, going back in time. Now, right now, Potterfic Weekly is a well-oiled machine. <laughs> <laughs> but before we didn't have this down to the science the, uh... that we have it down to today. <laughs> and welcome back to Potterfic Weekly. This is Ryan. I'm Jen. I'm Lydia. <laughs> oh, you didn't hear me in words of that. <laughs> I'm Lazy <laughs> Jen? She was here long enough to say, I'm Jen. I just lost her. <laughs> oh, for the love of God. <laughs> I love this. You just have to edit this together one word at a time. And welcome back to Potterfic <laughs> Weekly, everyone. It was is- me. I was talking, and then it was like, like I was like, Ryan. Jen. <laughs> oh, good God! I seriously am gonna love this. Who is who is the schmuck editing this episode? Can I just ask that now. <laughs> Wait, we just we just lost Chi. <laughs> oh my oh. God. Yeah. <laughs> this is supposed to be like two seconds long. It, this is the shortest episode ever. It's taking the longest to record. <laughs> I hear buzzing. <laughs> you hear buzzing? <laughs> no, she hears buzzing. <laughs> We're, she's not online. She's not on Skype. <laughs> yes, she is. She's, she can't talk on Skype if she's not on Skype. She's not on my. She, are you here? If I lean back, I get more reception. Oh my God, she's she's wandering. She's she's moving her head around the room. Like, oh, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? She's on the my Skype list. Hold on, let me add it. For the for the record, I'm in freaking India, and I've got a better connection than she does. The Titanic was a well-oiled machine too. Just for the record, I never said I never said we were without our problems, Phil. In like in oh. the early episodes, I swear to God, in the early episodes, we started recording like out, like twenty minutes before bedtime. We started recording our episodes, and we would record over like three nights, and we would like we would splice them together so it sounded like it was all in one sitting. And like randomly, Chi would appear halfway through an episode because she wasn't in the first night. It was <laughs> like it was episode two, I think. That well, we um, weren't there. That I was so concerned about getting every single moment of the chapters into the episode. I realized Rena and I were in the episode, and Kim was there. Kim never spoke, so that but you know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, 
and, and, and I'm like, oh, it was it was after the end, and it was the part where Colin and Eloise come up to um to, to the gang at the at uh, Lupin Lodge, and we left out something. I can't remember what we left out. So I I emails Rinna, and I'm like, for, it's like two in the morning. I'm like, Rinna, we left out the discussion about the thing, and she's like, I know. I was just thinking that. I'm very concerned about it myself. I'm like, we need to do something. She's like, okay, call me now, and what we'll do is we'll podcast about it, and then we'll just slip it into the episode, and no one will know it was recorded on a different day. I'm like, Rinna, you're brilliant. She's like, Ryan, I know. So I called her, and we recorded it. And it was great, but the problem was I forgot to turn my microphone on, so I recorded Rinna talking. So I'm like, don't worry about it. So what I did was I listened to it, and then I recorded myself after asking her all the questions that she then responded to, and I plugged it into the episode, and no one caught it, but here was the problem. Okay, it's like a Thursday night at 6, and Rinna's yelling, and I'm yelling, and we're having a great time, Then all of a sudden it gets really quiet because it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and Rinna doesn't want to wake up her husband, and I want to wake up my family. And like, and, like, my questions are just a little bit off because you can tell the questions were recorded. Now. And I'm just – I'm listening to this later. I'm like, you know what? That's a damn fine quality episode. I'm very proud of this. I'm going to put this out right. And I listen to it now. I'm like, you people listen to this and stuck with us? Like, I Phil, had, Phil wrote a fan mail. There was something about you guys. I yeah, I was, I was a fan. Why? But I will say, I will say in, the, in those first couple episodes, you were, you were very clearly – you know, it was uh, – you were just sort of coming into this this realm, this new world of podcasting, and yes. you were you were much more serious. You were you know, it was more yeah, welcome was to Potter yeah. Pick Weekly. Yeah, that was when I gave a damn. Um, when Ryan called me, like my first episode that I that I did, I found out that I was doing it like three minutes before he called me. Sorry. And he called, and I, my heart was beating so fast. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, some this this guy that I'm listening to, this famous guy, is calling me, and I'm gonna do a podcast. And I'm just so excited. I'm gonna be so stupid. And I'm gonna be so nervous. And I don't know what to say. And and he gets on. He's like, "Hey, will you hold on for a minute?" <laughs> <laughs> Sure, whatever. <laughs> well, I, well, I was joking, and it was like we, when I got the interview from Robert at Spellcast saying I want to interview. I sent it. To, I sent a copy of it to, to to Jen. I'm like, why do you think they want to interview me? Do you think it's a scam? She's like, I don't think so. I think they really want to interview you. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And I got there, and he like rolled out of bed. He's like, dude, I gotta find some coffee. I'll be back in like ten. And I'm sitting there like in my suit. Like, <laughs> 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 All right, but um. I, I I just like look back at it. And I'm just like, what in the freaking hell were we thinking? And it's it, very serious. And it worked so well. And I was actually I like I keep all the episodes on my iPod because you know it, it it's a sign of narcissism if you not only love your own show but you listen to yourself talking in the car. And I was listening to one, and it was the one where Jen's um her house flooded and she had to you know save her dog. And I, remember I said on the episode, you know what we should do? And I was completely kidding at this at the time. I'm like, what we need to do is we need to actually uh, have a segment on every show about let's see what happened to Jen this week. And I joked <laughs> that. See, you you made it happen. And, and I it, know you jinxed me. Knock and, on wood. And it really happened. The Yellowstone is my favorite, though. I think yeah. that and That's the well. Hilarious. The, the whale conversation is still my number one, but um. Well, Jen gets the most fan mail of anyone. I think that's just. No, that's I don't think so. Gee, how much I fan mail so. do you get? Very good. Yeah, Jen far uh, away gets most. Well, usually it's like, like sympathy. sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you almost died. I know. I'm sorry. I hope you're doing better. Three weeks later, I'm sorry you almost died again. 
Okay, you guys want to know how bad it's gotten? I sent Ryan a text earlier this week, and I said, that's it. I'm giving up. I've been in two car accidents in two days. I'm going home, and I'm going to bed. And he sends me one back. He's like, great. That's going to be great material for the podcast. And I was just like... Oh, no. I do. Could, could you get into a third accident by any chance? Because then it would be just dynamite. No, it would be awesome. You know, but here's the thing. Like... Like, it's just, like, I look forward to my conversations with Jen just during the week so much, and I can never figure out, you know, what it is. Like, Jen has this quality to her that's very difficult to describe, and the only way I can describe it is by a message I got from Jen. We were t- we were typing on Skype last week, and Jen sent the following message to me. I don't know which one you're pulling up. And this is just, <laughs> it and no one is, here's the I thing. Know. When I first met Jen, I would be like, Wow. Like, I would be, like, this would, you know, be worthy of me, like, leaving my little area and going out and telling the world. (laughs) And now I'm like, huh, okay. Jen sent me the following message. You will never believe what happened to me this morning. It involves a wreck, a tow truck, two mentally retarded children, a freak-out crying (laughs) moment, and a refund. Did you get a refund for the retarded children? I did. Sorry, that was inappropriate. Oh, and I, and I no, feel bad saying it. No, okay. no. We've offended every race, nationality, color, creed. Well, yeah. filled all. <laughs> all the retarded people of the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always am the one that has to do the apologies. Like we insulted the French like last week. I didn't remember that, and I got yelled at for it. Who yelled at you for insulting the French? Um, the one French person I know. <laughs> that listens to our show. We have French listeners. We do. We have one, and I don't want to say the name because they listen. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> Ryan. I think he's the winner this week of not fun stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, my exact response to Jen was, I can I, like, I don't think I'm in the mood to podcast, but I'll be glad to record it for you. She's like, No, we're not having our fun episode without you. I'm like, I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> You know it was well, a bad I was sign. just so relieved. You need a podcast, so you know everyone else will. Ryan has done yeah. this to me like twice now, or, or three times even, I and feel he's very like, bad like we're talking. Oh, like the no, I guess one was with me and Danielle on the IM thing, and and it was just like gotta go, and then he's he's gone. And I'm like, and it's so unlike well, him. And but, so, like, each yeah. time I'm like, oh, my God. Well, the first time I was like, oh, my God, his mother just fell down the stairs or something. And Jen thinks I would stop to say I have to go and then log out of my program to go rescue <laughs> It wasn't me. like that. It was like, oh, my gosh, I got to go. And then it was like, bye. And then but I clicked. typed it. So I obviously had well, the time. I thought you did it for Danielle's sake. I don't know. I have done that to Jen twice. And then, like, literally, I came home last night and I found out there had been a burglary at my house during the day. And I literally came home and I called Jen and like I can't podcast. Something came up. I have to go by, and I heard they're going. Uh, but uh, 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 and I just hung up the phone. <laughs> you did, and I was like, oh, "His mom got into a car <laughs> She calls me. Chi, hi Jen. We're not podcasting tonight. Why? Ryan had an emergency. I don't know what. Oh, okay. So I'm, to myself, I'm like, I really probably could have explained the whole situation. No, that was. I would have felt terrible, like, to interrupt that that moment in my life to say, I need to call my podcast and let them. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities, okay? Oh, God. That would have been. I called Meg and I was like, Ryan had an emergency. And you know how she goes? She went, Oh, no. Do we know what it was? (laughs) She's like, What happened? I'm like, I don't know, but it's serious. How many people did you go through before I called you back? Just just the two. Just the two. 
Well, then it was funny because then last night, um, I like I called my, my mother was at work and I called my mother. I said, "You need to come home. This is what happened. Uh, you know, the police are here. All this stuff." So, so it, she's literally it's a ten minute drive from her office to the house. So she came home and we started doing everything, and I had like ten of my friends who live in in, in the like family and like all these people are coming by my house. She called, I think, everyone in her cell phone on her way home <laughs> to let them know what happened. And then like at the end of the night, my cousin called to check on us. I'm like, how did you find out? She's like, oh, your other cousin sent an email to the whole family. I'm like, is, is the president involved? Like, I'm like, <laughs> oh, like, it was just so, it was so funny. It was, and then this morning I'm driving with my mother. I'm like, did you call Uncle Bob? She's like, crap. The phone tree oh. is well, See, that's when you know that you have a relatively good life. Like, my parents are just like, what? Okay. <laughs> Jen calls me. He's like, I got, like, robbed once, and all they left me was a lamp and a coffee pot. <laughs> <laughs> and I spent a week staring at my husband. <laughs> it was. That was. I'm, I look back now, but seriously, I think we both cried for, like, two weeks straight because we just, they took all the fun stuff. I mean, you can't play with a couch and a lamp. your house has been burglarized like get out of the house like the person could still be there or whatever but my mind wasn't going there because i was trying to, to confirm someone had broken into the house so i was searching for confirmation that someone had broken in oh you just wanted to make sure no one stole your battlestar galactica dvds yep you're good i'm looking at <laughs> for it but um but then i'm thinking to myself i should have brought like you know like a bat or something with me as i'm searching the house all i brought with me was my cell phone so apparently if i had to confront the burglar i would have had to like poke his eye out myself <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, in retrospect, that was not the, the sharpest idea I ever had in the world. How did we get on break and talk? Oh, you're talking about Jen and the lamp and the cup. Anyway, we have a great show for everyone tonight. We're going to run you through the entire first season of Puffwa, our favorite moments, your favorite moments. And before we go there, I think maybe all of us can just share our favorite moment of the season, what the season meant to them, what the podcast meant to them, and then we're going to get into the fun part of the show. Jen, why don't you go first, because you're Jen. Oh, gosh. My favorite moment. That's so hard because there's so many, like, every time I think that we start laughing about something, it, it classifies as a favorite moment. I'm trying to think. The, the things that are memorable to me aren't necessarily on the podcast, but behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, the um, the episodes that are most vivid are the ones that we did during tornado season. And every time we'd sit down to record, the sirens would go off and I'd end up having to climb. And I remember one episode, we were actually like mid-episode, we were recording, and suddenly all the lights went out. We didn't lose full electricity, though. The tornado sirens went off, and I said, oh, my gosh, there's a tornado. We were watching the TV, and the TV hadn't said, usually they say, you know, tornado warning, tornado warning, that it's on the ground. And the tornado actually went right over our house. And we were in the shower with the dogs. So I get a message from Jen saying, I'm in the shower with my husband and my dogs. And I'm thinking to myself, she's in the shower with her husband. She was just podcasting. She left the podcast <laughs> to go have sex with her husband in the shower, but she's calling no. me to tell me that she's doing it. With so, the dog. With the dog. The dogs, well, Texas, you know, do no, no. But she's like, I need help. I'm like, oh, okay, this is an actual emergency. <laughs> So yeah. and I turned on CNN and literally Jen's house is on CNN with the tornado ripping over. <laughs> so she's, so she types to me, I need weather updates. So I go, I'm like, gee, we need to help Jen. So we run to our computers and we go on the local television station and we see the breaking news. And I get my old, my uh, cell phone out. I'm like, I'm texting Jen. I'm like, breaking news. 
guiding light will be shown at 1.30 a.m. <laughs> and, and then she's like, what the hell is guiding light? More breaking news. There is a tornado approaching. She writes back to me, no shit, I'm in the shower with my husband and my dogs. <laughs> well, what was so stupid? I'm worried about the Ryan and the podcast. Like, that's my concern. And James and I are supposed to be protecting ourselves. So what we do is we take all the pillows off the bed, and thank God our shower was dry. We throw them in the shower with a blanket. Seriously, we had like three seconds. We threw all the stuff in there. We threw the dogs in there, and then we climbed in on top of the dogs. So the dogs were perfectly safe from the tornado. <laughs> Something had actually happened. Yeah. We afterwards we were like that was really stupid. Jen, you're not allowed to be killed during an episode of the podcast. I know. I'm not How awful. For that. But I remember Ryan's first. Not even comment. in the season finale? Not even during the season finale, Phil, no. Doesn't happen. No. What was well, my first the best part the best part was Ryan's comment. He was like, What can I do? Should I boil water? <laughs> and I was like, oh. I'm from Massachusetts. No. I don't know what to do. I was like, what use will that be? <laughs> it won't even clean the dirt off the wall. I gotta say the same. My my favorite moments just have to be working with you people. Just like like <laughs> we, like you have like what you hear in the podcast is exactly how this goes behind the scenes. She and I spend half of our time trying to break the news to the perfect weekly community that Jen has another fatal disease that she will be cured of in seven days. <laughs> we spend a quarter of the time trying to find out where Jen is and why she didn't send us the podcast. Like, like we'll give Jen the podcast to edit, and then she'll go on vacation, and that's why the episode's two <laughs> weeks late, and then everyone blames me. Because, uh, yeah. So, the, just the stuff that happens to us is just absolutely... Un- like, there was no way I could predict any of the stuff that happened. It's so... Just our responses, to, like all of the crap that happens to us, and our amusing responses to it. Just, I, I can't tell you how much of this this show just amazes me every week and gives me reasons to keep going. It's just so, like I can't even. It's like oh, I, like I I am flabbergasted trying to explain the, the effect of this show on my life. Tina, you go. I I'm done. Just go. go, go. Okay. I well, you know, like Jen said, anything that made me laugh this whole year is a favorite moment. So. I had a really hard time coming up with them, but any mention or discussion about Charlie Weasley in a towel. Oh, baby. Um, I, I remember those fondly. I literally fell out of my chair laughing at work, thanks to Phil and his ED discussion. Wait, was that the stiff joke? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because that yes. is... Well said, Jen. I should have said that. I should have said that is my number one. I fell out of my chair. I was at work and laughed and fell. It was very embarrassing. You snorted coke. That sounded bad, but you actually snorted coke out through your nose at one point. I remember the incident, but I don't remember what it was about. Neither do I. Hmm. Was it something you said? or Are you you being coy? It must have been something. I actually don't remember, but maybe we'll play the clip tonight once I do remember. You know what it is? This started off to be, you know, like a very focused podcast on fan fiction discussion. And that if we mention <laughs> the name of the, if we no. mention the name, like I don't know why you people listen to us. If we mention the name of the fic in half of these episodes, it's a miracle. <laughs> I, I just also just special episode four, the whole thing. The whole thing just, was just, <laughs> it's and it's just too fun, episode. and it's just too fun to listen to. I'll just listen to it over and over, and my husband looks at me like, "Oh God, again." No, Jen, it's actually you because during that episode, you were attacked by a grizzly bear, scorpions. Scorpions. Really? I don't. I actually need to re-listen. To, I don't remember that Hermione, episode. Hermione, the tribal warrior. Oh, Ryan, the trial warrior. <laughs> <laughs> 
forgot about that. I really thought you said that. That was like, what? That was the unedited one, right? It had to be. Because we didn't talk about anything. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what do you edit? Like this? It was twenty minutes of discussion, and uh... I don't even know what the episode was about. Does anyone was remember? It the, was, it, was it the end of canon? Yes, it was the end of canon. Its effect on fanfic. Do we even know? Did we come up with a conclusion? <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> oh man. Oh god. Hey, how about you? Oh, La- me. Lady I have to go before Phil. You have to go before Phil. Plus, oh, your connection could go at any time, so we have to get you in. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess. I gee, I don't know what my favorite moment is. I guess. Was it groovy? It's hard to say. <laughs> Shut up. If I could remember any of that, I'm sure that that would be my favorite moment. But there That's are literally episodes answer. where I. I don't remember anything that happened. <laughs> People send me messages. I thought this was really insightful. I'm like, I didn't remember that I said that. Um, I don't know. I think the Superman is Jewish conversation is pretty funny. Um, <laughs> that was good. It has to be the scathed moment. Like, we, you have no, like, like so funny in retrospect, but Jen and I were absolutely horrified during the... <laughs> Like we're sending no, messages to each other. Trying to be funny there, though. That's... She wa- she was no, she wasn't. She was just in a bad mood, and we were or- like in retrospect, it was amusing. But like Jen and I are sending messages back and forth. Like I think we're gonna have to kill her. Like, <laughs> and then the next day, you know, Ryan's like, "Oh, wait to hear the episode." Where we leave and everybody's like, yeah, like I know there's been a few episodes we had to redo. Like I know I did an episode driving to Arkansas that totally didn't a get lost recorded. Episode, no, it I was, know. It, 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 it was fourteen. I was no, yeah, no. it was yeah, it was gonna be fourteen. No, it was gonna be thirteen. It was gonna, it was gonna be, be thirteen. It was and gonna be, then it, everybody had to come in on it. Yeah, it was gonna be thirteen, and we had we had she. No, mm-hmm. she was at college, and she was standing on a coffee table. <laughs> you were like, if you stood on the coffee table on one foot, <laughs> like, rubbed your forehead with the other, and, like, leaned into the wall, and, like, resembled, like, the guana, you would I have... have three we, foot by three foot space I could not move from, or I would lose a connection. For four hours. It was, like, four hours. Well, I was that was the episode I was so proud of, because I had stopped at a rest stop, <laughs> And I'd gone to the bathroom and gotten back in the car and drove without stopping the podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so Jen actually had a very insightful <laughs> point. While actually, she was actually peeing on the podcast. <laughs> I had it on mute. <laughs> 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 at one point, I'm like, what is that noise? And like, Jen had her head no. out the window of the moving car. And Lorena was 12 seconds behind. It was the funniest episode, but the problem with it was I didn't record my own voice. <laughs> So what I did was I called into the show because my mic wasn't working. So all you could hear in the background was me talking five seconds ago, and it was so, like it was so bad we had to do it over again. So we, the episode thirteen you hear is the re-recorded one. But I wish we had that episode. It was so freaking hilarious. I'm like Jen, you were paying right there. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have it was a really I have the funny ladder. episode. Oh, I don't gosh. know. I think. I, going back to Brian's question, I think that my favorite part of Parfic Weekly is the people. I have to say, the behind the scenes. No, stuff it's too. not necessarily the podcast. It's yeah, it's the behind the scenes stuff. It's the phone calls that I get from Jen and Ryan and the yeah, our listeners. It's the text understand. messages from Ryan. Yeah, you know, we call Ryan each other like eight times a day. It's I called Jen I woke her up, and she's she's like she's like, hello. I'm like, oh Jen, did I wake you? Yes. Okay, good. While you're up, I need to run and say goodbye. <laughs> 
<laughs> Are you conscious? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Who the hell? What, what, is it time to podcast? Oh, no, you've got hours left. It's the text messages that I get from Ryan. I never thought I'd say this. Chief, you're the sanest voice on our forum. <laughs> Come back now. <laughs> Come back now. We had a dark day on the forums. I'm like, I need... Oh, it was a dark day, so of course Jen was nowhere to be found. <laughs> it is hard. I think it's really hard to balance. Like, I don't think people realize how much time... And, and But I'm not complaining. Like, I think it's honestly what's brought us so close is because po- this podcast takes so much of your life. It does. Scheduling it really and... Does. And, and it, it's good because I feel, honestly, I feel like the people who are involved in this, I'm very close friends to, and I think even after the podcast, will remain good friends. But it does take a lot of time. And what's what I think really shows through the podcast is we're actually friends. We're all friends. And the podcast is, is, is what we started with and what we did, and it really has just progressed. And it's, so it's not a chore, the amount of time that goes into it but well, yeah that's it i mean the the podcast started with a few people having an idea and the community like we plug the forum at Parfic weekly a lot but we started out as a podcast that had a forum and i really feel like we're now a forum that has a podcast because yeah. while everyone here may listen to this show if you're not part of the community i i hope you get a lot out of the show <laughs> there's so much to give but the, the 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 community is 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 the fun part like i'll be online one night and Chi, who's the head of Ravenclaw in our forum, will invite me into a Ravenclaw-only chat. I, I'm in that chat. I have no idea what's going on. Like the, like the, like the Raven. Like I love the Ravenclaws, but they speak in like a language with which I am not familiar. <laughs> like it involves power tools. Like I just, don't, I don't get it. I, d- I, d- I don't. I have no idea what's happening. I don't know. Or you know the Pufuano family. I, I, I love them dearly. I have like literally no idea what's going on in there. People are trying to explain it to me and like lays over. <laughs> and need the nap like it just I'm glad that people find something like I think the best thing you could hope for is to have a community that has such a life of its own that if I got hit by a Subaru tomorrow the community would live on and it just it's just I just no not without you Ryan no way I know we can't do it without you that's that's true I do have the password to the server but um there you go I should probably share, I should probably share that with someone but your deputy headmistress <laughs> <laughs> yes Jen yeah all of a sudden, like, guess it in three tries. All of a sudden, like you know, anyone who has a name that starts with the letter like J can't be allowed on the forum, and we can't figure out why. And Shen's like, "Oh my god, why do I get it?" <laughs> I don't know, but it's those of you who aren't involved with the forum or the Facebook or Live Journal. I just discovered Facebook; it's wonderful. Um, get involved. I was- you like a year ago and you were like yeah i'm not really interested it was too complicated it was too and it's not well i can't say i'm i think my space is, is terrifying but yeah. <laughs> he'll hate it next year he'll be like i love my space it's the bomb no, but i will never say it's the bomb i will never say it. <laughs> <laughs> i think it'd be so funny if you did phil what about you oh boy yeah, just like everybody else, it was hard for me to narrow it down to to, uh, to a short list. But I think it started for me when I was uh, on assignment through my employer in the Philippine Islands. And uh, I had brought along my copy of After the End with me just because I wanted to read it. And honestly, I hadn't heard about the podcast because it had been so many years since After the End had been written. There, there really wasn't anything going on on the Internet uh, related to to this pod or to to this story anymore, 
And suddenly I discovered that there was this podcast going on and they were almost halfway into the story. And so I remember contacting Ryan out of the blue. I think I left you a voicemail, didn't I, Ryan? You left me two voicemails that were identical, but they were different. They, it was like a script. <laughs> but you left me two voicemails and you sent me, an, <laughs> you sent me an email, which also mimicked the voicemails. I'm like, all right, uh, Phil speaks in triplicate, but he seems nice. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> and, and, and you very, very, very generously invited me to join the podcast. And uh, I, was, I was very nervous about it. It was just you and Rinna at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Rinner, depending upon Rinner, where you're yeah, from. Um, Wait, you invited me? No, th- this is episode 11. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, this okay. was episode 11. Yeah, so... so the, yeah, the, it's the, bad the, I know that off the top of my over. head, Bill's first <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, I wasn't the first. That's well, about it, to be really sad. <laughs> this is when Jen speaks of the you know, of the days before she joined the episode. I'm like, you came on in episode three. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I came after you. But... The the it was very nerve wracking for me, and I remember going to the forums. I think a day or two after the episode was released, or no, no, Ryan had posted a message saying, "Hey, everybody, we've recorded episode eleven. Um, myself, Rinna, and Phil have reviewed chapters, whatever." And I remember seeing almost immediately after there, Mac had posted a message saying, "Who the hell is Phil, and why is he on the podcast?" <laughs> And I'm, and I'm thinking, oh, God, Sounds like that. oh God, that please, please like that. let me have... favorite person. <laughs> I, I, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, please, please let me have said something worthwhile. And so I get invited back, but, uh, but that was, that was uh, the start of it for me. And then, and then the other thing, obviously, obviously, when Ryan uh, surprised me one, one day when we were doing a podcast um, by the fact that when I logged into Skype, I saw his name, and then I saw underneath it the name Zhenya. <laughs> and I went, hi, 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 and I, I composed myself shortly thereafter. I, I think I got through the interview okay, but, you know, I, I had never in my wildest dreams imagined that I would be speaking to uh, one of the authors, let alone even sending them an email or anything along those lines. And so, uh, so that was that was fantastic. I remember I screwed up what, something in that episode. That's my style of management. Like when I ruined that episode with Jen peeing and the, and the car and the wind and the whatever. Like if I screw up something <laughs> tremendously, my style of management is just to give everyone a treat. <laughs> like find like I like find something shiny to like reward them with. <laughs> so I'm like, I did something. I'm like, maybe we can have Jenya on. That will make everyone like me again. So whatever I do. <laughs> yeah. Nobody disliked you. Like he's like feeling so bad, and like accidents happen, and he was just like, "No, really, here I, I bought you chocolate, and here is this and this." And I'm like, "No, dude, all right." But I agree with you, Phil. Like meeting Zhenya and talking to her and Arabella and everybody, I I thought that that was really cool. Like I I probably could have died happy that night. Yeah, that was that was incredible. <laughs> was I not in on that episode? I don't think I was in on that. Episode. I was I was I was so happy. I uh, well, the, we we did it in two parts. The first part was. Yeah. Ryan and I interviewing Jenya ourselves, and then there was the second half that I wasn't available for. But um, I think, boy, uh, Ryan, you had several people. No, several I just people for the second It was half. at the freaking dawn of morning, and it was I was nine like, nine o'clock in the morning. Like I don't get up before noon. Like what the hell? And 
everybody was like, hi! And I was like, ooh. No, it was 9 o'clock <laughs> in the morning. Uh, Jules was in it. She wasn't. I, she wasn't available. 9, your time is like freaking early crack ass oh, in the morning for me. It, get over it. <laughs> no, the one before that, um, we brought Jenny on to, to disc- we were discussing the final chapters. And we, every oh, yeah. time we tried to ask her a question about the chapters, Phil was like, tell me about your childhood. So it was like, we, we obviously couldn't do it. I wasn't that, yeah, you bad. that bad. So we ended up, so we ended up cutting all the questions together. about the chapters. And it, 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 was, it was awesome. It was like, we, we edited out all the parts where I went, I love you. I love you. I love you. Is that weird? I love you. Phil's wife doesn't listen. I just want to stand next to you. And well, the funny thing was, Jenny kept going on mute and like, we had to keep reconnecting her, so like every five minutes, we like she pulled it again. It was so funny. I don't know. It was awesome. A chi, you mean? No, yeah, no, you're the one. A no, you usually. No, you usually. Yeah. I think one of my fondest memories is Ryan never learning our names. That's one of my fondest. Me- I, I, I mean, considering we've been friends for how long, and. <laughs> oh yeah, a year. He'll call you, and he'll, he'll call me, and he'll be like, "Hi, Jen, Hi, Meg, whoever you are." <laughs> no, it kills me. I always get it right on the third try. It's never the second. It's never There's only like... three of us. <laughs> I know. That's the sad part. <laughs> my father used it's... to do that. He used to yell whenever he would get mad at me. He called me by my mother's name. I still haven't worked that one out of my head. It's but, uh, okay. I mean, my dad still Shanifer. Uh, yeah, he doesn't even try out. anymore. I don't know. I, I think one of my favorites has to be during the uh, Melinda interview. Jen, uh, I'm doing it now. She came absolutely drugged out of her I, mind. That was sad. Oh yeah, the Vicodin episodes. The Vicodin episodes, plural. <laughs> How many episodes did did we have to start with? She and I making a very special announcement about Jen's health. At least um, two. At least two. Or two. Was it? Well, the same with Chi. Remember, Chi did two that she was like really Dying. high. <laughs> episode ten, yeah. she was really high. Uh, episode. Was it eight point five? Eight point five. She was high. Eight point five. I'll just listen to that, and I don't know what's wrong with you, but you sound like you have cotton up your nose. <laughs> <laughs> have you listened to it, Chi? I have. Yeah, I had mono, dear. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. I, that's right. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, no, it was 8.5. Well, 8. 8.5, she was high. What else? I was, was on codeine to control what the swelling in my throat. Because she couldn't talk. 10 I wasn't mm-hmm. in, but didn't Mac make a sex joke, which was very unlike him, and I actually called it Mac and the joke without even listening to the episode? Yes, yes, I remember. <laughs> I don't remember. what. It wasn't nearly as good as, as Phil's comment but it was definitely for up Mac, there it was up there Seven, for mac it was 17 we actually hung up on jen halfway through the episode because she was so far gone it was terrible i can't believe y'all even let me <laughs> all right that you, thing. Know, you know what that I, was funny Eric. Uh, that was funny here's the deal guys now jen i promised i would never do this oh god this what is, now this is the final episode this is this is you know our final episode of oh i shouldn't pr- say that don't this, say final let me start again <laughs> The one moment I think that beyond all sums up Perfect Weekly, and this will lead us into our favorite clips from the first season, is the moment when Jen was on pain medication and sat down because she decided she was going to write my girlfriend a letter. Oh, I don't know. And she wrote down, and she wrote Danielle an essay that was barely legible. 
<laughs> I couldn't spell for a crap. Asking Danielle to please explain the difference between baking and baking cooking. And cooking. <laughs> <laughs> While explaining how much Jen loved her shoes. My Birkenstocks, Birkenstocks. which I could not spell at all. <laughs> and you made a joke at it and you started laughing at your own joke. I can't remember what you said. <laughs> no. With that, Lady Chi is going to lead us into our clips. So long, farewell, I'll be there saying goodnight. Da 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 Why do you hate that? It's a good movie. Julianders rocks. Just can't stand the opening. I like the little girl too. She's like, the sun has gone to bed, and so must I. Good boy. And then the audience is like, good night. Good boy. <laughs> Thanks for coming to see our show. Sad to tell you we've got to go. Wave your hat and head for the door. In case you didn't notice, there ain't any more. Oh, Blue Moon, I forgot that. Everyone but six keep a big night up. That's my favorite moment. We're glad you came, but you have to shout adios. Oh, and the July 4th singing. Goodbye, goodbye. We'll see you all in season two. It starts next week. Free naked Quidditch match, bye. Previously on Potterfic Weekly. Welcome back. And I'd put it in neutral because I'd never done that before. I didn't know what that did. Are you killing it with potpourri? I'm kind of scatterbrained. Oh my god, call an exterminator. And I run after my car. (laughs) (laughs) We are moving to Alaska. I almost killed my husband. I'm just going to die right here. We'd just like to remind everyone that this story is rated R for mature themes. Uh, discretion uh, is advised uh, with who reads the story. Um, actually, that sounds absolutely ridiculous. Let me just say that again. <laughs> I'm like, what the, discretion Parental is, advisement. Um, discretion is advised. Do not let small children or animals read this story. I'm making it sound like porn. Okay. <laughs> I am. I'm like, no one read it. It's awful. Okay. <laughs> All right, everyone <laughs> calm down. This is serious business. Okay. Deep breath. <gasps> Breathing out. Okay. And, okay, we're doing, we're doing very well here. I'm very excited. Okay. As a reminder, this story is rated R for mature themes. So if uh, reading this story or listening to this podcast, what we discuss about this story is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. All right. Do you want to try okay. that again, but maybe use the <clears throat> Okay. Yes. Trying that again. Just a reminder, the story is rated R for mature themes, so uh, there might be a bit of... I can't do this. Kim, would you like Someone to Someone else is going to okay. have to do this. Kim, okay, do it. All right. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> it's harder than you think. It is. All right, let me try this, it. This story is rated R for mature themes, so it should not be read by small children. If you're under 17, it's not like we can make you get parental permission, but that is required, or that is preferred. <laughs> Actually, here, how about this? Parental, this, is the, this is... parental advisory is preferred. What the hell does that mean? 
Here you go. It I'll just on. read it the warning <laughs> that is on the story, okay? <laughs> Guys, it's How about on this? the wall. Okay. Okay. This story is rated R for mature themes, some violence, angst, and language at intervals. Harry, Ron, and Hermione and company are now 18 in this story, and they will be acting their age. And although um, the story is... Sorry. Although the story is set um, in the... All right, let me give the... Although the authors have done their best to stay close to the canon as possible, they have skipped ahead, and as I said before, this story was written before um, the release of Order of the Phoenix. So they had to create some of the story and things like that. They had to make it up themselves. Can I try? The story is uh, rated R for mature themes. It's an excellent fic. You're going to love it, but just... um take some parentheses. You're right, this is impossible to say. Told you. This story is rated R for mature themes, some violence, angst, and language at different intervals. Um, Harry, Ron, and Hermione and the rest of the Hogwarts kids are 18 and will be acting their age during this story. It's a great story. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. We all did. But you'll need to keep that in mind. Um, And... We hope that. <laughs> okay. Kim, you want to take another shot? <laughs> you know what? Forget right. it. I mean, I mean, that's explanatory enough in itself. All right. All right. All right. Everyone take a deep breath. Okay. I'm going to do this. I'm do this in mind. Ready? Okay. Ready to go. We're going now to the discussion of After the End by Arabella and Xenia. This re- this Rick is faded. <laughs> <laughs> what? This Rick is this faded. Rick is R. faded. <laughs> All right. All right. One more time. One more time. We're gonna get the thing, and this is gonna be a 17 minute blooper reel. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's on my system. <laughs> <laughs> This fic is rated, ah, uh, I don't know if any of you have spent a lot of time around 15-year-olds, but, but I have a brother-in-law who's 15, and I, and I was 15 10 years ago, and I remember what I was like that age. I was going to say, I was 15 <laughs> Kim, were you ever 15? I was 15 four years ago, so. Well, that's true. <laughs> it kind of, it seemed so out of place in this story because it literally has, you know, a thousand Dementors, Voldemort himself on the grounds of Hogwarts coming through, you know, this hole in the lake that, you know, doesn't seem like it should be there. And and when, you know, Dumbledore sacrifices himself, they're all banished to the end of the earth. It just seems so, like, it, I don't know. And I, and, I, and I don't mean to, you know, be bashing A and Z, because I'm sure they needed a way to do this. It just seemed so over the top. It just seemed like there was a much quieter way. I kept wondering where... I kept wondering where the end of the earth was, and I thought, oh, well, I what, there's people there. <laughs> That's what I thought, too. <laughs> I'm picturing them in the, could you picture, like, could you picture Voldemort in the middle of, like, a J.C. Penny somewhere in, like, you know, northwest Arkansas Long Island. or something? Like, and they're all looking. Well, my question was, you know, McGonagall, you know, was obviously, she was very heartbroken that Dumbledore had died. You know, the minute, you know, Professor Fake says that he's gone, she crumbles. My thought is, they can apparate right back. You better get to look at that hole in the lake because there's nothing to prevent them from just coming right back 20 seconds later. It's just, like, how far away are they? 
Could you imagine though? Because you no, know, here, huh? Here's the thing. There's all these apparition boards. Could you imagine Voldemort, a very pissed off Voldemort, in line at the apparition point with the thousand Dementors behind him, wearing like these suits and fake glasses, trying to get through? <laughs> Annabelle and Zenia, we love you. We have never laughed this hard, and this is when we disagree with what you wrote. So just throwing that out there. <laughs> it makes me laugh that we all have the same kind of thoughts, and <sighs> I just can't, I seriously, I just kept going, oh, what, what about the people who are at the end of the earth? Like, <laughs> <laughs> they all got killed because of all this evil wizard showed up with all these dementia. <laughs> And also, you know, it, it brings back that whole, um, it, to me, it brings back the image of when, uh, in Goblet of Fire, when Harry was talking about getting letters from Sirius that are delivered by large tropical birds, <laughs> and he makes the comment that he doesn't think Dementors would do well in a sunny climate. And so I get that image, too. So if they're banished to the other end of the world from England, that would yeah, be like Hawaii. But the, I guess that's <laughs> the, that's the problem with this. You, surfer short. you just picture this thing, you know, you, you, you try and take the death of Dumbledore so seriously, and you basically have his last... His last request was that if anything ever happened to him, all the bad guys get banished to Hawaii. <laughs> I, that's what I can't stomach like about, you know. <laughs> All right. I know. I, I can just see Voldemort with a pair of shades on his head going, I guess it could be worse. There you go. And he apparently <laughs> did it. <laughs> oh, God. I'll kill, I'll kill the kid later. <laughs> Serious, especially looking after Ron, because like everything I said before, he just feels so closely connected with, with Ron. Yeah, I thought that was a little, you know, I, I they had made a comment earlier about him, you know, dabbling in law for a hobby or yeah. something and then suddenly he's like oh, i'm gonna be a lawyer and i thought he can be a lawyer like don't you have to be a lawyer to be a lawyer i think all and the lawyers are dead i think voldemort got them all he went i after don't them. know <laughs> i i mean i really liked the idea of there being court but i thought you know serious you know he was gonna be like the head of the thing with the dragons and then he was gonna do this and like Evidently, he is a renaissance man in the law department because he is very capable. And it's sad that he couldn't find a loophole for himself because he seems to find loopholes for everybody else. <laughs> yeah, serious. Uh, he seems to be a multitasker. But uh, well, actually, my, my response to that was I thought Sirius was the prosecutor. So my question like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. I can picture him like Fred Flintstone running back and forth between the two tables, you know, both prosecuting and defending Ron. Well, like, nobody even questions it. He's like, I'm defending you. And everybody's like, okay. Like, <laughs> you obviously have qualifications. <laughs> Do you know what you're doing? Can you picture serious, like, like you're about to perform, like, open-heart surgery? Have you ever done this before? I'm going to save your life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or Padfoot doing it. And, you know, and it was believable, and I kind of just went, okay. <laughs> but, but you, know. you have to admit, too, and I love Sirius, but you have to admit, you're, you're pretty down to the dumps as a society when your head prosecutor is the convicted felon who went away for 12 years. <laughs> and they're like, 
like for, you're going to have a chance. <laughs> but don't worry, the, the incompetent guy who tried to surrender the entire government cleared them, so we're good. You just have to imagine being Joe Citizen who's never met these people going, what? Well, can you imagine the jury? They're like, who? Who's defending you? Oh, that guy that we run inside for when he comes and gets his mail. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yes, I love the fact that Sirius went to law school, too. <laughs> well, maybe Azuban have one of those, you know, like, work-study programs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, that's got to be another outtake that somebody needs to write about oh, Sirius discovering law in Azuban. How can you hate Dobby? He's so cute. He's because they would have kissed. He's like a Smurf. How can you hate Dobby? I just wanted to kick him. Harry grabs Hermione for dear life. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, wrong fic there. Um, Harry grabs Ginny. <laughs> Harry. <laughs> sorry, there's a little bit of Barb's trilogy there. I apologize. Draco is throwing the kitchen sink at him, and Ron holds back until almost the very end, and then Sirius reigns him in. I love the scene too, where the you know the patrons of the bar who were all drunk. We're suddenly all sober, and they had their wands. They had their wands. They had their wands raised. You know. He threw a sink at him. No, it's an expression. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Have you ever heard the expression "the kitchen sink"? Throw everything but the kitchen sink. No. It's an expression that means you're throwing like everything you have at someone. You're going through everything. You, you even threw the kitchen sink at them. It's just an expression that means. Oh. <laughs> That's so going into bloopers of this episode. <laughs> no, no. The bloopers are going to end up being Jen is being an idiot. <laughs> Jen, you're on the bloopers right now. Say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> when I moved to Arkansas from Louisiana, to this day, I'm still terrified of tornadoes. Like, if it really? rains at night, I can't sleep. But it's because when I was growing up, we never had tornadoes. You just had to worry about hurricanes. And those things, they could tell you two weeks in advance if they were headed towards <laughs> your evacuation plan, and you got the hell out of the city. But tornadoes, man, they can't tell you it. Those things freak me out. And still, to this day, I am terrified of tornadoes. We don't get off that bad up in New England, because usually we just get told it's going to snow anywhere between 2 and 117 inches of snow. So we just prepare for everything. Right. And- well, it's very hard to plan for. I've only been dead center in one before. Like, I've seen four or five, but one was right on top of me one time. We were in the band, in the stands at a football game, right? The stands oh were God. full and crowded, and all of a sudden, thunder struck. And when it struck, all the lights of the stadium and everywhere went out. And it started, like, pouring. Well, the rain started going horizontal. Completely horizontal instead of vertical, like down, it was going sideways. And the sky turned real red. Everything you saw was real red. It was very strange. And the lightning went off, and it was so black that the only thing we saw was the big tornado headed towards the stadium. I would have wet myself right in the spot. Well, I'll never forget. They said, everyone, leave your instrument because, obviously, it's a lightning beacon. Put the instrument down, and I was drum major, so I'm, like, trying to be in control and calm. And they put us in a bus shelter, which I don't know if y'all if y'all have those up north. I don't know. But here, they're just humongous metal buildings with big garage door open. Like, that's the door for these just garage openings. And they opened up the garage to equalize the pressure, and the walls bent inward. They would bend in, and then they bend out. 
It was very frightening, but you could see the tornado cross. So we watched the tornado. Very frightening. <laughs> and then it goes away in blue sunny skies. I'm never going to complain about shoveling ever again. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. It's a different experience. I love that you're hanging on to the yeah. side of a bus shelter. This is different. Lady Kai. Lady Kai. Lady Chi here. And my name was pronounced Lady Kai, which I thought was kind of funny. It's Lady Chi. I just want to say that I think when I said Lady Kai, I was somehow thinking of Kai Opaka from Star Trek, and that's the only explanation I have. <laughs> Sorry about that. Or, you know, there's the, the Greek letter is Kai. Well, maybe that was it. Y'all are both more profound readers than I am. I just looked and I was like, Lady Chi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are like insight. It's Greek and <laughs> I went for a Star Trek character. I don't think that was very insightful. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, honestly, mine mine just came from um, the sorority Chi Omega. Oh, that's true. I love how Jen's like, "Wow, you're right. profound." I'm like, "We went to college and watched Star Trek. It's not that bad." <laughs> I know that sometimes I mute until I talk. Maybe that will make it easier, better. Uh, Brian, you just call me Brian. No. I thought you called me Brian. I don't think. I know, I was thinking Ryan. Okay. <laughs> what was I saying? Maybe there was a B in there. I don't know. Uh, well, Sorry. We'll, we'll figure it out later. Um, everyone's right. Chi, go ahead. What was I saying? Ryan, my name. Genya. Genya. We're finally on the road to actually becoming a thinker instead of just talking about it. I thought it was very cleverly done. She's been gone for an afternoon. And she doesn't know how to get on the island, and she's considering turning around and going back. But she knows her parents are there, and they're still in the state they're in, and she has to go forward. But you just think, wouldn't that be awful if after all the fighting and all the decision-making, she shows up at like 3 o'clock that afternoon and says she changed her mind? Yeah. I found the whole thing very weird. I kept going in my head. How many people went to go get a drink and winded up on the Thinker <laughs> Island and going like, no, I was freaking thirsty. <laughs> so by this point, maybe she's just playing oh, another person that is the Thinker. It must be. Hermione was the 17th person to pop on the island that day right after Farmer Bob because he was thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she gets well, there and has to yes. wait in line or something. But, but... The thinker also does know that Hermione wants to be there, and so she is sort of expecting her. Yeah, well, that's but true, the but... ladle in the water, like, what if Hermione wasn't actually thirsty? What if she brought along a water bottle? And, like, you know, well, I just found it very Yeah, weird. I can see that would be interesting, too, if, like, all the muggles walking by went for a drink of water and they all ended up on the thinking island. <laughs> you know, like, hello? So <laughs> possible that the muggles can't see it. I do want to comment on Hermione's reaction. The minute she touches the ladle, she feels the pull around her navel, and she becomes instantly frightened because she thinks it's dark magic. She thinks it's death eaters. She's all alone. Nobody is expecting her for four months, and you know no one would know where to find her. She doesn't know what's happening. And it's just one of those moments, like you see so often during this fic, where you have you know, a loud noise and everyone dives to the ground and pulls out their wand. These people have post-traumatic stress. So it's probably not a good thing that, you know, she touches a label. Well, and seriously, and illegal porkies shouldn't just be laying around in water basins. Illegal porkies should not be allowed in water basins. I think that's a great line.
if I were her and war was only over for like what two or three months, mm-hmm. and then I suddenly got port keyed somewhere that did not have a sign saying a hold ladle to thinker, I would freak out. You think there would really be a sign that says ladle to thinker? It would be logical to have a sign. <laughs> I think that for anyone who's a thinker, that putting up directions would probably be the most thoughtful thing for a thinker to do. Well, I think the whole thing about being the thinker is you really have to want it. You really have to go for it. That seems way too... I mean, she didn't even send out acceptance letters. She just hoped Hermione would show up. So... Yeah, I think she's just lazy. Oh, come on. I get that she was just... The sun has gotten to her thinkness. They always make some comment to what Charlie's wearing. So wouldn't it be great yes. if, if <laughs> Bill opened the door and Charlie's towel blew in the breeze? Wouldn't that be an awesome line? That would be a good I part of the you're story. Just, I think you're just having issues with seeing Charlie naked, Ryan. I think I am. I think I need some help with this. Or, or reading Charlie naked anyway. Well, it, I'm not having any but, issues at all. So Ron <laughs> decides to leave uh, Lupin Lodge. He takes a walk down down the road. And runs into yes. one of my favorite OCs so far, and runs into Mr. Archibald. Yes, I, I like lo- Mr. Archibald. He's he's got like four lines in the whole thing. I love Mr. Archibald. <laughs> he he's trying to rent out you know his flat, and you know it's it's not easy in the eyes, but with a little tender loving care and some paint, you know it could be a great place. And it's right down the street from Lupin Lodge, and he needs to, you know, it's go- like neon turquoise. <laughs> and the brown paint is peeling, and there's more neon turquoise under it. And Ron looks at it and thinks home. And uh, yeah, of course. And I love it that. Makes that... Me want... It makes me wonder if the burrow is like bright orange or something. <laughs> His room is. But I love the fact too that Mister, yeah. you know, he asks how much would you, do you need for rent, and he like equates it to how much you know liquor can I buy per month, and um. Of course, you know, he makes, I think, three references to the fact it's a nice place to bring your woman. <laughs> like, He's like, you want a place to entertain the ladies. I remember those days. And Mr. Archibald stared off into the distance, his eyes slightly weepy, as if remembering something that Ron figured he'd probably rather not know more about. I really loved that when Mr. Archibald is like, yeah, you... Uh, will there be a, uh, oh, what do you call, what do young people call them now? We have a flatmate? And he's like, yeah, my friend Harry. And like, and he's like, holy crap, Harry Potter's gonna live in my old house. <laughs> and you can tell he's running around to all the old guys at the bar, you know, and hogs me when he gets there. Harry Potter's living in my bedroom, and they're all looking at him like, huh? Like, you can what? just tell. If I opened the door and there was an eagle on the other side, I would wet myself. That would scare the hell out of me. You know what? I can picture a cute little pig-style owl. It's kind of like a little butterfly. If I opened the door and a freaking eagle flew in, I would have to change my pants. I don't think people realize how big eagles actually are. In actuality, they are pretty enormous birds. Their wingspan is like 7 to 12 feet, right? They're just flying around the ministry with files. Like, that concerns me a little bit. How big are these doors? Well, that's the thing. I mean, could you imagine if you open the door and, like, Jurassic Park is on the other side? Like, that's a little frightening. (laughs) Park is on the other side. Oh, good gracious. Yeah, I thought an eagle was was a bit much. Uh, a little bit much. <laughs> Norbert's on the other side with the Malfoy file. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, so, I I liked it though. I did too. So we moved. Did they tell why it's an eagle? 
No, it's just a random ego flying around the office. It kind of scared me a little bit. I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> They're Leave them alone. And Ron's no, like, okay. hey, look, it's the Malfoy file. Welcome to episode seven of Potterfic Weekly. I am Rinna. And I am Jen. Ryan is unable to join us today. He is sick with, I suppose, is his version of the Martian death flu that I had a few weeks ago. <laughs> so, uh... We wish him a speedy recovery, and hopefully he'll be back soon. Definitely. We'll send you a big get well soon card from the podcast people, a verbal one. We'll send him a singing telegram. <laughs> get well soon. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Although really, I suppose, since, since he's actually doing the editing for the show, it wouldn't be much of a surprise if we're like, yeah, let's send him a singing telegram. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was imagining like some. We'll send a chipmunk or something to his house. (laughs) No, 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 no. What you need to do is we need to send a deer because he hit a deer with his car. He killed Sandy. I know. I know. Yes. Yes. I couldn't believe it. I said, "Did you even have a car left?" Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe that. I ran into a dead deer once. Oh, but it was already dead. It was already in the road. But yeah. man, it like wrecked my front of my car. He just kissed the girl. He didn't make her unconscious. He didn't slip or something. I mean, yes, I can just imagine the story now. Harry slips Ginny a roofie. The idea of magic allowing men to breastfeed. Yeah, that absolutely cracked me up. The incidents in fan fiction of men carrying children and I cannot do male pregnancy. I cannot. Characters having. Changes. See, if they can give a man boobs that easily just with a magic spell, they're probably a little more common in the magical world. You know, I mean, I, I, th- I think, I, I really think, Jen, this is one of the few aspects of fan fiction that we agree on is it's just wrong. <laughs> I mean, I will read a slash fic. I will. I'll read a slash fic. It's not my favorite. I have very, you know, I'll read a Rima serious fic, but I cannot cannot even contemplate. No. Like, if I see male preg, I'm just like, back, back, It's like, back. no, absolutely no. not. It's just, you know, I understand that fanfic is about, you know, writing your own version of the events, but come on. We have to obey the laws of freaking <laughs> physics. Of the- and that's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. It's just... The idea frightens me so much. Should we move on to chapter 24? Well, no, I just want to say one other thing really fast about this whole thing. Especially, especially the ones where there is some way for two men to conceive a child through butt sex. It's just like, okay, that... Jesus would cry. Exactly. That makes the baby Jesus cry. It makes the baby Jesus cry very, 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 very much. This has been like the most adult-oriented show Arctic Weekly's done yet. All right. Tell y'all, I just got an IM from Ryan. Uh huh. And I'm going to read you exactly what he says because I don't quite understand. He said, "Breaking news from Virginia: Sirius is naked throughout all of After the End. You guessed it." <laughs> oh, that was the question about. That's the question about from last week. What is Sirius wearing? Yes. <laughs> He's just naked the whole time. That's awesome. He's naked throughout the. He's, he's, he's in the gen camp of everybody being naked all right. the time. He's a nudist. Or in towels. They're either naked or in a towel. There we go. 
For April 14, 2007, this is episode 8.5 of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends, y'all. Poor thing. She is so drugged up. And she is still excited and exuberant and wanting to be part of this. And so I just want to give everybody, everybody go, oh, thank you, Chi, <laughs> for being so sick and still wanting to do this podcast with us. It says dedication. I, I just want to say that I feel so close to you two right now. I'm giving you cyber hugs. Max giving me crap in the forums. Yeah, I don't have okay. that. I just have the Jen's a dirty mind. He is still blaming me for the butt sex thing, and Rena is the one who brought it up. I just want to announce that on the podcast that Rena is the one who brought up the butt sex. Not me. Let's be honest. Let's be honest here. Who doesn't like a good conversation about butt sex? I mean, <laughs> I always that. <laughs> I just wanted to world. clear that up. He wished there didn't have to be a talk. Everything had been perfect for a few minutes. That's a guy thing to say. I mean, seriously, Harry, think with your head, why don't you? He was, just not the right one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it wasn't me. <laughs> we have an R-rated podcast because of Mac. No, I'm going to know. You're going to be sorry you said that one. <laughs> oh. And you have to love just the confusion that Bill must be feeling in the scene, too, because Mickey's explaining that Vila will either reproduce, you know, sexually or they will lay eggs. And, you know, what's the difference between, you know, the sexual reproduction and the laying of the eggs? Well, it depends if they're mating with a human or mating with a bird. And you can just picture Bill with a bunch of pamphlets in front of him, like, hold on, what was that last part again? <laughs> and if I were him, I would have missed the part about the quarter Vila not being able to overpower a lover pellet because I'd be so concentrated on the fact that they reproduce they can make birds. birds. I have a whole new set of problems now. It's... Exactly. <laughs> but to his credit, they want me to do what? But like to I his have to climb a tree. <laughs> Sorry, continue. It's completely fine. <laughs> Jules, can we please, 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 please? Have a one shot beast round. About <laughs> <laughs> Bill having to climb a tree. And like slipping on the tree and falling down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just even thought after the end couldn't get stranger. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> How do you know after the end, jump the shark? Flora has an affair with an eagle. <laughs> oh, my God, it's the eagle from the ministry that brought, brought the Malfoy phone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, good Lord. And all of a sudden, Flora has a torrid affair with... <laughs> uh, kill it! Quick! Uh. I love you for, like, five minutes. I hate Kill it! I'm sorry. There's like a tarantula in our lamp. In your lamp? Well, it was on the wall, and James hit it, and oh, don't you! Oh my God, call an exterminator! <laughs> don't get near me! Stop! I'm not going near it within like eight feet. Those Jen? things freaking jump. Jen. Yes, sorry. Say hi to the blooper reel. Why does this keep happening to me? <laughs> I don't understand. Dance. I never. Oh, right. It is humongous. I'm not even joking. 
Oh, I'm so grossed out. What if it was in our bed? <laughs> we are moving to Alaska. I'm sick of this crap. <laughs> oh, James, what is that? Are you killing it with potpourri? <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> this is life or death here. There is a recording of me out there somewhere, completely blitzed out of my mind, chasing someone's cat with a burrito. <laughs> I chased down this person's cat and repeatedly threw a frozen burrito at it. Oh, the PETA people are going to hate you. I know it. I threw this burrito at the cat, and then I went and got it. And I said, okay, I'm going to put this in the burrito holder. Nobody say anything. And I put it a frozen burrito inside of a sunglasses case and stuck it under the bed. I need to find footage of this. <laughs> so, like, a month later, everybody was like, oh, my God, what is that smell? So let's jump into uh, chapter 37, which is Blue Moon. Would anyone like to sing it? She, it's up to you. Um, Blue moon. I saw it standing. I don't even know. I think it's. I think it's. I thought it was. You saw me standing. It is. You you saw me standing. (laughs) (laughs) Do it again. Do it again. Okay. Blue moon. Blue moon. Take three. Ready? Yep. I'm unhappy. Blue moon. <laughs> Forget it. Alone. Without a dream in my heart. This is worse than Ryan's intro. Without a love of my own. Blue moon. You weird saying the word serious in the different context. <laughs> that is so overdone. Oh my goodness. I didn't know he was Irish. Stupid, like I think I pronounced him his name Seamus and I just thought that was a weird British name. And I remember oh thinking, gosh. oh my gosh, he's Irish. I loved it. So I think that was, I, I give them credit for coming up with the idea and not using it. Just like to show, like, we're not that bad. But, um. Oh, Jen, 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 did you hear your idea again? Did I, you hear your idea? Did I say idea? <laughs> you said idea. Um, oh, but the question I had for you, um, Linda and Phil and everybody is, you know, okay, they have the plot, you know, with, you know, how bad the Malfoys are. They have the plot with the, um, with, with, with the, 
what am I trying to say here? With the polyjuice potion. And then you find out. <laughs> I forgot the word polyjuice. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I am sorry. I am sorry. Just keep going. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm scared now. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking that it wasn't like this on Pottercast. <laughs> I'm dying to know what she's laughing at. <laughs> I can't. I'm I think sorry. I know. I, well, I think it. I know. Phil, help me out here. Because I think I, I think I heard it too. What happened? <laughs> was it something I'm, you heard, Jen? Yeah. Was it I'm a name? Sorry. It was a it's name. Just, yes. Yes, it was. I heard it too. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything. What happened? I tried so desperately to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, I love you. It's nothing. <laughs> you called Melinda Melinder. He's very much like a wizarding Ted Bundy or Charles Manson, or he's even got the mother issues. Freud would have a heyday with Voldemort, don't you think? Well, I think the fact that his name means fear of death would probably help out in that regard. But um, actually, no, that it, 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 you know, for Freud, it would have to be fear of something else. But um, <laughs> someone took a psych have course. a field day with the way Voldemort caresses that wand. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Which means... Yes, 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 yes. Melinda, welcome to Polar I love her he's already. Probably... He's uh, he's probably uh, stuck in the phallic stage. <laughs> yeah, right. notice in the movie so... how he's rubbing the top of his head. Okay, I'm sorry, that was over the line. Um, Jen, you were saying? I really like him rubbing his head. <laughs> you know, he's I don't beautiful. think they look inbred enough. Like I always, think, I always figured, you know, if you've got pure bloods and you're only marrying pure bloods and you don't really get a sense of the wizarding world is huge, then then obviously your average run of the mill pure blood is going to look like it got hit upside the head with an ugly stick, you know? Yeah, but, but it'd be really hard to find inbred people to play the part. <laughs> <laughs> they can go to they can go to Arkansas. Look, it's Uncle Grandpa. This is why I'm here, I think. Okay. <laughs> I'm picturing like some random guy with a helmet on. Like in the scene of Chamber of Secrets with delicious. With like one eye that just kind of drifts. How rough would it be to be Harry Potter's kid? Oh my goodness. I think the Avada Kedavra curse would like make him impotent or something. Oh, I can't God. see him having kids. He's honestly. now. Harry? Oh, no. He, he's he got to have that family. That would be horrible. Oh, I just can't see it. No. So emotionally <laughs> challenged. He would be a, I don't he know. He has to finally get that family. He has to finally get that family. There has to be a payoff at the end of the I don't day, think it's going to Harry Potter like deserves to finally have a family. I yeah. think. I think Harry is kill Harry Potter off or you've got to get a family. Oh, God, could you imagine in the canon if Joe has to write the chapter explaining that Harry's impotent, too? Well, I was just, I was making a joke about that. Boys and girls, there's a thing called erectile dysfunction. Oh, my God. Yeah, but there's also a thing called Petrificus Totalis, so I think he'd be fine. (laughs) It just depends on where you point the wand. Oh, Phil, you made my night. Yeah, I'm hearing stuttering from... I think it's Chi. Chi, everyone, 
uh, don't talk, but she say something. Ladies and gentlemen, hobo, gentlemen, hobo, tramp across mosquitoes and bow-legged ants. I come here before you to sit down beside you to tell you a story I know nothing about. One bright, bright morning in the middle of the night, in the middle of the night, two dead boys got up to fight. Back to back, they faced each other, drew their swords, and shot each other. The deaf policeman heard this noise, came running, and killed the two dead boys. If you don't believe this lie is true, ask the blind man who saw it too. Check, check, check. Wait, wait, she, wait. It's so much better just because certain words are echoed. Yeah. And it sounded extremely artistic. I was just saying, I was expecting, like, testing, testing, one, two, three, but, you know, whatever. Hey, I even skipped a part that wasn't very appropriate, so kudos to me. All right. Oh, whatever. That would have been my favorite part, Dirk. All, right. All right, let's just do a sound check. Uh, Phil, say something. They are the faction. Oh, conspiracies. Chains let's show their laden bra by night while evils are most free. Seek none conspiracy. Hide it in smiles and affability. For if there passes, I need to send what's on. Not Erebus itself could hide thee from prevention. All right, Jen, all right, Jen can you say something? Oh, dear God. <laughs> Jen's all set. She say something again to make sure you're not stuttering? Uh, Hi. All right, let let me just do a quick check. In a hole in the ground, there lived a hobbit. Now the nasty, dirty wet hole filled with ends of worms and an oozy smell, nor a dry, bare, sandy hole with nothing in it as to sit down or to eat, blah, blah, blah. It was a hobbit. Okay, I'm fine. And the green grass grew all around, all around. And the green green grass grew all around. Okay, I think we're ready to go. (laughs) Okay. Was that the Bible? (laughs) That was the hobbit. Oh, I thought it was. I was you like, I remember Bible Hobbit. Opened with the Bible. There was a wet, oozy hole with a Hobbit living in. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. that must have been a chapter that's not in my Bible. I don't know. Yeah, chapter <laughs> seven. Uh, chapter seven. Noah's Ark. Tolkien three sixteen. I was gonna say it's in the Apocrypha. It's in the book of Frodo. And we have a special uh, guest tonight. We have uh, Melinda Leo with us, the author of our second Father Fick Weekly Fick, uh, The Seventh Horcrux, as well as the author of the Power of Emotion series. Uh-oh. Hello? Yeah? Yeah, what's, what's wrong? <clears throat> Jen, you there? Okay, Jen. Hello? Jen, you there? Jen? What happened? Nothing happened. <laughs> you just screamed, oh, I no. I you. <laughs> I, just, I stopped hearing you all. Can you hear us now? Yes. Okay. What did did, I, did you do something? No, nothing happened. You just screamed, oh, no, in the middle of a sentence. I didn't mean to say. <laughs> <laughs> I am sorry. I lost y'all. I didn't know. I okay. was like, great. What? Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, Melinda, I apologize. Our, that, that's completely fine. Our recordings are like five hours long, and our podcasts are like two, so there's a reason for that. <laughs> in the middle of sentences, we all just scream, help. All right. <laughs> I'm being attacked by a tarantula. Oh, God. Ah! Episode 7, listen now. Okay. It's not funny. And welcome back to Parfic Weekly, everyone. I'm Ryan, and I'm here with Melinda, Phil, Jen, and Lady Chi, who are going to say hi to you now in alphabetical order. Hi. Oh, wait, wait. Is it J comes before L? J comes before L. Jesus, don't do that to us. Hi, everybody. I love throwing a pop quiz in the beginning of the podcast. (laughs) You're all kind of in the middle, except, well, actually, no, you're Phil's kind of. I was patiently waiting my turn. Jenny is not here, unfortunately. She would have known what to do. 
Yeah, but then yeah, exactly. I would have been like, is she a J or a G or, oh, yeah, she's Z. Oh, I'm what? As you can tell, everybody, last week's episode was our most popular because of the group of people that we had. So we have everybody back this week, and we obviously don't know how to spell, you know, our names. <laughs> you didn't say there was going to be a spelling test. <laughs> exactly. Don't, hey, just because we're writers and beta readers and administrators <laughs> of very popular websites doesn't mean that we have the ability to spell. <laughs> Please don't make assumptions like that. Can I make it a take-home test? <laughs> I you never learned to, to read. Well, and she, would we go with L or C? I mean, because then I would be before. It's not her middle name. You go with L. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I always, I always say, hello, I'm Lady Chi, and then everybody just calls me Chi. We know you're a lady. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's like... I don't know. I guess that you would have to go with Chi because lady, lady's a title, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So are we going to do it in alphabetical order? Or are we through making complete asses out of ourselves? I still want That's you to do it. You need to say hi in alphabetical order or we can't go on with the podcast. Okay. Are you Are you ready? We're ready. Here we start. Okay. Hey, I'm Lady Chi. J comes before L. <laughs> Just go in order of the Skype list. We're all <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say that. Are you really? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Can, can I just do it for everybody? Go ahead, Phil. Chi says hi, Jen says hi, Melinda says hi, and I say hi. And Ryan says hi. 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 I almost crashed my car the other day because, because on the left-hand side of the road, because um, it was the last day of class, there was a, like a bunch of guys that are like athletes for the school outside, <laughs> had, drinking beer without their shirts on. Seriously, I about crashed my car. I stopped the car <laughs> two inches away from them. It was amazing. And then I thought of you and like, Jen would have appreciated that. But she needs 20 minutes, evidently, to put on her nightdress. Man, I mean, she can shave her legs and armpits and wash it. And I was actually yeah. thinking she was going to shave her legs. That was my thing. Set her hair in curls. <laughs> Makeup herself, powder. I mean, 20, 20 minutes, man. Get her Brazilian. <laughs> I get ready for work in 20 minutes. Right. I mean, she's just Round table discussion. Jen, what was flowers. she doing in the extra 10 minutes? Like, she had roses that she was, like, putting on the bed and, like, I don't know. Twenty minutes. Melinda. Sheets. Melinda. What was she doing? Changing the sheets. Changing the sheets. Phil, what was she doing? Uh, getting ready for the big night. I don't know. I have no idea. But it wasn't the big night. No, but we thought it was when we read it. <laughs> no, we happened. all did. Maybe. We all read that and went. No, here's that the thing. Right? Here's yeah. the Maybe happened. she had to review the contraceptive charms or something. <laughs> here's the thing. She reviewed the contraceptive charms. She put on <laughs> soft music. She she transfigured Hermione's bed into a fireplace. Let's get it on. And she recorded herself singing Blue Moon. And she recorded her hair a hundred strokes. Yeah, and she recorded herself singing Blue Moon. And then Harry came in, took his shirt off, and went to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she also probably got the magazine out so she could make check marks as she goes. I don't know. <laughs> Harry, put the check next to number seven. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, and then Harry comes in, just goes to bed, and she like blows the candles out and just jumps in. I don't know. No, they they made out a little bit. It says that that once oh, the yeah, shirt it came off, they kissed until they went to sleep. It's I was like, oh. that's it. <laughs> I love really? Snape. I love him, <laughs> oh. and he's good. And we're gonna find out he's good. And and there Jen. is gold at the end of the rainbow. Darn it! 
it would be like going to talk to Saddam Hussein and coming away going, you know what? That guy's an ass. Seriously, serious? I don't know if anybody. Oh, I guess y'all wouldn't know because y'all don't know me. But that's my new saying. <laughs> like I've been going seriously serious when everybody when everybody says something that's like ridiculous. So and everybody just looks at me like I'm retarded, but I laugh and it's hysterical to me. Bill, like he's staring at this ring from across the room, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, it's cursed, all right." What is, he, is Bill from Minnesota all of a sudden? Yeah, that's a curse ring there. Oh, yeah. I can't touch it. I'll get myself killed. And, oh, my gosh, does this plan sound appalling and ridiculous and suicidal? They're going to make a dome, and everyone's going to get trapped inside. Inside with the Dementors. Exactly. Well, they want everyone to get around the edge of the outside so that when people shoot the curse... It goes to the other side of the dome, shooting the guy across from him. Like, I've thought about this in detail, and <laughs> it really amuses me that, that the plan is so bad, and yet it works. And I, it fits so well that I'm just like, okay. It's like they're lining him up, they're rounding him up like you would round up cattle, and maybe Jen is the only one that could like possibly get this reference, but what? it's like they're rounding him up like you would round up, round up cattle, you know, and just mm-hmm. like taking taking pot shots at him, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, which would be fine because I don't like cows, but, um, could you imagine Draco if he had to describe this? Okay. Picture a big dome. Sirius is like, this is suicidal. And if you want, if you don't want to do it, we're not going to hold it against you. And like, yeah, nobody yeah, moves. And I'm like, yeah, yeah the one guy that moves, everybody's going to be like, what an ass. So Draco gets right. up there and like says this thing and like, in a, I, I, I don't know. Like, he becomes frozen in in time with his arm up, and he turns green. <laughs> and the dome shoots down downward and slices through the wizards that are out in the way. And I don't know if it ever made a circle or if it just, like, kills all the fish. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was imagining, like, half... <laughs> like whales and half and stuff. There's a point when you can be overthinking a story, and I think we just did it. Can you, can you imagine that fish getting to fish heaven? Like, I don't know what happened. I want to say that. Chief, like, please, please, I can't. Don't. You have to say only good things. This thing, <laughs> we, we've learned that when you I say, can cry. I just say that we're, we're in trouble? I will cry if you say something negative about this scene. I love I'm not going to say love I am scene. not made of stone. <laughs> Thank you for naming the episode. I love how they plan to have sex at 6. Yeah, 6 o'clock. I know. <laughs> and, and the line... The line in there is great. It says something, they, they both realize that something very profound had been planned very, rather casually. You know, they, I love that. My question was, when do they eat dinner? <laughs> um, You're such a man. I think they went out for a burger after. Well, no, it's like, isn't that when they all eat? Like, do they eat together? It's like, okay. Like, you couldn't say, like, maybe eight? Maybe they're not going to incorporate food. I don't know. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Jiggy had that whole little thing set up out there, and there was a picnic basket. Just imagine it somewhere. Right. And Harry, right. And Harry doesn't know what to do, so he goes to, like, Arthur's office, and he tries to disassemble <laughs> the dragon tents. And, like, I think he goes 
grocery shopping. Like, he doesn't know what to do. I just love that yeah. of all the places to go, he's going to go to the father of the Your girl father. he's planning to have sex with and, like, blush awkwardly in front of him a lot. <laughs> like, Arthur wouldn't realize. The thing I love is Harry still isn't sure that's what they planned. We were talking about a great one-two punch at the beginning of that scene. It says he had showered. He was terrified. Yes. <laughs> you know, I love that. Just two real quick sentences, just to let you know. He had showered. He was terrified. I have to tell you. I have to tell you. And you know, it's late, so I'm going to say. You have to picture he's in the shower, and he's staring down, and he's just like, "This is it." <laughs> he's having a little conversation with his friend. Today I become a man. Do what? Do not let me down, Sid. <laughs> I <laughs> had a very hard life. My parents died at a young age. You will no repent for doing it. <laughs> we and covered that, that last week. That is that's when Harry discovers he has ED and Jenny learns the benefits of Patricia's house. <laughs> there we go. And then they go, Is this happening? And he's like, Yes. And I'm like, I don't yes. think he said it like that. Oh, yes, he did. He gasps it I out. Th- no, that's the thing. I think all of his concentration is elsewhere at the moment. He's like, yes. Like, I pictured it like that. Oh, no, no, no. That, like, completely ruined my mental manly image. Would you be beating his chest as he says no? It's yeah, he's like, he's ravaging her. Not, no, he's, he's not. not he's not ravaging. I mean, no, no, He's no. a virgin. How many virgins can successfully ravage anybody? He's Harry Potter. Come on. <laughs> he's a skinny, awkward kid who we think has ED. Like, he's like, he's... A- no, 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 we don't think that. You think that. I, that's true. That's fair. That's fair. are running this beautiful... I'm glitch. not. Jen, you have notes, right? <laughs> Let me get to that part of the forum. <laughs> it's cheating off my nose. <laughs> Shut! It's not cheating. This it's is cheating. These are clutch notes. Now, Jen <laughs> may be giggling right now a little bit more than usual, and there is a reason for that. Jen is on Vicodin at the moment. Oh, Vicodin! <laughs> I'm not sure it is Vicodin, but it's close up there. All right, here's the story. Jen Uh-oh. had to have an emergency appendectomy. Jen is one of those people that you may have met in your life who can't hold her liquor. And oh, that's not fair. A similar thing happens when Jen takes prescription pain medication. We are, on some level, enjoying the Vicodin vicariously <laughs> through Jen. Oh, my God. It's like hanging out at Cheers, the bar. It's You don't okay. have to drink. You just have to hang out there. So, Jen, uh, we, we hope we're not taking advantage of the situation, and we hope you're you're feeling better and we... I no, and I have to say, oh no, hold on. I have <laughs> to say that I think that it's so funny that because we, I was on the forums and Ryan was literally like following me around, like editing my posts and like deleting the ones that aren't, you know, sane. And <laughs> like, and I, I just have to say that I really appreciated that <laughs> afterwards, like the day after, I would wake up. And yeah, everybody would tell me all the little fun little things Jen said the night before, like, you know, stop talking to your shoes and, you know. She make- said Danielle. She sent my girlfriend Danielle an essay on my oh shoes my are important. And I was, like, telling her about my Birkenstocks and, like, my spelling goes, like, second grade. 
I'm not really. I swear to God, Jen called me, I am to me at midnight and said, I need Danielle's telephone number. I'm like, well, Jen, I think she's asleep. What's your question? Can you tell me the difference between baking and cooking? (laughs) Oh, evidently it was important at the time. I don't, I don't know. And the fight you had with Mr. George, your next door neighbor about his TV Yes. No, it was, I was defending him. Like I made everybody in the room talk in a whisper. Because I was afraid that we would um, wake up Mr. George, the neighbor from next door. He doesn't like it when people talk loud Jen, and interrupt his sleep. And do you have a next door neighbor named Mr. George? No, I don't have a neighbor, actually. We live like two miles away from the, the closest other house. Like, oh it's just completely. And I was very serious. And everyone that came in the room, like, I was, like, ecstatic about them being very quiet. So... I've had numerous, numerous things, and my poor husband. Oh, my poor husband. Jen asked me, why does James keep looking at me saying, I want to suck your blood? And I said, Jen, you (laughs) thought he was a vampire. You kept telling him he was a vampire to get away from you. He kept taking blood. Oh, Oh, the poor guy. But I'm fine. I'm so fine. Mm-hmm. Just wait for the blooper reel, everybody. She and I were looking at each other like, do we let her on the podcast? Right. Well, we kind of decided that if she didn't, if you don't sound coherent, we'll just make a graceful exit for you, Jen. <laughs> we don't want you to like be Like what, a gong smash? <laughs> and welcome back to Parfait Weekly. This is Ryan. Hey, I'm Lady Chief. And I'm Phil, coming to you through the magic of pre-recorded voicemail. We like Phil from the past. Phil from the past is very easy to manipulate. He is very easy to manipulate. It's easy to stick wherever you want him, and that just sounded so <laughs> wrong. And, oh to, my and to try and save you, I mean, we could stick Phil from the past right here. Beautifully put, Ryan. Or we here. Could. Absolutely. Or here. Oh, or- I don't know about that. Possibly here. Okay. Or even over there. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, we're having too much fun with Phil from the past. They're going to be married with, with, like, you know, expecting their first kid, and Ron's going to be looking at, you know, Jenny's pregnant belly and realize that Harry did that and just going to beat up her husband. I just, I, you, you know it's going to happen. I still can't hear a word you're saying. La, 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 la. Singing a song. I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. Oh, can you hear me? I'd like to hold it hand and keep it company. She's going to come back and she's going to ask me song I sing. Like the world sing today. A song of peace that echoes on and never goes away. Is that the right words? I don't know. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I get like elementary school bonus points. You can't hear me, can you? You got no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Kumbaya. Still can't hear you. Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. Kumbaya. Insert words here. Kumbaya, my lord. Draco and Blaze and Leatherface are so hot. Blaze oh is goodness. so much a better boy. Okay, anyway. Um. Something's wrong. Houston, we have a problem. Hey, everybody. It's Ryan coming into this week's episode. People often ask me, Ryan, do you feel nervous leaving the ladies in charge for an entire week? And I say, heck no. Podcasting on margaritas? I say, pour me one. A 30-minute side discussion on Order of the Phoenix? 
Hey, I'm there. I just have four words for Jen. Listen up. Blaze is a boy. Oh my God! What was that? I. What was that? Chi. What? Did you what? hear that? Did you hear that? No. Like something just freaking whistled really loudly in my ear. You didn't hear that? <laughs> so they fall out of the boat. They get pushed into the boat, out of the boat. I think this was a little confusing to me. They get pushed out of the boat, but onto a rock. Something like that. Yes, they're, on, mean, they're on a rock. There's a what? There's. I don't think that one critique I can make of Melinda is that there's not really great, clear picture of what is exactly going on yes. during the action sequences in this fic. I think if I had been a beta reader and was reading it, I'd be like, there's a lot of really great language here, but I'm not understanding exactly what's going on. Some people, like me, sometimes when I read text, I can get really clear pictures in my mind, and sometimes I need help. So, you know, you have to do whatever you can to ensure that the audience has a really clear picture in their head of what's going on. I think some more dialogue in this chapter would have been advantageous. Yeah, I I think it was also some of the words that she used are not necessarily familiar words in everyday conversation, and so it was hard to get... Like, for example, um, Harry, um, it, he's pull, he's reached down, he's grabbed her, and he's tugging her with all his strength. I'm just going to read here. When she surfaced, he pulled her away from her captor and pushed her towards the boat. Hang on, he said, giving her a boost so she could cling to the capsized underbelly. To me, I mean, and I read it really slow, and I still don't understand if he is on... <laughs> If he's on the rock, okay, and he's pulled her to push her, and then he lifts her up, he gives her a boost to get under to get under the boat, because that's kind of the, yeah. I'm really and then I couldn't understand if they're under the boat, wouldn't the Inferni Inferni pull them under more? I, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm really confused. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> so okay, I have it in my notes. I'm like I I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not trying to be like critical or rock. anything. No, it's totally fine. Like they're on the rock, and then they're that's in not the boat. okay, and they're trying to get back on the boat, but the boat's upside down, <laughs> so. They have to try and turn the boat over, but they're not really trying to turn the boat over. And then they're underneath the boat, and no one for you grabbing them. And I'm confused. And yes, I don't well, know. Maybe but, Melinda, maybe Melinda can like send me an explanation because I'm not getting it. Like I'm just not. Maybe maybe if Ryan were here, he would be able to explain it to us. Something's wrong, Houston. We have a problem. Hi. It's me again. They were on the rock, and they got into the boat, and on their way back to the shore, the boat flipped over, so the underside of the boat was now on top, and that's what Ginny was holding on to. It's kind of like the scene from Titanic, except instead of, you know, a door, it's it's the bottom of a boat, and Ginny wasn't actually trying to drown Harry and knock him in, into the water so she could have the boat all to herself. That didn't happen here either. Other than that, it's it, it's exactly like the scene from Titanic. I'm going to get out of here now. I'll talk to you guys later. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. This, this is what really, really was the kicker to my confusion. I'm going to read again. 
It said the boat jerked and suddenly began traveling across the water back in the direction they'd come. Harry and Jenny clung to the bottom, their fingers aching as they tried to wriggle out of the water as much as possible. Um, as they moved, they hit many floating corpses, blah, 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 causing the boat to rock and tilt. Now, what that kind of gave me an impression of was that um, they're under the boat, but they're pushing their bodies up to be above the water. But then in the next sentence, it says, Jenny buried her face in Harry's chest and clung as he held her close. Aching from hanging on. <laughs> I'm really confused. Does like, Harry have the like, superhuman? It's super Harry. It's super Harry moment. He has a straight arm. Uh, oh, my goodness. I'm so confused. I am so confused. Like, the picture in my head is so Sesame Street right now. Just, like, totally not making sense at all. No. Not Sesame Street, like Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse or something. I know Melinda Sesame is going to respond to this, and she's going to write something like, well, if y'all had just read closer here and here and here, it explained perfectly, yeah. and we'll see it, and we'll go, oh. But as if, is... If y'all wouldn't podcast at 2 o'clock in the morning, you would understand... <laughs> As is, okay. I'm just a little dumbfounded as to what the heck is going on. And it, and it, I was so somewhat amused by my confusion. Yeah, that it was just I, like, and then they pass out. I guess. I guess they're on top of the boat now. Because then, as when they reached the edge of the lake, Harry slid off the boat into the knee deep water and lifted Jenny onto the shore. So I guess, yeah. okay, so I guess that means that the boat was flipped over and they were riding on top of the flipped over boat. Although it still doesn't explain how they're clinging to each other and clinging to the boat and... Something's wrong. Houston, we have a problem. It's a boat. It's upside down. And Jenny's underneath Harry, so her face is kind of kitty-cornered against his chest and... Uh, Forget it. By the way, I'm starting a drinking game. Every time Jen says Inferni and not Inferi, I, I am taking a shot. I'll be back next week. I hear we get to sing the national anthem. Bye. Don't you think your legs would be tired, like, if you were right? I don't know. It just really grossed me out that they're bumping into, like, the dead Inferni. Um, bum, 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 Hi, I'm Karen. Um, bum, 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 bum. I know nothing about Harry Potter whatsoever. I haven't read the books, and frankly, I just don't get it. Bum, 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 bum. I have heard some of the singing that comes in later on, and yeah, it's kind of bad. So you might want to maybe wear some like earplugs or ear muffs or something. Did I just say muff? Anyway, I digress. Stop. 
4th of July. This is episode 20 of Father Fig Weekly. <laughs> this is the best you're going to get. So. God bless the USA. I drove home, and I was in such a rush to get in and get situated and just try to be calm because uh-huh. I've been I've been just running around that I think I, I forgot to put my car in park. <laughs> no, shut up. Listen, no. Usually, though, when I do that, because I'm kind of scatterbrained sometimes, when I do that, it, it doesn't let me turn my key out. Right. But I got my key out, and I shut the door, and I went into the house, and I let my dogs go outside. And, you know, we live on a ranch, so it's relatively flat. But my dogs start barking. They go outside, and I'm inside, like, trying to clean up what they've done. And and um, and they just are excessively barking, so I run out there, like, thinking that my neighbor had come over and or something. And I see my car rolling down, the, down our... I can't even, it's not a driveway because we have a lot of land in front of us, and then there's like a road driving towards the main (laughs) fence. It's got about three acres to go. And I'm like talking on my cell phone to my cousin, and I scream, and my car is locked. And I run after my car, and my dogs are like, like, I don't care if my car is going to hit something, but my dogs are behind the car. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to die. And, like, I'm just going to die right here. So I go to my car. Think, I don't know what I'm going to do when I get there. I don't have my keys. I can't. And my door handle on my driver's side broke off the other day. So I been, so I've been, so been having to, like, put my key in it to get it open. Like, As much as my grandmother died. <laughs> <laughs> it's terribly. It wasn't funny when it happened, and I was really upset. And so I get to my car and like hang on to the mirror to try to get it to stop. <laughs> You're trying to hold on, stop. You're trying to stop. in the yard thank god and stops and i mean it wasn't like a crash like it was not even going one or two miles an hour it was just very it's like this slow motion but it was so like so anyway so i run out there and like i just stare at my car because i've ran like half a mile to get out here i don't have my key i've dropped my phone somewhere between here and there what did you think you were going to do and you know I'm not supposed to be running, and like so, I'm like hightailing it to hang on to my car. I'm just picturing. I'm just picturing. You missed the episode. We don't know where you are again for another three days, and you call me. What happens? I ran over myself with my car. <laughs> well, I was just so upset because I didn't know that my car would do that, and I and I because it wasn't supposed. I'm not supposed to get my key out if it's not in port. So anyway, no, nothing bad happened, but I almost had a heart attack. And my cousin called, and she thought that I had, like, gotten in a wreck because she knew I was driving. 
so and she was pregnant, and so it really worried her. And I was like, "Oh, calm down." I was calming so she her went down. Into labor. <laughs> so anyway, that was what happened to me today. In trying to get to the podcast in time. Literally, my face is red. I am, like, crying, because all I can picture is Jen chasing her car down. The... Here's I the thing. What... Image of, like, I was Jen screaming, like, incoherently. <laughs> I just get this image of, like, Jen as Wonder Woman, like, going... What's <laughs> <laughs> like, so terrible <laughs> is that, like, my concern, like, I didn't think how I was going to stop the car or, like, to go get my keys or, like, to do something productive. But as I'm running, I'm, like, screaming. I'm looking over my shoulder to make sure that my neighbor isn't seeing how ridiculous I'm being because that would be embarrassing. Jen, I have oh a question goodness. for you, and I you know I speak for at least half of our listeners right now. Is this the first time this has ever happened to you? Um, yeah, the first time that it, that I've done it to myself. Like, James and I... <laughs> One time, at my parents' house, they have, like, a really high driveway. You know, it's Uh a downhill slope. And we were trying to get my car to start. And um, for some reason, he was behind it pushing the car. I don't remember why. Or we were trying to get it down very slowly or something. And I'd put it in neutral because I'd never done that before. I didn't know what that did. And I saw that he was having trouble. So I jumped out of the car and tried to run around to the back try to help him and the car started rolling more quickly and I was screaming no and he was screaming at me get in the car get in the freaking car and I was like what what so and the car door had like almost closed so I like swung it open and like climbed in and slammed my foot on the brake and I put it in park and we went out to look at where he was and he if it had gone even three more inches it, he he had his back up against the the mailbox and the car was in front of him. And because of me, I almost killed my husband. <laughs> so that was the only other time something really terrible with the cars happened. But that was way, like, three years ago. We should sing American songs. We should sing the national anthem. Lily, do you have a good singing voice? No. Perfect. You'll fit right in with the rest of us. All right. America, America. I don't think that's the national anthem, sweetheart. <laughs> no. You're like Leslie Nielsen trying to sing the national anthem. <laughs> I can't even remember the chorus. What is the chorus? Oh, I'm free. What? Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light. Yeah, I know that so part. Probably we hail something. At the twilight's last At the twilight's last, last gleaming. Gleaming. <laughs> Whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight. 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 Wait, what? It's a fight. It's not the night. You can't have a perilous night. We're gathering. He's dreaming. On the rocket's red Through the night, that's like what you there. Oh, say the fast stars tangled. 
okay, I found the problem. If you're in the chapter, at the top it says at, but if you're looking at the chapter list, it says with. Ooh, a typo. Typo! In the title of the chapter. This does not bode well. (laughs) This isn't a bloodbath, Melinda. We're like... No, I had to play this stupid song called The Merry Freaking Farmer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, did I hate that Merry Freaking Farmer. Seriously, this is ridiculous. Alright, she she were buying. La 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 Here's the okay, we have to explain because you just scared the new girl. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, Cheese microphone cuts out for like two minutes every hour, so she passes the time by singing as loudly as she can. <laughs> Let's just say you guys will know that I can't hear you. <laughs> we already knew. Sorry, my 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 mic is falling apart. Hold on. Okay, hang on. What the hell okay. was that? Was there a horse in the room? What was that? That was me. <laughs> I was growling. I'm like, I got upset and I growled. I'm sorry. I'm like, we have horses in here now. You don't make that sound when you get upset. You don't growl. No, but it actually sounded like there was an actual horse in the room. <laughs> Have you been around an actual horse? Because that doesn't sound like a horse to me. It was a very quick thing. I need to take Ron horseback riding. Oh, hey, oh, God. She's going to start singing any second now. I know it. La, 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 I'd like to teach the world Perfect harmony. All by myself. I don't want to be all by myself anymore. So day. Like the, like the flying rug. Oh, I kept yes. waiting for Harry to start singing. I can show you the world. Shining, shimmering. Splendid. Tell me, princess, now when did you last let your heart decide? I can open your eyes. Take you wonder by wonder. Because I was singing all by myself when everybody left because I didn't go to the bathroom. I was sitting here, I was like... Um, don't wanna be. Oh my gosh, Bridget Jones, sorry, I love that scene. By myself anymore. <laughs> when I was young, I never, I never needed anyone. And making love was just for fun. Those days are gone. Oh, Bridget Jones. What the hell is going on here? (laughs) Is everyone crashing? Everyone's getting really quiet on me. Well, James just came in and asked me to smell the milk. Um. (laughs) Not like, why is the car embedded in the fence? Does this milk smell bad? I haven't told him about it yet. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you were told him about it. I don't know if that's funny. I think I'll know. There's the dent marks in both the fences. No, it's not. It's there's nothing. It's oh. perfect. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm sorry if I gave you that impression. No, it didn't dent it at all. That your car crashed into the fence. Yeah. Okay. No, it didn't. It lightly kissed it. It bumped it. 
and lightly kissed it. <laughs> My car made love to the fence. <laughs> so, Rena, how's it going? I live in the sticks. <laughs> Literally. We live off of a dirt road. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't get cell phone reception here. I get cell phone reception at Walmart, and that's the only place in town. I have a question. Have you gotten <laughs> to the point where Walmart is viewed as civilization? You know, it's getting close, man. And honestly, like, and, and this is one of the town's claims to fame, we have the smallest Walmart supercenter in the world. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. It's the smallest one in the world. And before that, this the Walmart that they had here was the smallest regular Walmart in the world. But now it's just the smallest supercenter. It's a Walmart, and it closes. <laughs> it closes? Wow, I didn't know they closed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Wow. Rena is so far in the sticks, they haven't discovered 24 hours. I remember going to a Sears in Arkadelphia and being so excited that there was a Sears. Um, and I went inside, yeah, and it was a bunch of catalogs. I was like, what oh, the heck yeah. is this? <laughs> the catalog stores. I've actually the been to one. Store. I was I've like, been- wow. Yeah, it's bad. And I found out that apparently there's a rather large Apple following here. So it's amazing. We live in the what? Apple computers, like Mac. Oh, okay. I thought there was like I thought people there just loved Apple. No. Jeez. Apple trees. This is how nerdy these kids that we hang out with now are. There was a land party (laughs) in my house the other night, and they played like some ridiculous mud game. That's text-based, and there were, like, 11 people here, and they all had Macs. I was like, I couldn't even believe there were 11 people in this town that had laptops. All right, here's, <laughs> here's my question for you. Do you have one of those signs that has the population that some old guy changes whenever someone moves into town? I'm pretty sure we do. <laughs> you know what amuses me about this? Picture Draco Malfoy living at Grim Old Place. That reminds me of you living outside of civilization, and now look yeah. where you are. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I think they're going to assimilate you. <laughs> Hi, y'all. How's it going? I'm... <laughs> so you sound like me, basically. <laughs> We're going to get all these emails. I can't tell when Jan and Renner are talking. They sound exactly the same. <laughs> oh, well, I busted out into my Bostonian accent the other day, and everyone in the restaurant just looked at me. <laughs> like, most of them had never even heard someone with a Bostonian accent before. I'll be in New York this weekend. I will think of you, Rena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As you ride a subway car with more people that are in my entire damn county. That'd be great if I took like people <laughs> like if we just like took like a random sampling of your neighbors onto the subway, they'd be like the people in those Star Trek episodes who come back from like the seventeen hundreds and they're on the Enterprise. <laughs> like they're like, What is this place? Right, exactly. It's it's insane. You know, these people think a happening time is going to Batesville, Arkansas, <laughs> population 45,000, because it's the home of NASCAR driver Mark Martin. You, you, you make a left turn, and then you make another left turn, and then you make another left, like... It's the dumbest thing in all Christendom, but... Okay, I just wanted to make sure it, was just, it wasn't just me. All right. No, it's not. I think it's about as interesting as watching Hammers, but... You know. I don't want to spoil your date for the weekend, so I'm not going to bring that up. All right. Well, now, hey, I think it's a little more interesting than horse racing because in Kentucky, all they'll watch is horse racing, and they only do one lap, and there are no good crashes. <laughs> <laughs> 
I went to the opening of the um, Oaklawn racetrack in Hot Springs, and I wore a really big hat. Oh, can you send us pictures of this? I will. I will send you pictures. Start, I will send you pictures of my of my town with one stoplight. Start uploading them now. I'll get them by episode 38. Alright. You guys, the mm-hmm. newspaper in town. There are two newspapers. One is like the actual paper, and the other one is, I swear, it's just two random yokels that have a printing press. God only knows where they got it from. First of all, the, there is an article in there about this hobo that lives in my friend Jimmy's backyard. And, and, and they actually, they said, they were like, and this guy, his name is Marvin, but um, everyone calls him Lightning, and we just call him the hobo that lives in Jimmy's backyard. But <laughs> he, they were like, in, this, in the article in the paper, it said, he was standing on the square when what did he see but his sister's boy walking up the road? <laughs> in the paper. In the freaking newspaper. I quit. You know, I quit. I, I quit this town. I swear. <laughs> Honestly, that's that's the one thing I can say is that living here for just the month that I've been here, month and a half almost, it, it's really made me change my stance on hunting. <laughs> because I really, I never was a fan of hunting, of like deer hunting before now, but now I am all for it because those morons are everywhere. Rena, I hit one at 60 miles an hour. I hope you're proud of me. I am proud of you. I'm very proud of you. One, <laughs> jumped through my, my mother-in-law's um, sliding glass door. Are you serious? Was the door open at the time? No. What? Yeah. One, like, freaked out. Ran alongside my car halfway down, like, for, like, at least 200 yards. Just ran right alongside my car. It was playing with your car. I guess so. We sit on my back porch and watch the deer run across the lawn. For fun. At night. Yeah. Just because there's nothing else to do here. And seriously, I have I have 40 television channels. My whole life has been an exercise in downsizing. That's what, that's what I believe. Because I'm, I'm originally from New Orleans, which had a population of like 2.4 million. And then I moved to um, Little Rock, Ar- or outside of Little Rock, Arkansas, which the metro area has about, um, I don't even think they have 500,000 people in the whole no, metro. No, not even. And then I moved to Fayville, which is a great town, has a population of 65,000 people. And now I live in a, in a town where, where the, the, we are the county seat, and the county has a population of 10,000. Oh. And uh, so I swear I'm going to have to move to the moon or something after this to get any smaller <laughs> than where I am right now. Rena, I just have one question for you, and then I'm going to let the whole thing go. Do you own a pig? No, but I do have a goat. <laughs> Rina, I was kidding. You own a goat? Yes. Really? We don't have a lawnmower. <laughs> Hold on. <What? laughs> Are you messing with me? No. What's the goat's name? <laughs> Bernard. <laughs> no different. I mean, we have a lot of cows, so... Yeah, well, I mean, he's not really our goat. He kind of, like, we borrow him from, from our neighbor. <laughs> we... he's, a, he's a community lawnmower? He is. He is. 
<laughs> we have see okay our landlord comes by and mows like the big part of our property that we're on but we have this little fenced in pen area for my dogs and it's too small for him to get his lawnmower in there and so we were having to at the beginning we were having to use a weed eater and just cut all the grass down with a weed eater and then our neighbor who's this little 80 year old woman was like well I have a dog around the other side of my house and I just have a goat and I just put him in there and let him eat down the grass do you want to borrow him? So you borrowed Bernard the so, goat. Yeah, so one day a week we, we go over and borrow the goat. <laughs> <laughs> Rena, I have simple advice for you. Just just kill yourself. Rena's my new favorite person. Ryan, be supportive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and... She's borrowing a goat named Bernard. I can't help her with that. Wow, I told so you guys, sad. I live in the sticks. You didn't tell me about the goat. <laughs> I love that you have a goat that you borrow yeah. for lawn yeah. mowing purposes. <laughs> yeah, there was a traffic jam in town today because somebody's horse uh, threw a shoe in the middle of the road. Oh. Is it near Amish people? Actually, we do have a large Mennonite community here. Yeah. There's been an uprising in the Amish population in the state of Arkansas because uh, Arkansas is one of the few states in the country that will let you get a driver's license without a picture on it. And the Amish don't want to have their pictures taken because there's something in the Bible about graven images and they don't like to have their picture made. So a lot of Amish people have recently moved to Arkansas because they can get driver's licenses without pictures on it. I'm really not sure why they need driver's licenses because if they're Amish, they're not driving cars (laughs) anymore. Well, I think there are like certain levels of Amish. You know, there's some that certain things of technology. But, man, if you want a quilt, I got the hookup. (laughs) This week, you know, Texas flooded. (laughs) I don't know if anybody's watching on the news. I don't know. I think a couple of us, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, evidently Texas is underwater. And evidently Texas as in my street. And so I went to Walmart. And, like, I'm a dallier at Walmart. So I'll go. And when I go to Walmart, it's just my time. I don't know if. Very many women take their time, but it's my time, and I go and I look at you know every aisle and really dwaddle and lo- I love going to Walmart. You know, it's oh, my I thing. Do that too. I love it. Yes. So I went to Walmart and I was probably there about two, three hours, and I had bought you know our month's groceries because <laughs> I you know usually I only try to buy stuff once a month or you know then you have the necessities you have to buy once a week. But anyway, I had bought everything. And I was on my way back, and I noticed that our street that we live on, like we live on a dirt road too, Rena, um, but the the street that you get onto the dirt road was flooded through. Oh, no. And there was, you know, fire trucks and policemen in front of it, and so I got out thinking there was like, I don't know, a wreck or something. Um, And they they were saying... What do you do? <laughs> it's flooding. And I was like, well, my house is that way. And, you know, it's one of those, there's no back way into it. You just have to go down the one dirt road. And, you know, I have a Toyota Camry, and it's just not good for, you know, forest driving. Um, right. So, <laughs> off-road, actually. That's right. No, it's no off-road. Um, and so I was like, well, let me just drive through it. And they were like, um, it's several feet high. And it, and so I was like, well, I don't know what I thought. But I was like, I have dairy products. 
in my back seat, lots of dairy, and I just knew they were going to go bad. Like I'm just very paranoid about like certain things, like meats and thing and milks and things staying out too long. So I always like rush home to put them in. And I was like, I have dairy products, and I was like very concerned. And so the the nice, the poor nice man, um, he was like, well, go get the bag or two that you need to put in the fridge, and and we will get you over this. And I said, well, okay. And so I go and get my, I don't know, 18 bags that need to go. And, like, I just look ridiculous. And so the poor fireman, like, so they had two of them carry my bags over. And one, like, flipped me on his shoulder and, like, carried me over this stupid flood. And, like, they had themselves hooked to, like, these ropes that somebody was holding from the, like, evidently it's pretty bad. Um and so I left, my, and it's raining, okay, guys? It is raining, and I'm wearing, like, a white shirt. It's terrible. So I'm, like, <laughs> so I get to somewhat dry land. Like, it's only somewhat puddle-ish and, and not, you know, the Nile. And so I, like, run, like, I don't know, the two miles home. And by the time I get there, like, seriously, my shoes are, like, thickened with water. My, my hair is matted. My clothes are I mean, it's just, they're soaked. So I get home, I get my dogs, and I have a chihuahua, and I have a red healer. And oh I'm sure God. that y'all, y'all know the differences. <laughs> so I change clothes, and I put on flip-flops, because, you know, those won't, those are okay to get wet. And I, like, get trash bags, and I put trash bags all over my body. And, like, I cover my dogs in trash bags. And did, you, did you take a picture before you left the house? Oh, you know, that did not occur to me. Oh, well, uh, you'll remember for next time. Well, like, my car is still out there with all these, like, strange people. Yeah, they're policemen. They're good. But, you know, I don't like that. So I run out. <laughs> they so carried like, you home. I think they're okay. I know. So I'm carrying Nova, my chihuahua, and, like, pulling my, my red healer because she doesn't want to get wet. So she's been, like, trying to go home the whole time. So I'm like, this, I'm like, by the time I get back to the Nile, I'm, like, about to be passed out with exhaustion. It's been, like, an hour or two. This has taken forever. And we get there, and the policemen are still there. And, like, one of them gets my dog and saves my dog and puts it in my car. And one of them gets Nova, and one of them carries me back over. And, like, instead of it going down, like, I thought that they would, like, suck the water up while I was gone. Like, I don't know what they're doing with there. The giant wet back? I don't know. I thought, well, they had their, like, tubes out. So I thought, well, maybe... They're going to vacuum it up or something. <laughs> and, but they didn't. It just got worse. And so by the time I got over, they were like, okay, they weren't letting anybody else pass. So evidently I was just a special deal because I had my dairy products. You know, like London Bridge. I'm humming the song in my head. Thank you very much. London Bridge is falling down. All right, down. In this case, I suppose it would be. Weird Ice Castle is falling down, falling down, falling down. Weird Ice, Weird Ice Castle is falling down. <laughs> terrible. Oh, no, Spider. Okay. I think we should be, like, on probation and not allowed singing on this podcast for, like, three weeks. Anyway, so they, you know, haul it back to the school and, you know, bust Jimmy, Jenny up into the emergency room. Emergency room. <laughs> go with it, go with it, go with it. Go Into with the it. hospital wing, and they're like, oh, my God, she's, like, totally poisoned. <laughs> Mary's trying to figure out no. what her health insurance paperwork and her brought Right, to. exactly. Oh, no, he's so romantic here. 
yes. He's like, no, Madam Pumphrey, you can't get to her. I must be here. <laughs> See, okay, here's the thing. If this was happening in real life, this is what would happen. They would rush Ginny in to the emergency room and be like, oh, my God, she's, like, totally poisoned. And they'd be like, all right, fill out this form and give me your driver's license and let me take her fingerprints. And they'd go and, and process all the paperwork and then they'd sit down in a chair and be like, okay, when was her last menstrual period? Does she have any threat allergies? smoke on a regular occasion. And Harry would, right. like, hear, like, when was your last He's menstrual like- period? And he would turn 17 shades of red and right. not be able to talk. But he's like, look, she's like totally poisoned. Can we get her some medicine? And they're like, yeah, fine. But first we need to know, does she, she ever get the chicken pox? You know? <laughs> you know? Is she up to date on her immunizations? You know? Is she currently sexually active? At which point right, Molly exactly. would glare at Harry. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Really? You know, and then they would they would take her back to a room where somebody would take her blood pressure and her temperature and temperature, yes, and you know, much. and then she'd sit on a bed for four hours. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, Harry is sitting next to her. Oh my God, she's like totally poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> like freaking out. <laughs> oh God, that was beautiful. Rin, I miss you. That's so true. <laughs> Anyway, oh. so and then the doctor like, comes in and says, "What happened to her? The snake oh and the giant like spider. She was wearing a <laughs> she was wearing a tiara, and the tiara <laughs> turned into a snake <laughs> and it bit her. And then we flew away <laughs> from the ice castle on the brooms that we made out of nowhere. And then Harry would get a psychopath. Right? Exactly. <laughs> no, they would just think he was on meth or something. Yeah. Why don't we come? Have you come in the next room? No, I won't leave her. Won't leave her. She's totally. Anyway. Oh my gosh, you guys want to know what I'm doing right now? Well, I'm just finished. I just stab myself. I'm so behind in the dishes mm-hmm. that my, my mom actually made me dinner to to bring over, so because I was in a hurry, and I didn't have any silverware, so I'm I ate with my uh. Have y'all seen like those um salad fork and spoon? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A spork. <laughs> you ate Not- dinner with your salad, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> They're massive. Oh God. <laughs> but so I got out a paint pen and I reworded her license plate thing because it bothered me so much. Which did you change it to? Of which? Oh, you there? Who are you talking to? I was talking to Rena. Rena. Oh my god, the yokels got her. Rena? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, here we go. And welcome back to Parafic Weekly. This is Ryan. And Jan. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what is a boop? <laughs> Sorry. Rena's back, why? everybody. What? What? I talked at the same time as you did. That's why I said sorry. Oh, really? I heard you after. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's start the show over again. We're going to do it in alphabetical order. Welcome back. <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> we tried that one. We had an episode. It didn't work out. We had five we people didn't... on the podcast. I introduced everyone and said, "Then we're going in alphabetical order." And there was silence while everyone tried to mentally put themselves <laughs> in alphabetical order. All right, okay. And welcome back to Parfait Weekly, everybody. This is Ryan. I'm Rena. Jen. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shit. Rena, you do it. Sorry. You I'm third. Okay. No, it's totally fine. <laughs> okay, go, Ryan. <laughs> 
<laughs> Stop laughing. This isn't funny. All right. You're the one laughing. You're the one laughing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. The inmates are in charge of the asylum here. <laughs> all right. And welcome back to Parafic Weekly, everybody. This is Ryan. I'm Rena. I don't know why I started. Like, okay, God, I'm muting myself. Goodbye. <laughs> we can do this. We're professionals. We have 20 episodes on Purple. Today is obviously July 11th. Today is what? Well, by the oh. time it comes... I was like, oh my God, I'm <laughs> missing the movie, but... <laughs> and that's all I got. Jen, you got anything? Jen died. Jen? Hang on. <laughs> Jen? <laughs> Well, she's not singing. I'm wondering if she's talking and doesn't realize we can't hear her. <laughs> Jen? Jen, this is why the episodes take five hours to record. That is not my fault. Damn the mute button. <laughs> and jumping into this week's episodes, which are uh, chapters 24 through 29 of Melinda Leo's After the End. Oh, crap, it's not After the End. <laughs> <laughs> we don't make any comparisons, I swear. All right. Well, it's good you said because it's episodes 24 through 29 is what you just said, so. And I got the name of the fic wrong. Other than that, I think this is going very chapters. well. All right. You know, the chapter ends with, you know, Harry, you know, falls to his knees and he suddenly is afraid that he's actually going to die in that godforsaken place. I mean, that's a very powerful moment. And that's a dog. Wait, you can't leave Matt by himself. He will just he'll start talking in third person, have a conversation with himself. It's incredible. It's like the Weasley twins, but not nearly as funny. It was kind of funny. It was like, all of a sudden, it got really slow. And then it's been everyone else, and then I got back to you in normal voice. It was really funny. <laughs> all, right, so all right, all right, wait a minute, wait a minute. Your mother, what does your mother-in-law drive? A minivan. So she put Bernard in the minivan. Yeah. And drove home. Yeah. How far away does she live? Uh, about two miles. What does Bernard do on the trip? Uh, I don't know. I wasn't in the car. But apparently he was well-behaved. Like, if that were me, I would think I'm being kidnapped, and this is where it all ends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bernard's a very even-tempered goat. Oh, for the love of God. Who would have guessed 20 episodes of when we started this whole project? Episode 21 would open with a discussion of how Bernard the goat is doing this week. <laughs> Aren't we on 22? Yes, this is episode 22. Oops. <laughs> I'm such an embarrassment to myself. Anyway. But, Jim, we love you. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank I think you. I, Mac is on a little bit of a delay tonight, so I'm not sure if he was acknowledging Jen as an embarrassment or whether he... Or he's saying, hi, I'm Mac, and welcome to Powerfic Weekly. He's yeah. saying, off topic, it's like when I get my seventh book, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to restrain myself to Jen. start at the beginning and go through... I know, isn't it terrible? Jen, you I can't know. do that. I know, but I don't know if I can help myself. Jen, you have to help yourself. Because you can't I have do to emotionally prepare myself for these things. I'm telling you. Promise me, Jen, I can't, you're not going to jump to the end of Deathly Hallows, Jen. 
I really, okay, I'm going to, like, try my hardest not to. How is that? Jennifer. Let's just call James and have him <laughs> read it to her. Oh, Jennifer, God. I can't allow you to do that. This is the last <laughs> chance you're getting. You can't do that. I'm stopping this okay, podcast right here. I promise. Here. Oh. Okay, I promise that I won't do that. All right. I promise. So, it will be very hard. Right. <laughs> now I want to complain about traffic. I go and visit my fiancé every two weeks. So I leave work and I drive to the train station and I go to New York City. And every week the ride to the train station takes me about, say, two and a half hours. And I always just miss the train. I, I just miss it, and I have to wait 20 minutes for the next one. So I said, Mwahaha. I will leave work 30 minutes earlier, and I will catch the train with 10 minutes to spare. See how I did that right there? So I leave work, and I'm driving you know, so well, and things are going so well, I'm actually now... 40 minutes early, and I'm just, I'm going to catch like two trains early. I'm so excited. I get, I drive literally, you know, 150 miles. I come to the last mile of the trip, and traffic is stopped. Now, I don't mean traffic is running slowly. I don't mean, you know, like, you know, slow down to, you know, 20 miles an hour. I mean, people are getting out of their cars because they've been sitting next to the car next to them for so long, they feel they need to go over and introduce themselves. (laughs) Now, I sat in traffic for 40 minutes to get the last three quarters of a mile to the train station. I literally had to, like, you know, pee as I was running to the train. And just made it onto the train. They have bathrooms on trains? They do, but I don't think anyone has ever used them. What did you guys think of the way the chapter ended, though, when Harry looks back and as he's returning to the world of the living and as his chest, you know, it, you know, it becomes burdensome, him returning to his physical body, he looks back and he can see the common room and the only sign that they were ever there, even though he knows they're watching him, the only sign that they were ever there was he can see their uh, their their Hogwarts glasses on the tables from when they had drinks together. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do this chapter. (laughs) Like, I'm seriously crying. I don't... (laughs) It's the most saddest thing ever. (laughs) I'm, like, reaching out my hands right now, guys. Like, I can hug Jen even though she's in Texas. Like, it's okay. I've been muting myself. I'm so emotional over this. It's okay. He he gets to see... Jenny and everyone who actually lived through the adventure. That's but happened. there are just empty cups left. <laughs> He's all alone. You know what that means, Jen? They enjoyed their drinks. They're dead. <laughs> we all die, Jen. Shut up. And we're back with Melinda. Mac's still here. Jen's still here. And we have Lady Chi back with us. I know it seems like she just went to the movie, but a little bit of time has passed here. And you're never going to believe this. She is on Vicodin at the moment. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Chi, how you feeling? Um, you know what? I'm feeling pretty groovy. <laughs> <laughs> I really think Perfect Weekly is violating several drug laws by being released every week. I really have to think of that. Like, the percentage of our hosts who are high during the recording is probably criminal. Oh, I think Vicodin should be your mascot. There should always be some <laughs> in Well, I will be Chi's, um, you know, I'm sure Ryan and Chi both did it for me somewhat to, uh, when I got terribly 
Um, that drink? I can't think of a word that's not too derogatory. Um, I don't know, drunk. But um, <laughs> they stepped in and uh, were very nice. So, Chi, if you start being ridiculous, I will let you know. Oh, thank you, sweetie. That makes me feel so much better. She and I, I had a council going. We actually were watching Jan, and every time we thought she was too bad, we were I was actually going to disable her account in her forum <laughs> to prevent her from posting anything embarrassing or humiliating. I probably would have kept on podcasting. Like, we were going so behind you, it. deleting posts. It was really funny. Oh, <laughs> So I sent a call out to all the mods. If Jen starts talking about her sex life, booter. <laughs> and I think I did. It's terrible. Oh, man. No, I think that you reserve that for private conversations. I think I'm just really looking forward to being able to feel my bottom left lip. Because right now, can we explain now. why she just said that? <laughs> <laughs> She was in a bar fight today. No, just kidding. She had her wisdom teeth, uh, what, like half an hour ago? What was it? Um, what is it? What time is it now? Is it, it 10.30? It's 10.30 your time. Okay, I can't do math. So somebody tell me 10.30. At one, I got him out at 1.30, 1.45. It's nine, nine hours. Yeah, nine hours. nine hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I think I drilled on myself for like four days. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people have a really hard time with it, but for some reason, I don't know if it's just because I've been sick so much this year, and I've had to be on a lot of really heavy pain medication and anesthesia, but it just really doesn't bother me anymore. <laughs> I, ate with a, I ate in front of a mirror, because literally, I would like get nowhere near my mouth, <laughs> and I kept waiting, why aren't I t- tasting anything? And I'd I look swear. down, and it'd be all over my chest. <laughs> I swear to God, my Melinda, Lord. how you doing? <laughs> Well, but I don't know if they've done it to cheat. Cheat when I got them done, they had like um this like ice pack that like tied at the top of my head. It went under my chin, so like literally, I looked like one of those broken dolls. <laughs> mine were imp- I think the word is impacted. Like I had yes. all of mine done at the same time, and yeah. like literally, I was like a chipmunk, and they had this like big ice thing, and so I had that on, and I was like trying to eat malt, and like it was very sad. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear the story of how they did it? Would you Would you like to hear the story? My awful experience at the stupid orthopedic. Not is it orthopedic? No, that's a orthodontist. <laughs> Ortho- <laughs> Ortho- does the braces doctor do it? I thought it was a different. Uh, no, it's, nope. he's, a, he's an ortho <laughs> orthopedician. Okay. Ten so house anyway. points to whoever can guess who's on Vicodin at the most. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so anyway, I went to the to the ortho surgeon's office and I signed in, and the lady at the desk says, "Do you have a letter of? It's not recommendation. It's when you get one from the doctor <laughs> to give to the other doctor. It starts with an R. Referral. Re- referral. <laughs> <Letter> of recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> and she's an author, folks. An author." I'm obviously I'm not, doing any, I'm not doing any beta reading right now. Let's just put it that way. And um, so anyway, she goes, do you have a letter of referral? And my mom was in an awful mood this morning. And she goes, we don't have to have a letter of I'm sorry, Chi. I had to do it. Yeah, we're here for Melinda. Hi, Melinda. <laughs> Hi. Who? <laughs> I love you, sweetie. <laughs> I really do. I love everybody right now. Brian, <laughs> yes, you, you need to edit that out. Because I know that sounded ridiculous, but it came from my heart. And you're going to make <laughs> so, And I can't share it with people? 
Oh, tea, dear. Okay. Let's move on with the podcast. Hey, everyone. This is Mac with another mailbag for Potterfic Weekly. We have a couple letters this week, which look to be very full and very enriching, so let's get started. Our first one says, Dear PFW, what is the capital of Montana? Signed, Globeless Trotter. Um, dear Globeless Trotter, this isn't a Dear Abby column. Please quit using such goofy names. And if that's your real name, I'm sorry on so many levels. Um, I can't believe you sent an email to a Harry Potter fan fiction site because you wanted to know the capital of a U.S. city. Get a globe. That's not what we're here for. And the capital is Helena. Dear Rinna, I've been having some recent problems with my next-door neighbor. I pay that little brat 10-year-old $10 a week to mow my lawn, but recently his work has been rather slipshod. Would it be possible to rent Bernard the Goat? Wow. Um, I think I'm going to put that in Rinna's inbox. Hello? 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 Who is that? Who is that? Che, did you read that story that I gave you? Oh, yes. Did you? <laughs> Very vaguely, what did you think? Um, it was wonderful. It was yes. just what I wanted. Are you trading smut on the forums again? <laughs> no, Ryan, of course not. No, that's not. No. <laughs> Mac, are we having a serious delay again? Mac, say hi right now. Oh, I hope. <laughs> Hi, right now. <laughs> oh, shit. That was like <laughs> Max, that was five minutes. Max, oh you're hearing God. this like an hour from now, but that was like an eight-second delay. Um, what did we do last time to fix this? Hang on. No. <laughs> Hold on. Mac, hello. Hello? Like, it wasn't as bad when they were on the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Mac, I don't understand. All right, hold on. Let's gauge the reaction. Mac, say hi right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. (laughs) Hi right now. Oh, my God. Oh my god, I'm not gonna lie. I have to. I have no idea what's going on. Somebody explain to me what just happened. <laughs> have you been here the whole time? I've been here the whole time, but I can't remember what was just said. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, have you given Chi some of your drugs? Chi, I just have to actually ask. Will, this will help for the podcast. What medication are you on right now? Uh. Look for the little bottle somewhere near you. It'll be written in. There'll be the one word on there you can't pronounce. Oh, it's it's downstairs, though, because my mom is keeping it in a cabinet. Is it Vicodin? Um, Yeah, I think it might be. Uh. (laughs) 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 All right. Like Vicodin or Hydrocodone. Just so everyone has the run of it, we've had had Jen high once, and we've had Chi. This is her second time. For the record, Mac is drug-free. No kidding. Um, Not cut-free, apparently. Shoot you, <laughs> Love you, buddy. Love Stifle. Stifle. Phil's on it? Get him in here. Phil? No. Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? Get him. Get, Get Phil. Phil. I'm not sure if Phil, Phil has actually read the seventh horror. <laughs> Loser. Oh. He can fake it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. 
Love you, Melinda. <laughs> just ask vague questions. So, Melinda, <laughs> you wrote this story. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> I, I love what you did with the character of Sirius in the early chapters. I have, we're interviewing Melinda written out on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> you are much better. Well, well I think this might be a much funnier interview if you interviewed Chi. <laughs> All right, I, I tell you what, I, I'll go through the list of people and everyone yells out, "Hey, everybody!" Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. I yell out, "Hey, everybody!" Yeah. Sure. Jen. When I okay, Jen, the fact that the Viking girl is giving you sage directions should be a sign of things to come. <laughs> okay. Sorry. All right. Chi, how you doing? Huh? How you feeling? <laughs> oh, darling. I'm fabulous. <laughs> I've just finished taking a test on what's your seduction style. I have got to take that test. It's, it's called the Midas Touch. Everything you touch turns to gold, and it kind of creeps us out. You're completely calculating, but then again, you also have a good heart and are a really nice person. We judge, but you keep using your powers for good, not evil. And that's totally charming and sweet. Ah, look at you. You're so bloody nice. It's like we could curl up on your lap and feel safe and drink cocoa <laughs> and solve the world's <laughs> problems through cuddling. That's my seduction stuff. Can you send me the link to that, please? So if you've okay. held a sex toy party, does that mean that yes. you have, like... <laughs> okay. I don't remember that question being on there. Oops, I totally so, messed up. Yeah. How do you mess up a sex quiz? I cannot concentrate. <laughs> Jen, you know me just about better than anybody else in the room. If I think somebody's hot and funny, would I ask them out? Didn't you like, crash your car into a group of guys you thought were hot and funny once? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do that, but I almost did. And I about cut my hand off today because there was a guy I worked that had really big blue eyes. Mm. Powerful and amazing getter of sex and money, or the lovable and understated sharer of cuddles and movie nights. You're on a first date. I'm totally myself, well, a nervous, awkward self, or I'm my very best with new shoes. I don't know how to answer that. Yeah, new shoes. I'm totally taking over the world. See that world? You spend a lot of money. It's all part of the master plan. That's me. I want to take over the world. No, that's not me, though. The Midas Touch. Are you the Midas Touch, too? I am. I'm, quietly, I'm kind of disturbed that Ryan and I have the exact same yeah. seduction stuff. Rob, you were asking me back on the interview why our episodes are four hours long. Okay, I get it now. All right. I am a tantric master. No kidding. Because you're deeply depraved and perverted. <laughs> oh my god, it's you. In love, romance, and all things pretty and shiny. Your best seduction strategy is to plan your moves and execute slowly. We have it on good authority that you don't rush anything important. <laughs> Wow. I have the Midas touch. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. What's a Midas? That's what Rob and I have. All right, is we it all right? have the exact same seduction styles. Except for me. and I'm Except the for Lady T, who <laughs> likes the Everything I touch turns to gold, baby. All right, Jen, if we're in New York together next weekend, I think Danielle should keep an eye on us. Because apparently you guys have the superpowers of cuddles along with me. But We're going to be like spotted cuddling at Rockefeller Center. and they're gonna need a I'm crowbar. really disappointed. I want it to be like sexy. Wait, so Jen, are you saying that Ryan and I aren't sexy? No, I wouldn't say that. Rob, hi. That is funny. I, I haven't added him yet, Jen. I'm doing that right now. <laughs> oh, well, I'm talking to him on the sly. Sorry. <laughs> 
I have a question. Are you talking out loud to people who can't hear you again? Am I really? Yeah. No, I'm not on mute. You can hear me. You're like, Robert, hi. He cannot hear you. He's in California. <laughs> Rob, you have a spellcast? Yeah, he says call him. Well, I know. He's, he's, he's standing right I'm there. I'm right here, hey, Rob. <laughs> I went to Yellowstone for 10 days. How would people is- know that? Because <laughs> I've been gone. Obviously, I missed. Hello. But the episodes have come out on a regular basis. You actually haven't been missed by anybody. Yes. Oh, Ryan, I haven't been on the forums. Other people have noticed. On the forum, Ryan. On the forum, Ryan. I apologize. I apologize. Rocking back and forth. That's right. There is a line of friendship where where a person is missed. There is a line of friendship. That was deep. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, anyway, I was in Yellowstone. And we were there, like, we were there for several reasons. And kind of to make it a business trip, we ended up um, taking a photo job there. So you get tax deduction, which is really cool. <laughs> the IRS is going to audit Jen. <laughs> no, it was a real job. Like, it really, like, we don't try to do that, you know, under the table or whatever. I don't actually understand what that phrase means. But anyway, but, so so we were there. And, like, so we ended up taking um, photographs of scenery and animals for um, some of the science things here in town that they want to use it for video and such. And um, we were there, and I was, I don't know if any of you, have you, has anybody been there to Yellowstone? No. I've seen no pictures. One? Okay, well, basically what Yellowstone is, this, this will help explain it. 640,000 years ago, um, <laughs> the part of half, like the, that like third of America blew up like (laughs) in this big volcanic eruption and yellowstone is it's i can't remember how many millions of acres like 88 millions of acres or whatever is the crater of that volcano okay so now that y'all all all know this so like all over the park all that you're driving like the the volcano could erupt at any moment and like people in mexico would die so, so we were there. I apologize to our listeners in the, in the, on the west coast of North America who just wet themselves listening to Jen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, it's, it's not something that I'm just making up. So, Wait, so anyway. I, I, just, I just want to bring this up. So the Mexicans will be in trouble <laughs> considering that Yellowstone is a much northern part of the United States. The Canadians, they're fine. Well, yeah, obviously Canada won't exist anymore. Like, I was just telling you, like, how far the explosion... Would you just let me explain? Okay. It's really so, I'm assuming, this is what I just heard for the last few minutes. 640 million years ago, part of America blew up, and it could happen again at any time. Can I tell my funny story about a grizzly bear? Well, I'm getting there. I'm, it all is relevant. Okay. Perfect weekly, not only entertaining, but educational as well. <laughs> So I I learned all these interesting and frightening things and like the um they have you know little museums here and there and, and the places where you can pee that's actually a toilet that flushes instead of like a hole down the mountain which is awful I can't even tell you the experience so we go in to use the, the running water toilet and like there are these videos and they show like you know the geysers going off and like the lava moving under the park and like all the scientists like. 
how they're curing cancer with like the amoebas that are found in the bacteria that grows in boiling water stuff. Like all of this really interesting. Why are you laughing? <laughs> anyway, it's really neat. Wait, no, no, no. Wait, didn't you say you had to go to the bathroom? And then you're saying there's videos in the bathroom. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm not. You might want to clarify that because it made it sound like there was like running videos of historical information. In the bathroom stalls. Jen's no. trying to pee while she's watching lava move under you. No. No, no. No, there are... And the park has its national forest. It's like the oldest and first national park in America or whatever. Um, but it doesn't have running water anywhere. All the toilets are, are unisex. And you go in and they're literally holes down the mountain. And, like, we wore, like, those breathing masks in there, and it still didn't help. So, anyway, so the museum, like, there's, like, four or five little stops that you make. And in the museum, there's running water, and that's why you go in and you go there. But there, there's, like, auditoriums with movies that you can go in and sit and watch. Not while on the toilet. (laughs) Just to clarify. (laughs) No. So we go in. And, anyway, I buy this book, and I... and, uh, you know, I'm one of those people that when I read something and it's frightening, I become OCD about it and, uh, and really scared. And, well, anyway, I, I bought this book and it was called Deaths in Yellowstone. <laughs> and, what? And what it, de- what it is, it's a novel length book and it tells about every single person who has ever died in the Montana, Wyoming, Yellowstone area since like 1902. And I read it cover to cover. Why would you read it? I have a question. So far, you're on vacation. <laughs> Western North America is about to blow up in a massive explosion. And while I'm waiting, I'm going to quickly key and read up on everyone who's ever died here. <laughs> yeah. Seems like a good plan. Right. That's, what we, that's what I did. Okay. Well, anyway. You have like, the most morbid vacations ever. <laughs> I know. Well, anyway, I was reading this book and, like, staying in the car the whole time because I was terrified to, like, get out of the car. Because, seriously, like, it it talks about, like, this kid was walking in the pavement and suddenly lava moved under it and the pavement, like, ceased to exist and the kid and his dog died. Like, it talks about the dog burning to death. So I'm like, oh, my God. So I stay in the car. Like, evidently, if the lava comes and, like, takes the pavement under the car, I'll still be okay. But... I'm like, this is my, you know, psychosis or whatever. Anyway, so I'm reading, and then I get to the animal section, like how people have died from their stupidity of, like, going up and, like, petting the grizzly bears and, um, you know, like, really, these are really stupid people. Like, I have a lot to learn from these people. And I go, well, anyway, so we're on the side of this mountain, and it's like a cliff mountain. Like, it's not just like a mountain that go, oh, you go, oh, there's the mountain. It's like a mountain. Like, you're on the side, and you, like, look over your car seat, and it's, like, miles and miles into the canyon. Well, we stop to get a picture of this gorgeous, like, sunset. And finally, they've convinced me to get out of the damn car. So I get out of the car, and I've got, like, my – I have a 400 lens with a 2X, which means that the lens is basically Jen, as I have big a question. I, I apologize body. for interrupting. Did you put the parking brake on in the car? Yes, the car was good. I wasn't driving. They didn't let me. 
But I was in the back seat. And so I get out of the car to take this picture of this gorgeous scenery. And my mom and dad had gone back to the car to get, like, a water or something. I don't know. And I hear this, and I'm like, I'm not hungry, so it's not me. So I look down, and I swear to God, what? No, I swear to God, there was a a freaking 300-pound grizzly bear and her two baby cubs, like, across the freaking street. Hold on. You thought it was was your stomach at first? Was. It was like this, like, how, I don't know. How loudly does your stomach usually rumble? <laughs> you just have to check <laughs> Anyway, it wasn't me. So I I was just like, oh, my God. So I have this lens. Literally, I can't carry it. It's so big. And I'm not going to leave it there because it was like $8,000. So I'm just stuck <laughs> there with this grizzly bear. like, And it like kind of looks at me. And I hear my dad. like He's behind me like, 12 feet behind me and he goes Jennifer walk slowly back to the car and I'm like I'm not leaving the lens (laughs) and so the grizzly bears start and like I I say across the street I'm saying this thing is like 5 feet away from me but it's like over the edge It's so you have to look down to see it if does that make sense I don't know if that makes anyway I'm here at the edge of the mountain like taking a picture and the thing is five feet away on the cliff though well evidently in my book okay (laughs) it says that if you see a bear that you're supposed to get down in like a fetal position with your head between your hands and pretend (laughs) because then the bear will think you're a cub and leave you alone well that bear came up closer three feet away and instead of walking to the car and leaving my lens I curl up in a fetal position under the lid. I have a question. Did your parents read the book? No. They did after. So they're probably wondering, what the hell are you doing? My dad was screaming at me. Well, that probably upset um, the bear. All right. Well, you know, that hush screaming. Jennifer. But um, so anyway, the bear just kept eating for like, I don't know, four hours. And finally, they started going back down the hill. And yeah, I, I sure wasn't really listening to an episode research. of Butterfic Weekly. <laughs> what? I know, that could have been the whole Deathly Hallows special. Like, Yeah, they could have been listening to, to uh, the Deathly Hallows episode of uh, Butterfic Weekly if it took four hours. I mean, <laughs> four hours instead of yeah. Well, anyway, that was my bear story, and I almost, like, it came up and it kept sniffing around me. Okay, but I didn't leave my lens. <laughs> I have a question. You, you you curled up in the fetal position next to a grizzly bear to save an $8,000 lens at Yosemite, which is essentially, you know... Yellowstone. Ye- I wasn't at Yosemite, at, yeah. At Yellowstone, which is apparently the death trap of the United States. It is. It is the death trap. It is going to be the cause of United States not existing anymore. I have a question. Where's your sister? <laughs> She's there. <laughs> Why is she there? We left her there. She's doing horseback tours all summer. But, you know, it's good because if she dies, at least she'll die, like, quickly. We'll all die from the fumes, like, hours later. So you just choose which way would you want to go, really. I talked to her in detail about this. I don't even know where to begin. I'd like to apologize to Western North America, specifically those in, like, the Northwest area. 
Oh, well, they know it. Why do you think that so few people live there? It's like a ticking time bomb. (laughs) 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 It's true. Y'all are laughing. It is true. Those videos, they have videos of, like, elk, like, ramming into cars with their (laughs) massive antler things. That's, like, the dumbest (laughs) advertising campaign. Like, sir... It's like surrounding tourists with books saying a thousand and one ways you can die to that. I don't know. Yeah, okay. seriously, it was oh. frightening. I need like a like I don't even want to talk about Harry Potter anymore. I need like a moment. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Did I didn't I... mean to depress you. Well, how was the rest of your vacation? Oh, it was so fun. <laughs> I got great views from the car. So is that the down point of your vacation? That was like the that was the lower ebb of your. No, that was the coolest part. When you almost got eaten by a grizzly bear. Do you realize how rare that is to be able to get close enough to get good photographs of a you bear? You took a picture cup? of the bear? <laughs> yeah, when it went back down the hill a little bit. Yeah, and my lens is really powerful. Like, I got some, like, of its nose hairs. It was awesome. Oh, my God. Wow. No, seriously, I'm going to show you, and y'all are going to go, holy freaking crap, it's that cool. <laughs> anyone, seriously? Anyone have a story that can top that from this week? <laughs> No, God. Are you kidding? <laughs> and I, I, I would like to just stop and say a moment of silence right now for, for, for Robert from Spellcast, who lives in California, who will be one of the first to go when Yellowstone you explodes. <laughs> Are you on the bottom part or the top part? Dead smack in the middle. Oh. Well. You're screwed, man. Sorry, I'm dude. Screwed. Why does it matter if the Mexicans are going to be taken out? <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think it'll go, because the last time it blew, 640,000 years ago, it went all the way to, like, half of Texas was taken out, apparently. But at least I'm in the safe part. But your sister, unfortunately, would be incinerated instantly. Um, well, I don't know. I don't think lava incinerates people. It just burns them alive. I think you just melt. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why don't we jump right into tonight's episode, which is, um... (laughs) Oh, but I saw nuns. <laughs> what? There were real nuns. <laughs> I've never seen a nun before, and they were there in like a tour bus. It was like a tour bus of nuns. Oh, are you kidding? And they were wearing You've never pants. Seen a nun? No, I've never seen a nun, and they were wearing like pant nun suits. I'd never seen that. <laughs> that was the coolest part of my trip. Other than the grizzly bear. Other than the grizzly bear, yeah. I have a question I just have to ask this, then I promise to let go. How often do you get out of the house? Oh, I actually go everywhere all the time. I just don't see nuns there. They were Chinese nuns, too. Maybe that's why they were wearing pants. Nuns don't really wear the whole habit thing anymore. Yeah, I was I was wanting the hat thing, but their heads were covered still. I mean, but they weren't, it wasn't like in the front of their face, just the... And they all wore like massive sized crosses on their stomach. It was it was really interesting. This is the busload of Chinese nuns. This is a good sample of the type of review that I write when I'm so extremely enthused about a story that I haven't finished. I was recommended a story today. I started reading it this morning. I feel as if I've been moved to tears by the sheer beauty and thickness and profoundness of it. It's amazing. It's very character-based. The plot is one that jumps around from scene to scene, but when I finish a scene, almost every single scene, I feel as though I've learned a moment and that there is an end. 
perhaps there was more to it than, as I read. I'm filled with absolute anxiety, and yet I have such a calmness. All of the characters are in such pain, and yet they are strong. And at the same time, I never really, it never really describes feelings. But they come across so strongly by actions. Truly, Ryan, I have never read anything like this before. And I can honestly say I would never recommend this story to someone who isn't intellectually mature enough to understand it. <laughs> it's told in Draco Malfoy's point of view. Sort of. And it starts with him making the decision, whilst still in school, to become a spy for the light. And no one is told... Do you have to use this tone of voice? And it is kept secret, and somehow Harry understands. <laughs> to me, this is a story... To me, the story is not something I would ever consider to be derived completely from canon. Derives is in parentheses. But it is much a story on its own as... Any I've ever come across. I think the only story I've ever read that had this type of impact was Shoebox. You read a scene and then stop and think and for every moment to try and sort out your feelings because you can't quite put a name to what you're feeling. Oh, my God. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I'm skipping a few paragraphs. And here's the kicker. I'm only on Chapter 4. <laughs> I've been reading all day, and I'm only on Chapter 4. And I'm already blown away by it, and yet... You can't tell what's happening or where what's going to happen. <laughs> the characters are still feeling out who they are, and I'm curious what you would think of a fic like this. I realize you're bombarded with many things, but this story <laughs> has already told me that it's something special. I've been truly touched, and I can't tell you why. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. All right, I have to... Okay, now... <laughs> I wish... No, I'm jumping like eight or nine paragraphs down. You're making me sound like the world's biggest I'm, I'm jumping eight or nine... I'm, right, I'm jumping down eight or nine... Eight or nine paragraphs. All right. This fic also has Harry and Draco being homosexuals. <laughs> but we haven't really seen anything. They aren't gay together, apparently. I don't see what they're gay... Being gay has to really do with it. I in no way consider it to be a ship story. I'm not even sure I'd call it a story like that, but simply put, it's amazing. Anyway, I'm sitting here being blown away by it. I'm trying not to be burst into tears. And I, I have to get back to reading. So she, so she sends me this novel. Wow. And like an hour and a half goes by, and she sends me another... No, 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 tell him. We post, I posted that, like, for the forum. She posted like, it on the forum. Like, everyone to see. Everyone to see. And then an hour later, hour and a half later, I get a message. You need to delete that post! It's absolute <laughs> porn! They're having sex all over the place! They won't stop! I don't know why! It was such a beautiful story! You need to take it down! I'm humiliated! Children could read this! <laughs> I was so worried because, honest to God, it, I had no idea that it was going there. Like, it wasn't labeled anywhere as such. I was I was like, take it down. <laughs> so, I, it was just the... I don't even know why I just started telling that story. I'm sure I, I'm sure I had a reason. Wasn't it a good review, though? It was a beautiful review was of porn? hardcore porn. <laughs> you didn't know it was porn hey, as soon as you after. said it was told from Draco Malfoy's Malfoy's point of view and it's he, porn. 
Yeah, yeah, that, this is immediately, I'm like, oh, here's a porn story. <laughs> really? I didn't yeah. know, honestly. Well, not every every story in Draco's point of view is porn. Well, <laughs> nah, I'm pretty darn close. <laughs> oh my gosh. I need my inhaler. I just laughed too much. I'll be right back. <laughs> I know. I have asthma from laughing. Be right back. I love it. She can survive an encounter with a grizzly bear. She can let her car loose on Texas, go through a flood, but I give her an asthma attack. I want our discussion to be popular enough that we get invited to the premiere of the next movie. <laughs> Would you like to start sucking up now? You've already insulted the screenwriter, and uh, Richard over there is threatened to kill the male lead, so... Would you like to do some damage control? Do you think that will hurt our chances? Interviewing Michael Gambon, that he has a restraining order against us? I can only think so. My fear was, I love the fact that they're, you know, even right now, we're starting a year like none other next week. And that's, you know, a sixth year fic that, you know, over time will, I'm assuming, go into seventh year. Right, Jen? Jen? Jen's muted us again. Oh, God, Jen. She didn't think I'd call on her that fast. She's either talking right now, realizing why can't they hear me, or her asthma cut out, or her asthma. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a instant message from Jen saying, I just got stung by something. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, God. Good Lord. Wow. Uh, Rob, I have a question. You've been doing podcasting for a while. stuff. Rob, what do you think so far? You know what? I have to say that I've never had anyone stung, run over. Um, it's just, we don't have this. We don't have this problem at all, ever. I should have known there was something special about Jen. In our fourth episode, Jen's husband was stung by a scorpion. <laughs> and she told him to lay on the couch that she was busy right now. She was podcasting. Oh and Rina, who's a nurse, was giving medical advice during the podcast. And in the next episode, Jen's like, okay, now if you hear sirens, I have to go. Why? Well, there's a tornado over my house. What do you mean? Well, I'm in the shelter. I'm like, do you Is need to go? Serious? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, like, oh. She's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Podcast, I'm fine. And the, wow. then, like, from there, it got progressively worse, and none of us saw the warning signs. That's dedication. Oh, I'm back. That's something. Jen, what did you get stung you by? Okay. My, I'm, no, I got stung by something, and then, like, I was fine. Like, I left a while ago, and I put stuff on it. And just now, I got stung on my back. You got stung again? Yeah, like something, and I'm looking, I was looking at my chair. Like, I don't know what it is. It, like, doesn't even look like a... It doesn't look like a mosquito bite or anything, So I, but I haven't seen a bug, and I haven't felt, so I didn't mean to leave, but I had to go and, like, it, is that, like, immediate burn feeling? I wish Rena were here. Um, was the scorpion? No, I'm fine. No, it's was not a scorpion, because I checked, yeah, well, I mean, we live in Texas, well, you have to understand, like, scorpions are really common. Tarantula? Sure. No, I don't think, Stop. I don't think, we don't, I've not seen a tarantula around except that one time, but, um. What time was that? The one that James During sprayed the, the three on it. Yeah, the one that was, like, on the wall, and then it, like, jumped, jumped to the top of the computer desk. Wait. So he sprayed it with, like, The tarantula jumped from the floor up onto the yes, computer desk? Yes, I'm telling you, it ju- that's why I was, like, screaming from the bed. 
You're the hopping tarantula? Yes, they jump. Oh, crap. Ow! No, guys, I'll be right. I'm so sorry. I don't Did know you just get bit again? Right <laughs> yes! <laughs> I really am sorry, guys. It really was a scorpion. I'm sorry. It was like, I didn't feel it, but it was on me. I got stung three times. By a scorpion. In I didn't know they did three times. Was it three individual scorpions, or was it one scorpion three times? I don't know. Can a scorpion sting more than one? Like, I have three distinct welts now on me. They can sting multiple times. How big really? is a scorpion? Just... It was only about as, as long as my um, first finger. Just a little one. That's a little one? Everyone from the Northeast just signs off and hides. Yeah, <laughs> Well, I just finished mixing cigarettes and ammonia, so I should be okay. <laughs> are you going to kill yourself? What is that? What? <laughs> why are you doing that, for those of us who don't know? Really? Are you joking? Or are you being... Why would I... Why would... We don't have scorpions. Yeah, how the hell would I know how to treat a scorpion bite? I live in Massachusetts. Well, that's obvious. Well, I don't smoke, but, like, I, I guess... I, really? Are you not having me on, Really? Jen, really? Jen I pro- this isn't like the snowplow. I snow have plow. no idea what this you're This isn't about. like the snowplow. I swear to God, Jen, this is real. Oh, all right. All right, so I'm ready to get us out of here. Um, Jen, you still with us? I just want to make sure you didn't drop dead from... Well, not drop dead, but drop out. <laughs> Jen. Oh. No, I'm here, no, I'm here. Okay, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Way to jinx it, Ryan. Jeez. I'm like, Jen, I hope you didn't drop dead. Oh, God, I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. No, I was talking, and I just kept going, oh, I guess I'm not saying anything interesting because nobody would reply. <laughs> But my mute button was on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear I just thought, oh, okay. We'll just keep going then. Who wants to see Hermione as a trial lawyer? <laughs> as a tribal warrior? <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Jen. Why? Is that what you said? Obviously yes. not. <laughs> No, it wasn't what he said, but yes, I definitely want to read a fic about Hermione as a trial. <laughs> I don't. What did you say? <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of been scratchy on my end. So, oh, t- <laughs> trial lawyer. Oh, lawyer works so much better. That would have been oh, like. Could you imagine like Joe Rowling being interviewed the morning after? I mean, like a Harry and Ron become warriors, and Hermione becomes a tribal warrior in the <laughs> silence in the room. Like she almost had it. Now we just hate the story. Ryan. Yeah. Is there any way that you have your cell phone around? Yeah. Why? I need you to do me a favor really quickly because my damn phone is dead, and like I think I'm supposed to be in a movie at ten. Uh huh. And I need a phone. <laughs> I'm wondering, and this this sounds so silly. Do you have your phone right there? I can. Fi- I don't have it in front of me. I can find it. Like quickly. Yeah, hang on. Okay, okay. Will you um? Okay, dial this number, you guys. Close your ears. We're getting into Jen's personal life. <laughs> when aren't we in Jen's personal life? The problem <laughs> is that I don't know my husband's cell phone number. <laughs> no. This is tragic. Okay, do you have your phone? Am I, who am I calling? You, you are calling my mother. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> are you ready? Hold on. What is your mother's name before I start dialing? I'll be right back, guys. It's Wendy. <laughs> All right. Well, hold on. Before I dial, why don't you tell me the story? <laughs> so I'm like, Wendy, yep, hold on. And then, like, hold the phone upside down. All right. 
Okay, you ready? No, tell me what I'm doing before I do it. Oh, you can just, like, I will talk for you. What? It, I will talk through you. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell, can I go get some popcorn first? All right. What is Wendy's number? Okay, 817. Oh, shit, that's my number. No, he, okay, wait. 817. All right, now, before I hit dial, can you please tell me what I'm doing? You are calling Wendy, and you're telling her that this is Jennifer, and as usual, Jen's phone is dead, and you need her to call James and tell him to come home. Is everything all right? Will be the next question. It'll be fine, and and you can just talk. You can say I'm talking to her through the internet. Do you want me to not tell her the part about you being bitten by three scorpions? Wait, there's the phone. Hold on. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> I'm getting concerned that these scorpion bites are more serious than she's letting on. And she's not telling us, I know. Because then I'm thinking, what do I do? Do I call 911 and say I have a friend in Texas who is bit by a scorpion? Can you tell us where she is? The Fort Worth area. What's her name? Jen. Can you give us more information? Her house was flooded out several weeks ago. There may be tire tracks across the lawn. Oh, yay, hallelujah. All right, Jen, we're concerned that you're, like, dying of scorpion bites and you're not telling no, us. No, did you know that, no, it's not that. I just needed him to come home bef- because like, we, I can't go out until he, he get, helps me. Um, but did you know that you can talk on your phone while it's on the charger? I'm going to take off the evening because I haven't had dinner yet, and I'll catch you all later. And you continue to have a very sexy voice. Talk to you later. Nice to meet you. Ryan, you're totally embarrassing me. You you said he had a very sexy voice. I did. Did you not think he heard you? (laughs) (laughs) It was one of those things in passing. But he was standing right there. I got to go. He's still here. Oh, God. That's not awkward at all, huh? Crap. Oh. Hey, everybody. This is Mac with another Potter Fick Weekly Mailbag. Jen from the forum said I had a letter, and it was just a plain white piece of paper, but it had written, I am here, love Harry. Like, where is he? Can you tell me, please, where Harry is? Like, it's not like I have a GPS system or, you know, I have, like, one of those satellite implants in him. Is he here? Is he there? Where on earth is he? Like, how am I supposed to find him? Please, will you tell me where he is, please? Well, thanks for the message, Jen. I actually have no idea where Harry is. And let me say that if I did, I would actually be finding Harry, capturing him, pulling a sample of his DNA so I could make little mini Harrys, like Mini-Me, and selling them to all of the Harry Potter fans to have their very own mini Harry. I would, of course, have three because he would just be far too cute for words. Thanks for your thoughts, Jen. Yeah, hi. This question is for Mac. Mac, I was wondering if you could tell me why it was exactly that Robert E. Lee, who was clearly a superior intellect and strategist, lost to Ulysses S. Grant, who was really no more than a common drunk. That's always confused me, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Ah, Phil, a history question. Thank you so much for a history question. Thanks for your question, Phil. This is Jen from the forums, and I was just wondering... If Jimmy cracks corn and nobody cares, why does he keep doing it? Why do we sing about it? I just don't understand. I really could use some help. Thanks, Mac. Well, thank you for another interesting voicemail, Jen. Um, Why does Jimmy crack corn if no one cares? 
Well, I think it's the same reason that she sells seashells by the seashore uh, and the woodchuck chucks wood. I don't know how much wood the woodchuck can chuck, but it does chuck wood. These things all just tend to happen. They're the way that the universe naturally balances itself. I can't explain it. I don't know why, but they certainly do tend to happen. So I was just wondering if Snape wears boxers or briefs. (laughs) I have to say that given the type of person Snape is, he likes to have a lot of control over the things he does. So I'm going to guess that he's a briefs kind of guy. I myself... Sometimes wear briefs, sometimes wear boxers. It really depends on the occasion. If you'd like to know more, email me at mac at potterfickweekly.com. Okay, they say practice makes perfect. But they also say nobody's perfect. So why practice? Well, Phil, that's a great question. When they say nobody's perfect, they're actually talking about me. You see, a lot of people think I'm nobody, but I'm perfect. Ah, a terrible, terrible event that happened, Hedwig's death in Deathly Hallows. And if I had to choose between a Weasley and the bird, I'd choose the bird. Hi, Max. This is Jen from the forums, and I was just wondering, um, if you watch the movie, if you watch the TV show Lost, um, it's actually one of my favorite TV shows, and I was just wondering if you could tell me um, why they're on the island and if they're ever going to get off the island or if the others are going to get them or, you know, there's a theory I know that they're cloned, cloned on there. So I was just wondering if you could tell me what's really going on. Um, thanks. Bye. <laughs> the television series Lost is actually about my childhood and my childlike innocence. I don't know why they're there, but I'm going to guess that it's really all manipulative ploy by network executives to get you to watch television in order to indulge in the commercialization provided by advertisements. Really, you should read. Yeah, hi, I have another question for Mac. I was wondering if you could quickly explain the concept of flight. Flight is either Bernoulli's principle put into practice or Pixie's. It could be lots and lots of pixies mashed up. Okay, Mr. Mac, I have a simple question for you. What were the effects Webb Du Bois had on the integration of a post-Civil War America, and do you feel his methods were helpful or detrimental to the cause? Thanks. Ah, another Civil War question. Well, thank you very much, Lonely Riddle, for that. I have to admit that W.E.B. Du Bois, or Webb Du Bois, as he's known, is a little bit outside of my range. But I think the biggest effect that he had was lending his name to the Internet, or as we more commonly call it, the web. Dear Mac, what was the best thing before sliced bread? Ah, the best thing before sliced bread. Nicole, that's an excellent question. I'm going to have to go with fire. Eventually allowed us to cook bread that we sliced and said, why, this is the best thing since sliced bread. And before there was fire... There was dinosaurs. They were cool, too. But they weren't as cool as fire. They weren't cooler than sliced bread. I think it goes fire, sliced bread, Harry Potter, dinosaurs and F-14 jet planes, and me. Hi, this is James the Forums. I was just wondering, where exactly in the world is Carmen Sandiego? 
Ah, James, long time no here. I'm really glad to get a message from you. Well, James, Carmen Sandiego is in fact locked in my basement. You want to know the real truth about Carmen Sandiego? She was having an affair with Headmaster Ryan, and she uses an alias of Danielle. That's right. Danielle is Carmen Sandiego. Is it Pirates of the Caribbean or Pirates of the Caribbean? Ah, now that's a good question. Well, as many of our listeners might know, I actually went down to the... Uh, to the sea a few weeks ago on a cruise. And while I was there, I was riding in a taxi cab, and I kept saying, Caribbean, Caribbean. And the taxi driver, every time he would correct me, he'd say, Caribbean, Caribbean, man. He's Caribbean. And I was like, Caribbean? And he goes, yes, Caribbean, not Caribbean, Caribbean. So to answer your question, it is, in fact, Pirates of the Caribbean. Thanks, Phil. Hey, this is a question for Mac. I wanted to call and ask, uh, which is best on a Twinkie Wiener sandwich? Ketchup, mustard, or peanut butter? Hmm. There's a lot to be taken into consideration with this question because you're mixing separate food entities. And we have one last call. Um, this is Karen again. Not Danielle. Karen. Should I clarify? Harry Potter. I think it's, it's his time to go. Bye-bye, Harry. I'm just kind of sick of hearing about him, you know what I'm saying? Harry Potter this, Harry Potter that, going to Barnes and Noble at 12 o'clock in the morning and going to buy me some Harry Potter and uh, Halloween something, I don't know. And that's it. Um, I'll call in at another time just to hear what you guys have to say. That's all I got. Have a great day. Hi. Well, Karen, let me just say I am absolutely delighted that you took the time to send this voicemail and say what we've all really been wanting to say about Harry Potter from the very beginning. We are all tired of hearing about Harry Potter this and Harry Potter that. It's his time. He was supposed to go. That way, like Carmen Sandiego, we wouldn't have to hear about him anymore. Oh my gosh, I saw a plush Hedwig at the comic store the other day and I almost bought it. Did you cry? And then I remembered that it died. Yeah, I cried. <laughs> that it died. Hedwig Wait. isn't it. <laughs> Hedwig died or the plushy Hedwig died? Well, I couldn't get the plush one because I just couldn't. Well, it's a special edition one. It actually blows up after you own it for a couple of years. Oh, my oh. God. It definitely does oh. Hedwig. I couldn't buy you because you died. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry it's me today, but oh well. All right. Okay, well, everyone should be at their DVD movie menu and then go to where it says play movie, obviously. All right. I and we I think we aim our remote control simultaneously at the TV. Yes, and I think just a second. we need to do a count up or count down. Oh, we had this problem. Danielle and I did one of these. If we say three, two, one, as we say, like, the moment after one is when we hit the button. It's not actually when we say one. No, I think it should be on one. Three, Three two, two, click. One. Okay. Is, oh, is crap, as long as we all know. Okay, so don't, nobody did it yet, though, right? Yeah. Nope. Okay, here we go. We're going to go. I'm, don't do Hold it. Hold on. This is is, that, is everybody go. ready? Three, two, click. That's what we're going to do. This is like the Manhattan Project. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ryan, do you want to count? I will. I'd be glad to count. So on one, we're doing it. On one. We all on one. All right, three, two, one. 
Oh crap! It started me off at the wrong scene. It's a big deal. Going back it's to the main. All right, let's all go back to the main. All right. Wait, wait, we have to start over. Why did that okay. do that? We're oh my god, it's this. doing it again. We're leaving all of this. In. <laughs> <laughs> all right, wow. all right, we got, we got to hang on. We got to start this over now because okay, go god, to scene so selection. Go, everyone, go to scene selection. <laughs> I can't believe how dysfunctional we are. We can't watch a freaking movie. All right. Yes. I re- oh, crap. I paused it. Now it won't work. <laughs> Me and you. All right. So we're team selections. Go to scene selection, everyone. Go to, go to scene one, doorstep delivery. And I hope we're doing it this way. Isn't spoiling it okay. for newer fans. All right. Per- all right. Everyone, go put your highlighter on, on scene second, one. Just a second. Just a second. Just, just, just hold the freaking... On scene thing. one. Okay. All right, the prepare. one that has Sherry's forehead. Yes. Right. Okay, because now it's doing something dumb. What are you doing? <laughs> we can't watch. Okay, scenes. Yeah, don't take offense to this, guys. But you guys are the most dysfunctional of the people. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're Jen, there we go. Jen, embrace your strength. Uh, Ryan, let me tell you and Kim what happened today. Okay, we had our big grand opening at the store, right? Yes. So they tell us to be there at 8 o'clock in the morning. A reasonable request, okay. No, that's not reasonable. We don't open the studio until 10. I was at work at 7 this morning. <laughs> yeah, that's why I quit teaching, so that I could do uh, my own hours at 10, because I'm not an early person. And uh, yeah. it didn't help last night that we, me and Richard and, and she and Itai were up last night until like 2, recording for the Masterpick Theater. But anyway, so I got up this morning, and I was like, oh. So I get up there, and there's like 20 old people who are very excited to greet us and have our opening and blah, blah, blah. And they pull out this red, thick ribbon and this pair of scissors, literally, that is the, just like the ones you envision seeing on TV, you know? Uh-huh. But every time I see it on TV, you know, they take the picture and you cut the ribbon, right? Yeah. Right. Well, and the scissors felt metalish, okay? Like part of the metal family. Uh-huh. And when they took the picture and I snapped the, the scissors... It did, the th- the ribbon didn't cut, and Uh-oh. so I your ribbon cut- cutting was unsuccessful. It was unsuccessful. Well, so I start like gnawing on this ribbon, <laughs> trying to. Oh, no. trying You're to biting it. the ribbon with your teeth. No, no, no! With my scissors, gnawing it with my scissors, and the old person next to me literally took the scissors out of my hand and told me that it was metaphorical. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> What? <laughs> so I ended up looking like this idiot because they told me to cut the ribbon and it wouldn't cut. Okay, I can't be too far off the dot there. When they tell you to cut the ribbon, I'm just. And then it gave me an evil look, like it's a metaphor. <laughs> I would just... have done the same thing you did, Jen. I would never have <laughs> known you. it was metaphorical. Now, I know. Do you have? Do you feel as though this is a bad omen for your business that you were unable yes! to have a ribbon coming like from? The is like of me like frowning and like my tongue is like out on the side of my mouth with effort. Hey Potterfic Weekly, I'm Meg, new to the forums and listening to the podcasts, but I'm absolutely loving every minute of it so far, usually laughing so hard it hurts or I cry, and thoroughly addicted to the forums as well. You know, it's really like, weird being me right now. Apparently, I have fangirls. When I, when I drove to work today, I drove and I noticed I was pulling up on the way there. The, one of my coworkers was in front of me, so I followed her to, to the office. And we got out of our cars and she looked at me and she said, 
I'm listening to your podcast on my iPod, and I, I'm listening to you speak, and I look in my rearview mirror, and you're driving in the car <laughs> behind me, and I find that awkward. And welcome back to Perfect Weekly, everyone. I'm Ryan, and I'm here with Kim this week, and uh, Meg from our forums has been a member of Perfect Weekly for like six days, so now she's on the podcast. Hey, Meg. Hi. Meg is a little scared right now. She's from Wisconsin, <laughs> and she's never done anything like this before. But last week, Kim was the new person, and Kim seems to be doing very well. How you, how you doing there, Kim? Uh, hi. Scared. Scared? Yes. You're like, I have a ceiling fan on. I'm afraid to suffocate, and I'm, I'm a That's little scared. Right. That's basically Yeah, it. I don't want to be suffocating here. Now, everyone, we have we have bad news for you this week. Jen, as you can tell, is is not here. If she If she were here, she would have screamed, I'm Jen, by now, but... She didn't do that. Sorely missed. Sorely missed. Jen is sorely missed. Jen, I'm trying to think of a good way of describing Jen. It's like if you go to see, you know, like Equus and you fly across the Atlantic and you get seats and, you know, you spend hundreds of dollars and thousands of dollars on hotel reservations and passports because if you're in the United States, you can't get a passport. And, you know, you get mugged at the airport and you're driving on the wrong side of the road and you crash into a deer. I don't know if they have deer in England. You crash into a skunk, I don't know, whatever the hell they have over there, and, you know, you have this awful time, and you can't, and, you, and you're over-tipping people because you haven't gotten the currency down yet, and uh, you're really not sure, you know, you're looking for Amy from the forums, because you really have no idea what people are talking about when they when they say things, you know, such as bullocks, which in the United States is a funny word in England, I just swore there, and you, you, you get to Equus, and... You know, Dan Radcliffe had the night off, and oh. uh, Jimmy, the understudy, has gone on. That's yes. what people feel like when they tune into Perfect Weekly and Jen isn't there. They yeah. feel like they want to sue somebody, but they can't. But we have Meg, and Meg is fun. Yeah, Me- sure. I'm more like Jimmy, the understudy. <laughs> <laughs> this, well, I'm I w- Jimmy's understudy. <laughs> Not quite as hot as Daniel Radcliffe, but close. <laughs> I really can't comment on that one, but I have to tell you this morning. If I was Jen thinking, was here, she'd agree. <laughs> if Jen were here, she'd be reading smut right now, but Jen would definitely agree. <laughs> hey, Jen, as she's like listening to this reading her smut, she just dropped it thinking someone's watching her. Um, <laughs> Hi, Jen, we're looking. No, I've, I've still got two kids at home and a uh, husband, so no, I'm not hurting for company yet. Oh, I'm but sorry. When they, I'm sorry. When they grow up, thank you. Yeah, that, 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 that's quite the right. I have a mother. You do? I do, too. She calls me frequently to ask me how email works. Oh, my word. My mother won't touch a computer. How did you get your mother to touch a computer? Mine thinks that the Internet is evil. All right, I have to say this. My mother's evil. been using a computer. My mother has a Mac. She has a Mac and she has TiVo, and they're the easiest things to use in the world. And she'll call me about once or twice a week and ask me how email works. Or she'll call me and say those words I have. Like, it's, I feel kind of like Meg at this point. You know, she can probably understand baby speak. When my mother calls me, she will say the following. Ryan, the thing, it, it turned blue. What do I do? <laughs> wow, I think I heard that during exactly the day. Yeah, and I have to know what that means. My favorite was she knows all the correct terms, but she doesn't know what they. She doesn't apply them correctly. For example, last week I get the following call: Ryan, this is your mother. I just turned off my web browser. It's on the floor, and I don't know why the light is flashing. Can you call me back? <laughs> and then I call her back, and she picks up the phone and inadvertently hangs up on me. 
So I call her back, and I have a busy signal. And then I, as I'm hanging up the phone, my desk phone rings. So I answer that. I pick that one up, and I hear on the other end, you know, like like the, you know, the inside of a mine shaft. Like I hear voices distantly off, and then my cell phone starts ringing, and it's hurt. Like it's like the like. Please, please send me candy. The candy. Meg, Meg, the candy you can't give your kid. Just send it to me. That can be. My I way. need to get rid of it somehow. Evidently, <laughs> mail it to Massachusetts. You'll be fine. All right, I, I have a conf- I have a confession to make. My fiance lives for the year in uh, New York City. She's going to culinary school, so she lives in New York City. Awesome. I know, but I'm really not getting any of the uh, any of the food yet. But I, I'm I'm yeah. with you with the awesome. And mm-hmm. I talked to her on. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday. On Tuesday night, she she had a very bad headache. She just wasn't feeling like herself. But I'll call you in the morning on my way to school. So I I get usually she'll call me when she's leaving. Um, you know, to get on the train, or I'm like the call when she gets off the train. No call. Okay, you know, you're busy. You get a chance to call. That's fine. So she's usually home by around four. Four o'clock rolls around, no call. Now, if she's at an event or if she's somewhere, she always turns her phone off, so I call her phone. Rings and rings and rings and rings and rings. No answer. So, of course, I assume she's dead. So, 4.30, rings and Obviously. rings. Obviously. Yeah, because where, where, where else could she be? She's either dead or she's answering her phone talking to me. Those are the only mm-hmm. two alternatives. So, rings and rings, no answer. Now, my mother does this thing. Danielle and I went out to dinner one night. People listening to this who haven't listened to previous episodes are wondering, where the hell is the A Year Like None Other talk? Just keep waiting. And, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're at the table eating dinner, and, um, you know, we, we, we leave the restaurant, go out, and I have, like, something like 22 missed messages. So, of course, I assume half of my family is now dead, and people are trying to frantically notify me. And mm-hmm. it was my mother saying, call me right away, call me right away, call me as soon as you get this. So I call her back, and she asks me if I can stop off at the grocery store and pick her up some milk. Well, yeah, that was important. So, of course, between 4 o'clock yesterday and quarter of 7, I believe I called Danielle 18 times because I'm assuming she's dead. And she calls me back, you know, just before you know, I'm getting in my car to drive to New York City to find her to tell me that her phone was on vibrate. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have the- so she didn't know why all day her buns were vibrating, but now... Yeah. She's figured it out. Exactly. And I, I am becoming my mother. And if there's any therapists listening to this, please email your, your current rates to Ryan at PotterFickWeekly.com. That would be very helpful. And welcome back to Potterfic Weekly, special edition number six. This is Ryan. I'm Chi. I'm Melinda. I'm- oh, wait. Hold on, guys. Wait. Okay. <laughs> okay. We need to have an order. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Okay, we're doing it in order of seniority. So it's Ryan, me, Meg, and then you guys figure out whichever order. (laughs) Okay, what is this? Like, it's like we're doing it in order of seniority. So it's Ryan, me, then Meg, and then everybody else who really doesn't count. What the hell is that? (laughs) We've got to have a cage match to figure out. (laughs) All right, pull on the spandex and get down to it. Tina and Melinda, first match, go. As long as it's not Melinda and Richard, we have had enough of that. Oh, my God. This will be in the spandex what? and leather this week. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a weird shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Pipe Fick Weekly. This is Ryan. I'm G. I'm Meg. <laughs> and then the Hufflepuffs, like, stare at each other, damn it. Like. And I'm dead silent. Okay. okay. Richard and Tina, ready all together. Okay, we want to start over again. Let's start over again. 
I swear to God, we're leaving this. We'll just say we're the peons. It's like Ginger. It's like Marianne and the Professor. It's like and the rest. There's like two people left. You could have named it. Come on. I'm having a foot cramp. (laughs) You're the biggest dimwits in the world. Hey, Ryan, did you see my newest suggestion for the Potterfic Weekly tagline? No, it wasn't. <laughs> Potterfic Weekly. If we weren't all friends, we'd shoot ourselves. <laughs> that is absolutely correct. <laughs> hey, now. I am sick. I have depression. I have an excuse. Jen has a hole in her colon. <laughs> Sure, if you want to compare. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, Oh, my God. All right. I just have this podcast around, I swear. How are we doing this intro thing? Oh, good God. The peons have to organize themselves. Carry on. (laughs) God, we're still (laughs) leaving. We never did it. We never did it. (laughs) Are we doing? I sort of got distracted. (laughs) Oh, we're doing good introduction. (laughs) I thought we did that. Now, right now, I'm sure you want to hear about Halloween. I'm sure you want to hear about Tina's recent trip to, you know, to meet J.K. Rowling in, in, in New York and the shocking revelations that came out, you know, from that, from that speech. Before we get there, though, we just need to stop for a moment and talk about Lady G's toilet. Lady G? <laughs> oh, my God. That was the best intro ever. <laughs> yeah, God, I'm going to lie. Something's wrong. Houston, we have a problem. Okay, we're going a little explicit at this point, so we need everyone under the age of 18 to jump ahead a little bit. We have a lot of good stuff for you to listen to. Don't worry about anything you're going to miss. We're just going to talk about escrow accounts and mortgage payments. Uh, jump ahead. If you hear Jen uh, reading a fanfic, you can back up a little bit. If you hear, you know... Lady Chi coming on to Richard, back up a whole lot. If you hear us all laughing and Melinda kind of crying a little bit, a little bit forward. Thanks. All right. While we have Melinda here, can we please get her some smut to read? <laughs> yeah. What kind do you want? Let's go pull up the one. How about the one you're reading right now? Richard has, like, his favorite is probably just full of, like, the weirdest pairing smut ever. So yeah, no, no, Melinda, no, 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 if we can You're get welcome. Melinda to re- to repeat the following phrase, <laughs> quivering member, I think we can have the <laughs> Oh my god, you guys. Seriously, I met Walmart the other day with my sister. How did that remind you of Walmart with your sister? <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. And I'm looking for a new romance novel to get. Because I have to, I buy a new one like every couple of days because I have a really bad problem. And, um, oh my so goodness. I was, like, I was like reading the back of, backs of them and my sister goes, why does this always take you so long? You've all, you've read every single one of them in one form or another. And I'm like, but I'm looking for a very specific storyline. And she goes, what? The one that goes, and then he thrust his sobbing, sobbing member into her over and over and over again, like in the middle of Walmart. And I'm just like, Melinda, I have a question. Do you have a smut lockdown? <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't know what it meant either. That was, that, it was a question that she and, and Meg posed to each other on the podcast. 
Well, the thing, the reason why this was brought up was because we were on the podcast and Jen was like, sorry, you guys, I have to lock all the doors and like, I ain't turned down all the blinds and she's doing all these things. And I was like, okay, so we're in full smut lockdown now, right? Right. Which is when we went into penis discussion. So obviously, one, <laughs> which obviously, which obviously we're not mature enough to handle <laughs> because Moving on. All we heard on the forums is like, tee hee We're moving on now? Richard very uncomfortable. <laughs> Richard is <laughs> uncomfortable? Richard is here? What? Come on. <laughs> Richard was showing up. Never mind, I'm not going to say anything. I'm done for the evening. Yeah. We all know what Richard was showing up. May the record Digital show that Melinda has... Very much... May the record show Melinda has not responded the question about the smut lockdown. If, if Melinda says quivering member right now for the benefit of the podcast, how many points will Hufflepuff get? How many points 100. does Hufflepuff want? A thousand. No, I'll get a hundred. Come on now, that's crazy points inflation. I will give 75 points to Hufflepuff yeah, Melinda, if, if Melinda says quivering member right now. 100. No, hold on. This is We can't just have a read quivering member. We have to have a Let's read of have an auction. Are we supposed to be talking about Halloween? <laughs> we determined there was nothing. Wow. She won't I'm even sure there's some members on Someone needs to give Melinda a paragraph from a smut fic. If she reads it, I will give Hufflepuff oh, some oh, points. Oh, Let me go find one. Oh. Hang on. All right. Let's go to 17, crazy <laughs> and shy. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's like a team. She, she likes that one. Yeah, she there does. So that'll help, right, Melinda? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Melinda. Is she talking about Halloween? Hold on, I'm getting, hold I on. I wasn't doing this not giving podcast, but Brian. I thought you were doing that one. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, this is awkward. Um. Well, then, let's <laughs> not doing this smut giving podcast, then we need to do this right now. If Melinda's going to read smut, then I need another glass of wine. <laughs> Tina, are you looking for any reason whatsoever to have another glass of wine? No, not at all. I've almost got one. Give me a second. I'm finding a... When the show will probably not be so sick reading. Oh, God. Poor Melinda. Melinda hasn't done this since she's been to, like, slumber parties when she was 16 years old. We love you, Melinda. Melinda, Melinda uh, at slumber parties when you were 16 years old? No, but isn't that when you're dared to do all the things to get house No. What ha- okay, I've described what happens at parties for guys. What happens at 16-year-old girl slumber parties? You have boys over. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tina... Maybe your 16-year-old girl summer parties. <laughs> no. Don't you just talk about boys? That's what I remember. Oh, God. Richard is reading smut and he's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking. That one right there. If she, <laughs> if I pictured her reading it. that and I died. Okay. okay, if Melinda won't read it, how many points do I get if I do it? <laughs> oh, none. Please. <laughs> Hey now, you're in, you're in such a good mood tonight. I'm sure you backed the thing out. Um, uh, <laughs> Richard, Richard, if you could, Richard, send it to um, if you haven't done it already, send it to Melinda as like a private thing, and we'll just. Or the, okay. Oh, there it is. Hang on. No, I see it right here. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's not that bad. Oh my god. <laughs> Excuse me, I have to lock a door. Let me ask something. I'll do it for 50 points without voices. For 100, I'll do voices. 
afraid to hear that. On the other hand, points for Gryffindor. Oh, God. <laughs> That's just That's wrong, making the Hufflepuffs do it. Melinda, you were under no legal point. requirement to do this. I just have to... If Melinda does it, I'll give 150. No, we can't do 150. Oh, come on. That's <laughs> waypoint inflation. We have to keep yeah, it under... Unlike Bernanke, you can't have... Okay, if anything was worth 150 points, that is. Exactly. <laughs> he didn't She's silent before he said that she wasn't fighting for climax, and he wanted to be inside her when that happened. The next thing Jenny knew, Harry. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> go, go, go! Harry had positioned himself above her, so between her legs. <laughs> so Jesus. <laughs> right now. Don't oh, tell people not. why. Don't tell people why. Just say it's about Melinda and she I did will, something on the podcast with 150 points. I'm doing, I'm putting it in the, uh, pro, the uh, private room points thing. I think Huffle... I feel like when Harry met Sally in the Do diner me, scene. Richard, Richard, before yeah, we have like anarchy in the By far the best forum, thing I have ever say, heard on this podcast. Say oh I God. authorize the 150 points so people aren't like, what? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you guys... Okay. Hold on. What is this going to do to Hufflepuff? Melinda, I am so proud of you. Melinda, I am very I am very proud of you. I hope I your husband wasn't so listening or else you're going to have now. some questions to answer. She's hoping he was listening. <laughs> <laughs> There's Tina we know. <laughs> oh, there's the Tina. That's what I was thinking. I just didn't want to say it. <laughs> Melinda, do you need a hug? <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> She's gonna don't throw up. Melinda, my my experience through fan fiction with you has come full circle. <laughs> what you've done to me? <laughs> okay, I just posted it. Uh, let me know if you guys think that's okay. What did you post? <laughs> oh crap! Now Hufflepuff's gonna be beating Gryffindor. Damn it! And the Slytherin. Damn it! Yeah, and we have a lot of debates on this, especially on the um, on the PFW forum. By the way, PFW, you know, I've now decided to get rid of. I'm not calling this podcast PFW anymore. From now on, we'll be known as Puffwa. That is our new Puffwa. Perfect. I said that a couple of weeks ago, and I've been saying Sounds it. Good. I've been walking around town talking about Puffwa to people. They've no going to catch on. Puffwa. You have no idea, everyone. I'm driving to New York City tomorrow, and it's like a like I'm gonna be in the car for like five hours. And for the first hour, I talk to myself. For the second hour, I I, I usually am in, I am in traffic, and I go over and introduce myself to the guy next to me. You know, in the third hour, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out when the last time I had a tire rotation was. Um, you know, but eventually I, I, wow. I start listening to fam and I'm like tomorrow, I gotta tell you, I, I really want to get to chapter 23. I am not going to talk to the guy in the car next to me. So Aspen, oh, if you're still, that sti- guy is missing out on he- so much just because of this fic. Seriously, yeah, and I just have to tell, guy. and I have to tell you this too. Uh-huh. You know, you always, you know, picture, you know, the, you know, if you if you just met the person, you know, who was sitting at the table next to you at, at, at you know, the, the restaurant, but you left a couple of minutes early and you missed him. 
you could miss out on meeting me. And I have to tell you, there's people like me all over the place. (laughs) Like, yeah, like, ooh, it's like that commercial when the guy um, didn't have his watch. Um, It it tells, like, you know, these people were going to meet in the street, and they were going to bump into each other, and they would date, and they would have 17 children and become president and vice president of the United States and all this wonderful life. But because his watch wasn't, you know, properly calibrated, they just miss each other, and I'm like, ooh, that was deep. Similar thing. So what I'm saying here is tomorrow I am foregoing all of these friendships because I really want to know what happens next. I think that there goes the presidency. There goes. I, I got to tell you, I, I can't be. Could you imagine if I run for president and then, like the day before the election, they say we found this podcast <laughs> and I lose seventy thirty. Everybody says we're crazy. Forget it. <laughs> They're like. What the hell? You never. He's making Harry Potter. He's he obsessed Harry Potter. He's going after the. He's going after the Mexicans in episode twenty-five. <laughs> I lose Arizona. I lose New Mexico. I issue. And a you're ret- denying New Yorkers your personality. Uh, people in, in in New York think I'm the ass who won't roll down his window. I see Jen on MSNBC trying to clarify. <laughs> All of a sudden, I lose oh, the. Make it better. I lose the South. I lose the women. She's telling her theory on how Yellowstone is going to blow up. Montana goes for the t- other. Well, her eyes are all buzzed because she's high on Vicodin again. <laughs> Meg is screaming, oh, "Vote for me! Vote for Ryan! Vote for Ryan!" And their kids puking on the voter's shoes. I lose. <laughs> Perfect weekly causes me to lose the election. For family. <laughs> Let's get this Potter party started. Ooh. I wonder what happened to to Hedwig. So maybe Harry. Okay. I love Harry. No, no, no. I have it. Harry was so upset at the world that he ate Hedwig. I'm so oh no! Mad. It's so great. I'm the house. You have to eat Hedwig now. Oh. Not good. Tastes like chicken. I will make nuggets, my friend. That's some Tastes like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kim. She chimes in once every thirty minutes and gives us water. <laughs> We're not talking about Hedwig tasting like chicken. This is in bad taste. Hedwig, Hedwig blew up. Oh, like Yellowstone. <laughs> moment, moment of silence. Moment of silence for Hedwig. Um, that didn't. That didn't work at all. Hedwig flew over Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> Some, someone strapped a bomb to him and sent him out. Oh. Oh God! Most important podcast we've ever done. <laughs> oh no, we've been way worse than this. <laughs> Hedwig's a suicide bomber. No, <laughs> is a volcano. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh, say something about Virgin Owl. <laughs> It's much more tender than it is. Oh, okay, okay. Alright, we, we need to focus. Alright, alright. I need to take a pill. Press. Press, everyone. Alright, last time we gave Jenneret an asthma attack. We can't put her into surgery. Alright. Alright, the thing that I thought was kind of interesting is that when he is taken by. Oh, my God, somebody left me a voicemail, and I have no idea who that... Oh, it's my credit card company. How do you make them stop calling me? <laughs> you pay the bill. Shut up. Right. That's why nobody likes you, right? <laughs> what? 
it, it, there's like they're very common here, and like they they're just these sticker. They're like this long thin pole, and each pole has like six little stickers on them, and each sticker has like all these pointy things that really like stab the crap now, out what of is you. The, in the, and what is the point of the sticker patch? There's no point. It's a weed. Like it's, it's a, a weed. weed I th- okay. can't get rid of, and they're everywhere. And like you can't walk around in your get in your grass without shoes. Okay. Unless you like pay and get like the really expensive grass and even then you have to use special chemicals to keep those the stickers out because they're everywhere. I don't you know can't how get rid of people live there. Well, stickers are common. Like everybody knows about you just don't walk around in your grass. Anyway. Uh, and so um Or get out of your damn car or you know, yeah. yeah, so I'm like shoeless. So I step on this dang sticker <laughs> like I'm not joking. Like I must have stepped on five of those like stamp things. There was like 23, 23 stickers in my foot, and like some of them like left splinters. Like so, I was sitting. So I hobble. I turn the water off. So you're and I'm tagged like, by red ants, and then you like jump the other way. Now you've landed on a sticker patch. I, no, I didn't jump. Like I just stood on it. Like just stupidity of me not looking down. My father and, always used to say, like, if your foot's hurting, like, smack your arm, because then your arm will hurt. You'll forget about the foot. Jen's like, oh, God, red ant, ah, and then she steps <laughs> in the sticker patch. I know, and then it's like, it was like one of those bad, like, movies that one thing happens, then another, and then another. Well, like, so I hobble over to the porch and sit down and, like, get my trusted tweezers out of my pocket, because I just keep them around with me. Like I think, I, I think you need to keep them around, Jen, at all. I do. I love them. I just tweeze everything all the time. Anyway... And um, they're really handy. Like, you get something stuck in your keyboard, you just tweeze it out. Anyway, and um, I do that all the time. Anyway, and so I had my tweezers, and I'm getting these, like, 23 splinters and stickers out of my feet. And I'm, I'm like, looking, like, I mean, like, tears are in my eyes because, I mean, it's that, like, heart pain, but I'm not really sad or anything. But I sit down, and this danged Kwana comes out of the freaking porch and the like under my iguana, yeah it comes out of my porch under me i don't even know if it's <laughs> is this like a coordinated iguana. attack a by the animals to like steal your property <laughs> i know enter the wildlife <laughs> you can picture them in like in this giant meeting room <laughs> well, like, and the red ants have like yeah. you know a stick they're using is like a pointer okay we will attack here and the iguana will move into position <laughs> They're well, like, no, that like, damn bear didn't lizard. do its job. <laughs> I mean, it's very calm, but usually they don't come out until, like, evening time. And, like, I mean, I'm sure y'all have, like, we have frogs and lizards just everywhere. And they come on the porch, and they come in the house, and you're just like, oh, and you have to, they get in the toilet. You know, you just have to you deal have with them. You have frogs in your toilet? No, not frogs, lizards. You have like lizards these little, in your toilet? Like, they kind of look like, the, some of them are small and look like those little gecko Wait, things. In your toilet? <laughs> Yeah, like they get in there sometimes Seriously? and like, yeah, oh like you have God. to like, some, like in this, I, it's in the summer, like it gets hot and these things come in the house and like, um, so you have to look under your toilet, like your thing when you sit down and make sure there's not, but then, you know, they're just in there like occasionally. It's not like every time you go there. Well, anyway, so like this big fat iguana comes out from under the house. I'm like, I was shocked, but not shocked to see one because we see them all the time, but see one like in the daytime. Are they well, like, fast moving out. iguanas? I have no oh, idea. Oh man, yeah, they're fast. Not like, like armadillas are like freaking slow, but like these things are really fast. And, oh, and so, um, so it comes out and my dogs decide, oh my God, we're going to kill it. Because, you know, they're big, tough dogs that kill. Igu- well, this iguana was like, it's a small one. It was like just as big as my arm. Just a little one. Whoa. And Whoa. it starts walking. Whoa. It, so it's Whoa. kind of walking slowly. Whoa. 
Did you whoa. say whoa? I said whoa like seven times. It was a small one. It was only as big as your arm. Okay. Like as long. I mean, like think perfect. of it as a thin one, a thin arm. How big is a big one? Not like my whole arm, like from my elbow to my finger that's point. That's huge. No, no, it's that's not. Like, that's, a that's like Meg's kid. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. Seriously. No, like, think of, of it as thin. No. Yes. No. They're <laughs> no, little. How big uh, is a big one? But that was with its tail, too. Like, it's not very, okay. I mean, that's, so think of it as with its tail, well, Where too. was its body at? Still, that's big. I mean, the tail has got to be like six inches, like half of its body of its tail. Meg sees a mosquito and starts crying. She's like, that's well, big. Yeah, and I live yeah. in Wisconsin, so that does not do good for me. <laughs> oh, they're not, they're not, they don't bite or anything. They're just, they're kind of just, they're neat to watch. I actually they're don't mind them. Maybe they're salamanders. No, whatever. No, they're terrified of everything. We used to keep oh, them in jars and like, I guess we'd kill them, but <laughs> I don't <laughs> It was so fun to keep. We we had them all under bedrooms. So you got bored with them. I guess you understand. My mom was a science teacher, and so we were always bringing in crap. Like, here's a garden snake, mom. And she would be like, "Go put it back outside, okay?" Here's an iguana, mom. Okay, go put it in the jar, and then we'll kill it. I don't know. So I go and I get there, and like they, they, you know, they. I swear they get me right in, but you still have to wait like an hour. And that's Mm -hmm. getting right in. And, um, and the doctors don't have anything else to do. I've been in the emergency room so many times, and I don't think there's anyone else there. And I'm still sitting there for like half an hour. Like, what are they doing? And I'm like, they're talking on the phone to their well, family or something. There, so they they finally they take me back and they um they give me like a little ibuprofen or something for the pain, which I'm just like great. And um, <laughs> but they give me they gave me a series of shots. Like I don't think I was there for very long. But they don't tell you what they give you there. They just start giving you shots. Mm-hmm. And one, they said, oh, this one's for the pain. And, and, like, they give you that one, like, 15 minutes before I was to leave. So they gave me this <laughs> shot. And I was like, oh, man, the pain. I mean, it's starting to feel better. I feel better. I mean, it's kind of numbing everything. And so I'm, like, still talking. And I'm fine. And I get, I'm, like, a little woozy, you know, kind of like uh, I, I had one too many drinks, not drunk, but, you know, a little woozy. And so James takes me out to the car, and I start talking about how I don't think that it's right that Mexicans don't use the decimal system like Americans. <laughs> oh and, um, like, what? And uh, finally <laughs> got Mexico to listen to us again. I know. <laughs> Sorry, Mexico. Sorry. And, like, but seriously, I brought up that point, and, like, I got all the way home, and I went to my mom and dad, and, like, I was in such a good mood. Um, and I got there, and I was telling them, oh, I'm not paid. I'm fine. They made me all better. And I'm, like, I'm hungry. So I'm sitting down. This has been, like, what, 17 minutes maybe since I gave me a shot. My parents live just down the street from the hospital. And so we go in there, and mom makes me, like, heats me up a piece of chicken or something. And I, like, get my fork, and I put my fork into my chicken and lift it to my face. And as I'm lifting it to my face, I, like... I go, I don't feel right, and I, I, like, go unconscious. Like, they didn't tell me that, like, in a few minutes that pill was, like, I mean, that shot was, like, going to knock me out completely. Like, I almost had to, like, they almost had to take me back to the hospital because I banged my head because I went unconscious. That's dangerous. They should tell you. You poked your they eye out. Know. They didn't what was that? I don't know. I still, to this day, have no idea what that show was. I have to to ask. Not just for 24 hours. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, James goes, well, they said it'd make her a little drowsy. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, ooh, 
Speaking of death, good segue. Um, Perfect weekly community. <laughs> Stop laughing at death. Death is not good. All right. Perfect weekly community. We we gather together today. Because we gather together. Keep talking over me. <laughs> we gather together today because one of us has fallen. We are a very close-knit community, and, and we care very deeply for one another. So when, when, when one of us you know, falls in the line of duty, we, we would like to gather together for a moment <laughs> to, to say goodbye. Now, you, you, you all may remember uh, our, our, our perfect weekly host, Rinna. She hasn't been on in a few weeks, uh, but you, you all remember Rinna. Hi, y'all. How's it going? Rinna recently moved into, we're going to call it um, the suburbs. Timbuktu? It, oh. it, it's she's very deeply into in the suburbs. Very, very, very deeply in the suburbs. I live in the sticks. And uh, Rinna, you know, after moving into into the into the suburbs, my whole life has been an exercise in downsizing. Um, determined. We don't have a lawnmower. And because Rinna is the cheapest person on the planet, file your taxes. You know, after myself. <laughs> Rena decided to purchase a We're goat. Sorry. No offense, Kim, who is also in the middle of her goat purchasing. And she purchased a goat. Bernard. And Bernard inspired many of us. He was our inspiration. And I just put him in there and let him eat down the grass. Do you want to borrow him? Did you ever know that you're my hero? He was our hero. She didn't want to break her mower or risk breaking her mower on all the junk that's da, out da, there. Da, da. So Bernard showed so up. So Bernard. And he was our hood ornament, and he was our mascot. Bernard's a very even-tempered goat, and we, <laughs> and we, and we carried pictures of Bernard with us because Bernard was our leader. People think I run the show. Bernard was the heart and soul of Parfait Weekly. <laughs> no, I am. Well, Jen is, and immediately after Jen, we have the goat. If anything happens to Jen, which is like it's like President Weekly. Kennedy needing to take drugs, like Jen can go at any time. You know, like not like not go go, Jen. I mean, like cut yourself with a credit card, though. I'm sorry. All right. Anyway, Jen should just drop it anytime. But um, poor Bernard um was struck and killed by a bolt of lightning uh, recently. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, we would like to, on behalf of Perfect Weekly, express our condolences to Rinna, her family, and her front lawn. Bernard, you will be missed. I miss you already, man. <laughs> oh, God, I can't even take it halfway seriously. Okay, you guys are the ones who obviously, you know, laugh during people's funerals. I wore a really big hat. Very bad. Very, I'm very... It's a nervous habit. Jen, do you laugh at funerals? I laugh whenever I'm sad or scared or anything. It's like this nervous. <laughs> or happy or troubled, yeah, bothered, drunk. Bothered. Bernard, may you rest in peace. And <laughs> wherever you are now, may you be with April 4th Dumbledore's, Dumbledore's flock of fellow goats. Bye-bye, buddy. <laughs> Jen, I just have to ask, have you been attacked by any wildlife this week? No, but, but you know, we found a dead rat in our studio today. What? I've never seen a rat before. I didn't even think we had rats here. But apparently we do, and it was dead. And the mystery is, how did it die? So, we live next to the pest control people. So, we went down there, and we were, like, investigating the dead rat. Like, to make sure, because I thought maybe there were, like, wolves, and, and they traveled in packs. Cause it was so, in your studio, like, though, right? 
It was in the well. We have a um. It's our we have a stu- our studio, and then there's the office that's a different room, and then we have like the prop room. Uh huh. And it was dead in the prop room. You thought a wild pack of wolves broke into your no rat like a a, a pack of rats. No, but you thought know. the wolves killed the rat. No, so you thought, I thought a- the rat traveled in packs like wolves. Oh. I didn't actually think there was wolves. <laughs> I thought you thought a wild pack of wolves <laughs> broke into your prop room, killed the rat, left no sign, and shut the door There was them. no sign of trauma. There, there was no sign. <laughs> you inspected the rat for signs I of did. trauma? I did. I was like, how did this rat die? Chen, you can't it's be like touching wild thing. rats. I didn't touch what it. The, I just looked at it. You like kicked it with your foot. The butt. obvious answer is that uh, one of the other rats poisoned him. I know. It's I think poison. it's a conspiracy, honestly. So I will keep you guys informed. I know. I was shocked. Was there okay. any sign? So there was no gun found nearby? There was no, no suicide there was no notes. weapon. Yeah, no, so nothing. How could you see the gun? No, it was like 12 inches long. I mean, the gun would it be really It was practically small. a baby. It look really well. Hold on. How big are your rats? I don't know. It's the first rat I've ever seen in my entire life. In real life. Like a real life rat. All right, Jen. Rats are not a foot long normally. And if they are, they're not the babies. No, I meant like a real baby. It's like the size of a real baby. Okay, Jen. That's a cougar. <laughs> and you- it was like a ruler long. It was so gross. You have Master Slater living in your studio. And I, I know. start looking around for mutated turtles, but that's just me. I will. I will start looking because I was concerned. I was really concerned. That's not a rat. That's a possum. <laughs> Maybe it was a possum. Jen, I have to say, I'm, some, I'm somewhat bored with your story this week. Now, the rat never made any <laughs> attempt to attack you? No. No. You I know. You didn't give it I didn't rat trip any, over it. You didn't I, give nothing. Snape, like, if he were written as a consistent, dry sense of humor... You idiot child, but you get the sense that's just affection, and he doesn't outwardly show his emotions and show his respect for Harry, and you get the sense that he tolerates him, and he's kind of awkward around Harry because he's never really had that closeness with another person, and you get the sense over time that you know that that that's you know affection. That's fine, but this is a Snape who's willing to sit down and say share my bed, and you know I'm I'm willing to you know say up. Well, it was medicinal. (laughs) It was like (laughs) it wasn't. It's not like some pervy like. Oh, I know it wasn't. I know it wasn't. I know it wasn't. But, you know, I love, I'm picture. I'm sorry. I'm picturing Jen in bed with Alan Rickman, and Alan Rickman's <laughs> wife comes in, and Jen's totally like, different. it was medicinal. Like, before he was like, really? you think I care about points? And then all of a sudden, he really cares about points. <laughs> no, he's still trying to get in. It's a plot device. He's still trying he's to get in good. Well, no, he's still trying to get in good with the Slytherins again. And obviously, if he loses points for Slytherin, that just gives them another reason to hate him. Well, I think she's uh, referring think to part back of it's in the, that he likes points. Yeah, no, back in the um, in the hospital wing, he didn't care about the hundred yeah. points because. Well, no, yeah. because of that that was showing that he had a human side, but he does care about points when it's just like everyday stuff. True. I don't think it makes him bipolar. I think it makes him. I just didn't say bipolar. that. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> Jen's very defensive tonight. She's I am even... defensive. I love Draco. I just no, I'm was... joking. <laughs> Jen just made it like into an attack on the Germans. Did you see that? That was like, what? Like, how about it? Oh, no, I'm not. You're taking out of proportion. I was just trying to get out what I was thinking. I'm not, Jen, I'm not. apologize to Germany right now. <laughs> sorry, Germany. No problem. All right. I don't know what I did, but I'm sorry. 
That was a half-made apology. Phil, if you can't say I don't know what I did, but I'm sorry. They won't accept that. Jen's disingenuous to the Germans. Hello, everybody. It's Danielle again. Um, I'm very sad this week because, you know, I heard some very disturbing thoughts expressed on this episode of Part of it weekly. In my mind, I picture like the same "quote unquote" set is like Snape's quarters. Though I kind of picture that looking somewhat the same. Um, you know, big field moors. I kind of picture that more of like kind of like the hills are alive with the sound of whatever. Like that was pretty much what I had. Um, this is for Lady Chi. You've just managed to quote the worst Julie Anders movie ever. What the hell is happening? Say that? What? What? Gee, get off this podcast for his hang up. I don't know how you can say that the sound of music is the worst Julie Andrews movie ever. Uh, personally, it's always been one of my favorites, even though I, I know she does look strange, like sort of like a weird little boy with that fake blonde wig, but, but really, the hills do come alive when she sings. It's, it's wonderful. It's. I don't know. I'm so distraught. The thing is, is they don't tell you. Is San Francisco is a is a full ta- like there's no more land. People can't just go in. Yeah. You can't move in there unless someone else dies or moves out. <laughs> or move. Why do you open the dies? We were leaving and we got to the airport and our flight was like on time and everything. We got to the gate. And we ended up having, like, a five-hour delay as soon as we got there. So Jen called me forgetting she was on the West Coast. <laughs> I called, yeah, because I'm two hours behind. So it was, like, three, three. hours. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I'm like, hi. And he's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, no, he was really great. But we got delayed. <laughs> Jen's not like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll talk to you later. Jen's like, what you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what yeah. about my day? Who the hell is this? Why are you calling? Stop being my stalker, Jen. Stop it. No. Um. Can you imagine <laughs> Jen was your stalker? She'd be like the okay. funniest. Okay. Moving For the on. record, Ryan has never called me late at night, but he has called me at seven o'clock in the morning. So, oh, that's, Ryan, that's awful. I was that's up for rude. three. I wait until I'm up for three hours, and then I begin calling people. I'm Jen, like, don't ever call me before nine thirty. I'll kill you. So I just started work last week, and for the first week that I was there, um, my husband is actually watching the kids during the day, just okay. for the first week. And I come home last Tuesday, I think it was, and on our kitchen table, on a, there's like a piece of paper, and then on the piece of paper is a live mouse, and on top of that is like yeah. one of my vases. Do you guys, no. do any of you guys get mice in your house at all? Uh, yeah, I live in an apartment. Well, in Wisconsin, they're everywhere. And when it starts to get cold, like it does now, they, they try to find a way in. Right. And right. we're, it, I mean, we usually don't have a problem because we have a cat that's a really good mouser who is part of the story. And also because, I mean, you know, you put traps on, whatever. Anyway, so I look at this mouse and it looks really depressed for one thing because I don't think there's any air in there. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I like lift the vase up just a little bit to put some, like let some air in, and then I put it down. And I go to my husband. I'm like, "So, you want to explain the mouse trapped on the table?" And he's like, "Well, I found it by the window, and it was like disoriented." It was, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so 
so, so I said, disoriented? Okay, how do you mean? And he says, well, it looks like it was lost. <laughs> and I was, what? I'm like, okay, it's lost. <laughs> uh, he said it was like stumbling around. Oh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> on the ground. The mouse had a seizure in your house and he trapped well, it under a vase to kill it. Why is it, it in a vase? Water? No, this story, it gets much, much worse. Oh, so I said, well, because, you know, if you've ever seen a mouse before, they're really fast. So I guess it would be sort of, I guess, alarming to see one kind of stumbling around and everything, but, and really slow and whatever. So he decided that he, I should see it. And the backstory to that is when we were dating, he trapped a mouse in a chip bag and gave it to me. It's hard to believe Why you have children with this man. <laughs> because I really like animals and it was really cute. <laughs> <laughs> did you just, did you just like look at him and say like, yes, I'll marry you. <laughs> no, no, no. I was kind of, I know I said he's greasy. <laughs> Because <laughs> he had like a chip grease on him, it was gross, <laughs> but it was kind of cute. Anyway. I feel like I'm getting way too much of an interior look at Meg's love life right now. <laughs> doesn't take much. Uh, no, 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 it doesn't take much. Yeah, I'm easily impressed. <laughs> um, oh my god! Like so Draco in story says, um, emeralds, diamonds, racing brooms, or you know, rats, greasy <laughs> 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 mice. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, so he says, so I'm like, okay, so why is it still on the table? And he's like, I don't know. I just thought you should see it. So I'm like, okay. So I kind of just leave it there because I'm not really sure what to do with it. I mean, I know that Ryan has taken care of mice before. Different but Ryan, I don't... different Ryan. Yeah. Different Ryan, Ryan too. Name. Sorry. <laughs> I would like and... yelp and jump up on the coffee table. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> so I know that he's like taking care of and I'm saying taking care of in like quotes like as in the mafia taking care of mice before, but I don't like want to know about it cuz I think it's sad. So, but then later my 2-year-old Noah was trying to let the mouse out. And so I went to her and I was like, "Okay, you really have to I don't know what I don't want to know what you do with it. I don't care what happens, but you have to get rid of the mouse. So he's like, okay, I'll go take care of it. You know, because they could have a disease or something. Yeah, so Rabies will make that, will do right. that to mice. Yeah. Ex- right? yeah. Mice well, actually, eat? what we figured was that the cat had been playing with it and, like, yeah. torturing it. Oh, my, and yeah, so that then was, it was... It'll disorient it, too. Yeah. So, so I'm going to say shotgun. Blows it blows it off the kitchen table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Glass <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> So the mouse is gone, and I don't say anything about it. I don't think about it. I don't ask because I don't want to know what he did to it. Mm -hmm. So we have some friends over, and one of our friends goes into the bathroom. And he starts laughing hysterically. And he's like, Ryan, you have to come in here. And so the rest of us are like, why is he inviting Ryan into the bathroom? So I would ask. So we all go in there. Evidently, my husband had tried to flush the mouse down the toilet. Oh, my God. (laughs) So the mouse is back. He crawled up the pipe and is sitting in the toilet, wet and shivering. (laughs) (laughs) And Ryan's like, that's something that would happen to Jen. She's like rubbing (laughs) off on you. No, 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 don't say that. Oh, my gosh. I would cry. You have a lizard in your toilet. Jen, I almost did cry. I felt so terrible. And Ryan's like, well. Toilet. <laughs> a lot of people do that here. That's well, it's sad. You have movie, to kill it. it. You have to like hit it on the head and kill it or something. Oh my and my god! Ryan, Ryan didn't want to do that. 
that, which I kind of understand. Control, and they can bring a cage. Animal control for a mouse? Jen's the only person I know that animal control is speed dialed to for a We have poison control and speed dialed In Wisconsin, you call animal control for a bear. If you call them for a mouse, they'd laugh at you. Really? Yeah. Just like if you called them for a deer, they would laugh at you. I mean, you call them for big game. Oh, so the mouse is shivering today. in the toilet, and Ryan's like, well, I have to kill it. And I was like, you can't kill it now. It has a will to live. It you can tortured it. The- <laughs> so apparently I am freaking brilliant. <laughs> yeah, and Jen explains it to me. She, I'm back. Well, he went to prep school. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's true. He did go to prep school. I was like, oh. The 40 grand I spent on prep school prepared me for the moment where I had to decode Draco Malfoy's inner turmoil. Draco doesn't do angst at all. He doesn't fight. I'm like, honey, what do you think about this? Okay. (laughs) And that's what gives me angst. Honey, have a freaking opinion. (laughs) Jen, stop looking at me and seeing your husband. I know. He looks at me and he says, I love you. And I'm like, shut up. All I know okay. is I've been trying to talk for the last five minutes, and Ryan keeps talking over me. And so. Chi no, has a new microphone. Chi. Well, no, huh? oh, we forgot to introduce everyone. This is Chi. If you haven't understood the words she said <laughs> in the past 31 episodes, this is Lady Chi. Chi, take I, it. I feel like I, I'm back with my old mic. I keep going. But I, 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 I. <laughs> Just as you said that, there was a burst of static. <laughs> she has a nostalgia. Oh, y'all, hold on one second. I'm going to lock the door and close the blinds. Really? Chance are waiting on customers in the middle. Of- All right, I'm gonna- otherwise known as the smut lockdown. Oh god, we're going into smut lockdown. All right, I'm grabbing a bottled water. I'll be right back. The smut lockdown. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, don't act like you don't have it. I have. Oh, I have a smut lockdown. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, the other day I, I had like three or four people around, and I realized I had a smut fake open on my computer, and I was like, shit. <laughs> This is trying not to open them at work. Oh my goodness. It's not good. Not good. It's not porn. It's literature. Yeah, it's just literature with a kind of a randy twist. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm expanding my vocabulary. I didn't know that you could use 20 different words for penis, but now I do. (laughs) No kidding. Okay. Now I don't know why they would just come right out and say penis, but they always make it like different. Wow, I jumped into a conversation. (laughs) We're talking about penises? As soon as Ryan left, we decided to talk about penises. Oh, good. Yeah, we always need to do that. Uh, (laughs) Jen just jumps right in. Sure, I've got a lot to say about that. I have lots to say about penises. And there's the name of the show. <laughs> Ryan would never al- Hey, explicit. Yeah, we can say whatever we want. Seriously, though, we were talking about how in Smut they never use the word penis. They always use, like, member or wand or, like, yeah, a wand. Robbing or pulsating. Oh, Do you really read Smut that they say wand? Yes. I have. Yeah, I have, I have, there's, there's, there's such a, like, especially. Confession time! Yeah. <laughs> like Jen laughing for down him. the hallway. Look at that. <laughs> she reached for his one. Oh, I meant the other one. Yeah. <laughs> really, are you reading smut? What are you doing? <laughs> the name of this episode is now officially 20 different names for penis. <laughs> 
Well, we are explicit. I'm hearing like a like a like a staticky sound, yeah. but that might just be that I finally have a good enough microphone I can pick up on that. Uh, no, it's, I don't know. It's, it's coming from Jen. Jen, did you ever? F- I left you alone for an hour. Did you find your volume controls? No. <laughs> My computer is so sophisticated. New. I know it is so <laughs> incredibly advanced. I can't find anything. Jen, you don't have the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> yeah, this thing practically is. It's ridiculous. Jen, look under. Look under your sound. This okay. Look under. This is no. This is why I tried to talk to you an hour ago. And, I, I, you, and we looked for it, and no. I had to go back to edit. I do it now. You're not going to do it now. I can't find it. All right, Ryan. under. Okay, Jennifer, look under <laughs> under your sound controls. There should be just something that's like a bar that shows volume. Okay, under my. I don't. What is a sound control? All right, look under control panel for the Are sound. Are you talking option. like Mac? N- no, I'm talking. Which is like right. Mac of Smack. All right, look <laughs> under control panels for sound. Okay, I found. I see hardware and sound. Okay, go to sound. I don't, okay, sound. Now, do you see one there that says, like, tell me what you see? Playback, recording, sounds. Well, try. Mm. So, guys, do either of you have, either of you probably have a PC. Like, what is your sound control labeled as under your control panel? Uh, let me go look. Do either of you have Vista? No. I love how she oh. says it like this the name of a <laughs> foreign land. A, it's the devil. Vista is a piece of crap. Okay. This so, pan, okay, piano. When you go to control this, piano, when you go to control panel, do you yeah. have appearance and themes, network and internet connections, add or remove programs, sound, speech, and audio devices? That like was if you a go lot to your of... control <laughs> Hey, go to your go to control panel. <laughs> I'm there. Okay. I'm, does it say pick a category at the top? No. What does it say? No. It says printers, <laughs> autoplay, sound, mouse, okay. power try, options. Try sounds. Go back to sounds. Okay. I'm there. Okay, Ryan. Your options. What? Ryan. I'm just laughing because of Ryan. Is. It's I like, know. Do you see sound options? Printers. <laughs> it's true. Okay, Jennifer, focus. No, listen here. My house, I am homeless. And I'm doing this out of my freaking work, and it's the best damn thing I can do. Okay, all right. Do this. Try and fix this. Okay, never mind. Jen's on, like, this international space station right now. Okay, wait. No, I want to fix this. I wanted to fix this. No, if you can't find it, we're fine. But, like, you have to have sound options. I do. They're just. It's the thing where you like pick a microphone. It's like in that. Okay, that's speakers. (laughs) I feel like Jen's in the new car and she can't find the windshield. (laughs) Hey, that is really difficult. Uh, When you try to find. Yeah, I can't even do. Okay, wait, wait. What if I? Okay, this is very advanced. I have this like (laughs) I can change. I can change the HZ quality of the bits. Do you think that will do anything? Let's try. Like, I'm on CD quality. I can go to studio quality. Give it a Hello. shot. Give it a shot. This is studio quality. I can go to DVD quality. Ooh, DVD quality. It's getting louder. Really? Yeah, it got louder. This is studio quality at yeah. 24 bits. Oh, okay. What about this one? 
Can you hear me? It seems a little yeah. Bit. I yeah. can't tell if this is changing anything or if this is. I think it's just making it worse. <laughs> like it's about the same as it was before. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh- Wait, maybe this is it. I'm on home theater. Okay, this is office. Is this better? I feel like Jen's the nuclear reactor. We're going to try the red button. Tell me if this makes it worse. Is this one better? No, I'm not joking. I have 14,000. Ooh, this one has to be... Oh, I can I can get room calibration. Oh, wait, maybe this is what I oh, need, that really. Seems, that seems better. Yeah. Okay, this is the flat response. Okay, hold on. My automated calibration test is running. Oh, man, that sounds like aliens. Okay, wait. It says high room noise level. Try again. Oh, I'm deaf. Continue. Okay, microphone signal is suspiciously suspiciously low. Okay. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? <laughs> Wait, no one is answering. Did you really hear that? Hear no. What? We're laughing. It, it went we 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 have it hooked up so Jen's computer talks back to her. Ew, that's kinda cool. It's like talking in each of my ear and going bleep bleep bleep. It's like the, every time you hear it, Jen, just I know, I was thinking it's like one of those death tests, like <laughs> It's finishing. Okay, do I sound better? I'm now room corrected. You sound wonderful. So he comes out, and I love the fact that Hermione tries to come in and gets thrown back by the shock of the wards. And Draco's like, I knew it! You had nothing but his good interests at heart! And Draco, and Snape's like, welcome to my humble abode. Oh, did we lose someone? Everyone here? I'm here. It's Jen. Jen? Oh, that's sad. Maybe her phone died. Our poor disjointed conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hello, you've reached Jennifer. The <laughs> call is very important to oh, us, so please leave your name, number, and a brief message after the beep, and I will return your call in the order. <laughs> her message says, I'll return your call in the order it was received. <laughs> your call is very important to us. Goodness sake. Oh, Jen's calling me. Hang on. Tell her to hang up the damn phone. I'm calling her back. Hi, Jen. Tell her to hang up. I know. Hey, sweetie, why don't you uh, call, hang up now? We're trying to call you again. Okay, bye. All right, bye. (laughs) I love that. Me too. Kind of reminds me of the Inspector Gadget theme. (laughs) What the hell? Okay, Jen. Just, <laughs> hi. Hi, what was that? No idea. Jen, just like Jen, just talk for a second. You're, Jen, you're kind of breaking up a little bit. Just talk for a second until it comes back. Hello. Harry reacts like a woman, like a five-year-old woman. Yeah, he he kind of acts like a premenstrual woman. He does. You don't pay enough attention to what I need. Okay, that's why this relationship doesn't work. No, no, it's not premenstrual. Why would you even say that? It's not all the world. All right, we ready to go, guys? Just like this. Okay, okay. I found was everything.
Jen? Oh, Jean. God, we lost her. <laughs> <laughs> Jen? Uh, can you hear me now? Yes. yes. Okay. Again. I just unplugged myself accidentally. Okay. Jen? <laughs> Jen, you there? Is Jen still here? Hi. Sorry, my mom came in. No problem. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I missed what y'all were saying because I was discussing dog food. Welcome, everyone, to a special episode of the Parfic Weekly. We're here with the Spellcrap... What the hell is the name of your podcast? Spellcrappers? We're here with the Spellcrappers, and Jen is buying liquor. Everyone listen. What is that? (laughs) Budweiser. (laughs) Yes? Wait, oh, that's a six-pack? Okay, yeah, I'll take one of those. (laughs) <laughs> oh, the bottles. Oh, the bottles are cheaper, aren't they? Oh, but they have a handy grip. Get that one. Yeah. That was good. Oh, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. They're helping me buy beers. Um, oh, my God. Make sure you get me a Jack Daniels, too. Yeah, no kidding. Jen, get me some tequila and I'll help you move. I'm being carded. Shut up. <laughs> Don't do it, Jen. She's underage. <laughs> no, y'all. I got carded for an R-rated movie the other day. How terrible is that? <laughs> really? Really? Ew, wow. So did the so did the guy who works here. I think people are just stupid. <laughs> I seriously. That's what he wants to say. How did Josh from Australia? <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm Jen, seriously. I'm not a crazy person. Jen, I've got a question. What state are you in? I'm in Texas. Okay. Thank you very much. My, my, my brother's got a girlfriend in Texas, actually. You too. Wow. Have a great evening. Wait, who lives in Texas, Mom? Do you need help with the boxes? This is like a slice of Jen's everyday life, and I'm not surprised at all. This should be a special I know. Segment. I'll be right back. i got to put the beer. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> my hands are full. All right. All right, sweetie. Put the beer down. Don't break it. And I'm not drinking. I just want y'all to know. I don't drink beer unless it's a Corona. Because Corona has that handy grip, doesn't it? I know. The lime. For it the has all of your Handy grip. No, thank oh, you. We need, we need boxes. Wait, where is, is this all boxes right here? Wow, they have a gazillion. Those are awesome. Jen, are you stealing boxes from the liquor store? Oh, thank you so much. Oh, That's my God. Not beer. No, seriously, guys, if you ever move, you have to go to the liquor stores because they have the best boxes and they don't have those leftover food bugs. Yeah. That's wow. so true. No, nothing. Thanks a lot. That's right. Strong boxes. Here's a question. Uh, All you guys going to uh, terminus? This should be good, right? Well, I wish that I had my camera. You should see the back of the truck. It's filled with liquor boxes. (laughs) What if we get pulled over? (laughs) Hello. This is Lola. (laughs) 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 And then I say something like, my two o'clock just opened up. There's no way we have wank. We don't care enough about the fans of to have wank. Well, I'm but sure we're I don't getting know. some right now. We're making it our we goal in life to avoid wank. Wankers, wank. bring it on! Like, come on, come on. Okay, okay, listen up. All right. We have to know if spellcasters 
Rob, Robert, Bob, mm-hmm. whatever we call him now. <laughs> We're calling him Bob. I refuse to call him Bob. <laughs> <laughs> if him or Josh the Australian has a set, <laughs> we need your help. Vote for SR. <laughs> Come out on our forums. I will set up a, Ryan will set up a forum voting thing. Mm-hmm. Otherwise <laughs> known as a poll. <laughs> going to set up a poll and we're going to let you, the listeners, decide. Well, Jen, who do you think is sexier, Rob or Josh? Uh, can we vote twice? <laughs> if you had to vote once, who would it be? Josh or Rob? Why not? So Jen, okay, let me tell you. Rob has this so deep, calming, soothing, sexy voice. Mm-hmm. But Josh <laughs> has the accent. Yeah, that's true. And it's really hard because I've always had a thing for guys with accents, which made, you know, American guys lame. And <laughs> sorry, sorry, all the American guys that we've just offended. Well, we've offended them before. But Jen, if you had to pick Robert Josh, quick, right now, right now, Robert Josh, Robert Josh. I don't know. I can't. Robert do Josh. It. Robert Josh. Robert Josh. I can't. Life or death. I, Robert Jennifer, Josh. Jennifer, pick one. <laughs> I will tell you. Whoever wins the poll will get my undying. Jen, love. you have to make a command wow. decision. Have a freaking opinion. No, no. Whoever, <laughs> whoever wins, I will give my undying love to on the next podcast. Wow. wow. Okay. That's it. You're letting others decide who you love. When one can't make a choice for herself. She leaves it in the hands of those more educated oh, strangers. <laughs> well, I don't know about you guys, but personally, I think I'd vote for PBS over there.
laugh and feel that ease. Janet, Meg, and she, their beauty knows no boundaries. Seems enough, they're about to begin. Let's hope this time someone has. Chudley or something. It, Chudley? Chudley? And it would have worked. I would have been happy with it. No. Chudley? Wait, he's married. Chudley! Oh, the cannons. I thought you meant Dudley. There's no forum out there like the Puffa forum. It's you, really awesome. Like, literally, when you go and you register and you say hello, you are tackled by 15 people like Dobby, <laughs> who just want to hug to be you. Your friend. They want to be your friend. They want to know how your day was. This is, like, fantastic. Like, if you have low self-esteem, register for this forum. I'm telling you. <laughs> Well, if you have high self-esteem, we encourage you to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The PFW family accepts everybody regardless of their mental state. <laughs> and the bigness of their head. What? Exactly. Oh, I thought you meant actual cranium capacity. Can, can I tell you I have the biggest head in the world? I do. I, I tried on a pair of sunglasses the other day that were, like, extra large, and they were poking the side of my temples. My head is enormous. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm not. Oh lie. god. No, it is. When I was a baby, my parents would put shirts on me, and when they try and get them off at the end of the day, I kind of had like you know like a Tommy Pickles head. It wouldn't fit over the top of it. Like they would lift me up on the shirt and like I go off the ground. My head is oh, enormous. Tommy Pickles. The name stuck, and I don't know where it came from. That we're that gonna was, we're gonna leave Jen out for that. Was the Hufflepuff? <sighs> I love how Meg talks to me like I'm her kid. It's an easy. Talk to the Hufflepuff, like. I'm older than you. <laughs> so much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
This podcast has come so far in such a short time. You know, it's because we've all heard Danielle's little voice. Um, hello, audience of Potterfic Weekly, also known as Puffwa. That's not her real voice. I just need to repeat that. That's not. Well, I imagine like y'all on a date and her going, "Why, yeah." Oh, that no, 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 no. Usually, it's dumbass past the soda. Go to Jen, like find Jen's no. profile, click like, on I'm last posts, and go all the way to the beginning. And you will notice the steady <laughs> decline in respect Jen has had for me over the months. In the beginning, it was, allow me to construct a small monument of you in my driveway. And now it's like, can you please stop calling me? I'm very busy. <laughs> no, Ryan, have you gone back? Look, I, I'm going to my first, um, like the first few emails. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, the first, like, I don't know, 35 emails are him and I, like, apologizing to each other just in case we didn't, we misinterpreted, like, a way that we wrote a sentence. Well, you're so and, worried because like, we always no, no, said, no, no. you know. Like, we, this is the third email beginning, and Ryan says, oh, you absolutely didn't offend at all. I thought we offended you. Always throw your two cents in. It's why there's a forum. <laughs> Wow. Well, no, let me explain the background to that, though. When I started this podcast with Rinna, and there was another host at the time, Kim, who lasted about a week. And we all together started the forum, and we said we hope we get one or two really, you know, devoted listeners, and after that, we really don't care. We're just, we just want to have an audience, like, you know, of some size, and, that, and that's it. So when Jen came around, I'm like, oh, my God, she's here! And we, like, didn't want her to leave. So we're like, come and get you some lemonade. Like, Snape is in, the, in this entire fic. I, I swear to God, is wearing a smoking jacket with a pipe. He's Lord in a head, white right? billowing shirt. Okay, that's Jen, Jen, down Jen, the Jen, dump oh, some water in your face. Well, you're getting a little heated over there. Dump some water in your face. So calm down. Headmaster Snape greeted the older man. <laughs> at number twelve, crippled place. Everyone in yours have important. Apparently, I had bad cheese and wore my grumpy pants for this one. I would like to take a moment to apologize to Aspen, dead verbose literary greats of the 17th century, and once again to Julie Andrews, even though she really does suck. No, she doesn't, she! I want to tell everyone, as much as people have an issue with Dumbledore or calling Snape dad, my biggest issue is I cannot imagine Snape eating a sandwich. I've never spit water around in my life before. You were all here the sure that moment. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm sorry. I didn't mean for that reaction. I just meant, like, it has at the end of chapter 73, it tells Snape, tells. Harry, go make me a sandwich. Go order me a sandwich. And like, for the life of me, I cannot imagine what kind of sandwich a potions master would eat. Like, it's not dignified enough for him. He doesn't eat PB and J. Come on. You're apparently a peon. We classified no. everyone who apparently isn't important last week as a peon. I'm so sorry. <laughs> She has decided that if you're not on the host list, you're apparently a peon, even though they edit the episodes and basically keep us functioning. But, you know, whatever. Hey, I'm just saying. We'll stage a revolution is what we'll do. Well, there's two of you and there's like five of us. So I think we're. We kind of <laughs> it, but... 
that my family was here when it was like the most dire conversation. Dad was like bringing a lawyer over to talk about wills and he was asking me things like where I wanted to be buried because we don't have plots yet. Like serious conversations were going on because obviously my family is like the family of doom. <laughs> James, my husband, my poor lovely husband is just freaking out. The poor guy, he didn't know what to do. He couldn't sit still. He couldn't like everything everybody said, he, it was just going over his head. Like, it was just like this blank person. And I sat him down and I said, honey, I love you. And if I die, you're never allowed to remarry ever. I'm the only woman that you can ever be with in the future. So when I'm dead, you have to come and see me at the graveyard because you won't be dating ever. <laughs> Superman well, is a Jewish allegory, okay? Seriously. Superman was Jewish? Well, he's written. It's written by. Two, is that okay, Jewish? The two guys. No, it's not Jewish. How did we just go? How did we just go from young Slytherins to Superman as a Jew? What just happened? That was like near. <laughs> it's a Jewish allegory. Superman is Moses. Honestly, don't you people read? Okay, the two people. Superman is not Moses because Moses what? didn't have a voice. Moses Here's depended on Aaron. See, Batman depends on Robin. If you're going to do Moses, the guy that was lost in the Moses. desert for like 40 years, that just okay. inspire confidence in crime-fighting ability. But if you would listen to me make my point, you would probably agree with me. He is born. First of all, Superman was written by two Jewish guys in the 1920s and 1930s at the height of the Great Depression. Okay, and you know, of course, that Superman was born to two parents whose nation was being destroyed, and they sent him down the river of space to be raised by. The river of space. I know That's everybody can make that connection. I don't believe I missed that. So the, and then, so the parting of right. the Red Sea was like, right. Was the, when he was learning how to fly. I mean, like I've read, honest oh, God. Hold on. Like, the parting of the Red Academic. Sea represents Clark Kent's ability to fly. Okay, seriously, <laughs> clearly, I, read, I have read academic papers that make this point very well, and I am not making any sense. I give up. But then again, he also, he also <laughs> dies and comes dying. back. Have you checked the references of the authors of these academic papers? I no, it made complete sense at the time. I was going, this makes a lot of sense. And I have I a question: Is it possible it you're 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 not getting it right as you're repeating it to us? Because I don't see <laughs> no, no, the no, river no, of space Superman, and the parting of Superman. the sea of flight. The, okay. I don't know. Superman wears red and blue. The red represents the Red Sea. Okay. And the blue there you represents go. The, <laughs> the water of the Red Sea. Jen, be creative right now. Go. Wait, I never know what to say. This is the part that I like always write out because I'm retarded and I can never remember. Jen, Jen, be creative. Open the episode right now. It's not fair for you to put me on the spot like this, Well, Ryan. she's yawning. I'm out of people. <laughs> Go now. <sighs> Wait, I'm looking for my script. I know I've got it written here. Jen, be unscripted. Just I can't. Go. I can't. I can't. Oh, no, my And open up the podcast for us. No? no? Noah. No. Are you excited about episode 33 of Potterfic Weekly? What? Are you excited about episode 33 of Potterfic Weekly? What? <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> what? Is he building some type of fort? 
slipping. <laughs> Hold yeah. on. We, we need confirmation. Is Noah excited about this episode? <laughs> Noah, are you excited about this episode? No. Okay, Chi, how are you? Um, I'm fine. I'm just really tired. I had a fun day yesterday. She's having a sick week. She's pa- Jen's passed the baton to, to Lady Chi, and <laughs> she sends me... Actually, no, it's not like... Actually, where is my cell phone? No, I have to share this with you people. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> I'll be right back. Phone. Talk amongst yourselves. This is all staying in. I'll be right back. I'll just keep talking. Okay. Kira, do the weather. I'll be right back. <laughs> Kira, do all the All right, the weather. Let's see. <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I don't know. Here it is fairly warm. How about there? Where it's are cold you? up here. Where are you? Well, I am in Utah. In Utah. I was like, today's uh-huh. the first day that I wore a light jacket and needed it. Really? I want to move to Texas. <laughs> I, we were like jumping up and down. It's like 60 and we were like, cold front, cold front. Like squeeing <laughs> and jumping. It was so exciting. All right, it's, I'm back, it's everyone. It's 70 degrees in my apartment. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Everyone, I just want you to know, like, you, you listen to us every week for several hours, and your weekend's there. You get us for three hours, and then you exhale, and then you go to the bathroom, and then you eat, and then you get on with your lives. This show for us lasts all week. When we're done with this one, we're starting the next one. So I'm going to read you several text messages I received to give you an idea of my sample week with Lady Chi. All right. This text message was received Monday morning at 8.39 a.m. I don't know where you were, but I was trying to sleep. <laughs> hey, buddy, happy Monday. I want to bake a pie. Do you think Danielle would have any ideas? How was your weekend? Yeah, I haven't slept yet. <laughs> At what time in the morning? That would be 8.39 in the morning, my yeah. time. That oh, would my be... Now, the following yeah. was received <laughs> Tuesday morning at 7.51 a.m., which, she I believe, would be 10 minutes of 7 your time? Yeah. Yeah. Happy morning, sunshine. Happy <laughs> smut giving. Insomnia stinks. I hope you have a good day. <laughs> do you realize every time you send me one of these, there's an annoying series of tones that accompanies it, right? <laughs> so I called my doctor, and I was all freaking out, and then she freaked out. She's a freaker-outer. I shouldn't have called her. And then I called my mom. <laughs> and uh, your doctor freaked out because she's a freak like, outer? Yeah. Well, she's one of those She's in the wrong like, profession. I'm like, wow. <laughs> you can tell that my doctor is like a grandmother. She's one of those people that like you'll call her and you're like, I have a concern. Will my medicine make me faint? And she'll respond with, you really need to come in and see me because I'm very concerned about you. And I'm like, that's great because I'm concerned about me too. But answer the question. <laughs> oh, my I was like, I went and saw my butt doctor today. And like, <laughs> if there are concerns... <laughs> Like, talk about being... <laughs> they have concerns about your ass? What? <laughs> no. It's good that we can laugh about this. Continue. I know, it's very important. Please continue, Chief. Yeah, hold on. Oh. Wait, I want to know why Jen's butt... I, hold on, I just want to know why Jen's butt doctor is concerned. Because she's the freak-out kind of doctor. And I was like, well, I'm sure I was thinking, it'd be awful if my butt doctor who handles, goes in people's butts every day and look, looks at poop and all kinds of crap like that. No pun intended. Um, I, if he freaks out... What the hell are we talking about? That would be really We have 28 chapters to get to in like a hour we're talking about Jen's butt <laughs> <laughs> no I'm sorry Chi please continue I 
I like that you have a concerned doctor. I like oh, that I have kind. A concerned doctor. No, I, I hate that kind of doctor because it makes me feel like smothered. And really? she's one of those ones that like you'll call her and you'll leave a message with her. I have a concern about my medication. Can you give me a call back? And if she doesn't get you a hold, a hold of you the first time, she'll call again and again and again so and again. Okay, yeah, I good. guess. And she's always, but it always seems like she's like dreadfully concerned that I've dropped dead because she's put me on, on the wrong medication <laughs> or something. And this is not good because I don't know if you people can tell, but I'm kind of excitable. And uh, oh, no, no, I always no, get like no. excitable in what way? Like, I don't know. She just always makes me feel like I'm on the urge of losing my mind. Like my sanity okay. is a very fragile thing. And I only get this feeling around this woman. Like normally I feel like That's I'm That's how I feel around cool. all you people every day. I think you're seeking <laughs> medical attention. I guess. Anyway, so um I went in and I saw her today and she goes, Well, she goes, I just want to talk to you because and this is the way that she <laughs> talks, as if as if I was dying to me all the time. I'm just wanting to talk to you because um I'm concerned that you're on the wrong medication, and, um, you know, you just seem like one of those people that hides your feelings very well. Does she listen to the podcast? the head we- for talking so damn slow. <laughs> Get to the freaking point. Am I dying or not? Does she know that we did a half hour in your toilet two weeks ago? <laughs> she, she backs this up with, and... <sighs> That there's oh, the a long pause. <laughs> the sigh is never good. <laughs> and, um, I just really want to know if you're telling me the truth. <laughs> it's like me. By the time she asks you the question, you forget what the hell the question was. <laughs> well, I'm telling the truth going, about what? About you fainting? I'm going, I'm going, what are we talking about? A, B, C, or D. Cause I came in with like five concerns today and I'm pretty sure all five of them are pretty damn real. And, um, she's going, she goes, well, I'm pretty sure that last, she finally told me that last week my nausea was probably food poisoning, but she's concerned that it lasted three days because food poisoning usually only, it runs at course, course in 12 to 48 hours. And I'm going, yes, I know that. I worked in food safety. I'm very well acquainted with food poisoning. And um, so I thought that maybe it, perhaps it wasn't. And she goes, well, you know, maybe it was a stomach virus. But, you know, now I'm concerned that we don't have you on the right medication. And, you know, maybe maybe we've misdiagnosed you. And so I'm going to send you to see an actual doctor. And this is the point at which I realized my doctor is not an actual doctor. <laughs> So, um, more updates on that later. Um, we'll figure out what's wrong with me. Hopefully tomorrow I have my doubts though. And, um, I will, I will hopefully return be to positive. real life. Be positive. I, I will be positive. Be but if positive. they tell you that you're dying from depression, get a second opinion. <laughs> I will. I will. Cause gosh darn it. This shouldn't be so funny, but like on some I, level. It, it has to be. It has to be funny. It has to be funny. Jen, how yeah. are you feeling this week? Oh, I'm fine. I went and saw my butt doctor today, which is, um, I went, you know, I had my a procedure last week and I was under and apparently this is the one, I don't know if I told y'all, but I woke up and I was professing my love to him yes, you just and yeah. telling him that I wanted to be together. And, but the only thing that would stop our love was the fact that I'm married, which I'm really happy that I can stay, um, 
loyal to your husband. Loyal to my husband, <laughs> even under medication. It's, it's really, that's a good leap of faith. I feel so much better now inside. Um, and <laughs> so anyway, it was really embarrassing. And he recognized me right off, which is just great. And... um so anyway, you should, it was give a him, lot like, of- you should give him like the first season of the podcast on CD. Just be like, well, no, it was one of those like he turned around and he saw me going into the room and he goes, oh, hi. And like he, came, he made a point to come over and shake my hand <laughs> and like put his arm on my arm. And it's so nice to see you again. Just go in there and wait and I'll be in there in a minute. And it like that didn't happen before. And so. So he was just really <laughs> nice because obviously my obsession with his love is. I'm sure he gets that all the time, though. He's so cute. He looks like that guy from Heroes, Suresh. Oh, my gosh. He was just so cute. And I oh, had a long talk today. And, and it was it was a good outcome. And so um, so things are looking. They're still on the, the upside of the 50. So, yay. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I got to see my really hot doctor today. My butt Well, doctor. that's always exciting. I, get I know. I it's. Hopefully it's lovely Dr. because they draw pictures for you. I don't mm-hmm. know if y'all go to other doctors, but when you go to specialists, it's really fun because you get like Pictionary doctors, which <laughs> is really fun because every time you go into the different doctor, they draw what's wrong with, okay, here is your ovaries and here is your this and that. And this is where the area that's wrong. And this is the area that had pus that's leaking. And this is the area that, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, I don't know. I feel so stupid because I'm sitting there and I don't know whether to look at the information sheet that they gave me or look at the drawing that he's drawing or look at his face because he has the miraculous talent of drawing while looking at my face, like staring into my eyes. And when I look at his face, I get lost in his eyes. I'm like, oh. And then I'm like, and then I like feel like hitting myself in the head because I'm like, okay, oh my God, because he is cute, but he knows that I'm cute. Now I'm turning red and should I just look at the Pictionary drawing. And then you go home and your husband's like, what's wrong with you? Are you going to live? And you're like, oh, I it's know. over. <laughs> I know. Here's drawing. This is what's wrong. And that's when James just like plays it to me and I get it. But- <laughs> Jen, are you going to live? Here's a picture of my left ovary. And welcome back to Perfect Weekly. This is Ryan. I'm Chi. This is Meg. We're here to talk about Thanksgiving, which I love. I love Thanksgiving. I get together with the family. I eat turkey, then I fall asleep. Chi? I love Thanksgiving. I love stuffing. I like watching my uncles beat the stuffing out of each other. Very amusing, Chi. I love that. I love Thanksgiving. (laughs) Mostly because I like to watch football and pumpkin pie and whipped cream. That's my favorite part. I love whipped cream. Has anyone ever read a good fic with Thanksgiving in it? No. Chi? Me neither. No. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. I love you. is brought to you by a grant from the Consortium of Higher Learning and the John D. and Catherine T. McGonagall Foundation. Hello, your humble narrator here. Come in. Don't be shy. Have a seat by the fire and relax. Yes, it is nice. A glass of something to warm you up, maybe? Oh, yes. Welcome to another wholesome and educational episode of Potterfic Weekly. Everyone here takes great pride in having and maintaining the most educated and critical of literary discussions. While others may gloss over detail, we're in every nook and cranny. If it takes two hours to discuss why the author used a colon instead of a semicolon, 
we take that time because we know you, the loyal listeners, deserve. No, demand it. It's the laser-sharp focus that directs each episode that allows us to maintain these high standards. No time is wasted. If a mere minute was cut out of an episode, the rest of it would simply fall apart. But I digress. You're here for another stunning episode, and this one no doubt will deliver everything you've come to expect from Potterfic Weekly. Shall we take a little peek at what's coming? <laughs> yes, I think we shall. Do I need to go into the other room and get the alcohol before we start? Danielle's on the forum the other day. I'm like, what are they talking about in there? She's like, boobs. I'm like, oh. That's right. I still owe you drier sex. Dang it. I did spend a good deal of time hanging over the toilet and closing my eyes, though. Are you guys into the whole, like, um, domination submission kind of stuff? Because I have kind of, kind of... I have a bottle of Puerto Rican rum, a shot glass, and two batomed garlic dill pickles. You know, um... Uh, <laughs> Between me and Jen, yeah, we can go all night. <laughs> <Wow>. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Did you feel that just now, Chi? The the feel of my foot on your tuchus? Oh, that's right. Shit, shit, shit. And while you're at it, tell people to stop killing Bernard. Bernard the I goat w- is being killed again? That's oh, important. Oh, freaking goat got hit by lightning, people. Oh. The least you can do is let him win the damn survival game. Right. Come on, guys. I'm a little rough on us for the poor lightning struck goat. Okay. I'm getting asked what tackle pounce is. Like, I would think tackle pounce is, like, pretty self-explanatory. No, my mother does not have smut on her computer. Honey, you want to kick me off my show? Oh, nothing would make me happier. Hey, I recorded all that. Look at that. Oh, yes, this looks amazing. I'm titillated already. Yes, let's proceed with the show. For November 22nd, 2007, in celebration of our favorite British-based series, we're here to talk about Thanksgiving. This is Special Edition 7 of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the turkey and gravy never ends. And welcome back to Potterfic Weekly. This is Ryan. I'm Jen. I'm Chi. I'm Meg. I'm Robert. I'm Danielle. I'm Richard. And I'm Julia, here with my rum. (laughs) (laughs) This is like the most people we've ever had on an episode of Potterfic Weekly. And I have to tell you, we're really excited about the episode this week, everyone. We're here to talk about Thanksgiving, which is, I think you'll all agree, a staple of Harry Potter fan fiction. And to commemorate (laughs) this very special episode, I am dressed like a pilgrim. I have my little pilgrim hat on. I have my little p- pilgrim shoes on, and I just—I I am just so freaking excited. I've been planning for this episode all week. Oh, Ryan, for wow. the love of God, tell me there's someone around to take your picture. Uh, unfortunately, no, no. I, I, there's no one around. I was just, just going. Hmm. Wow, that was an unusual peek into Ryan and Danielle's sex life. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so fan challenge for the week. If yeah, anyone in Buffalo would like to draw Ryan in a pilgrim suit, now is the time. <laughs> well, I would have offered to take a picture, but now I'm really interested to see what the fan artist amongst us can do, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> okay, so how are we starting off with this episode? I have a ton of stuff to go through. Does anyone want start out before I get to it, or are we just going to jump wait, right wait, in? Wait, I'm, here. I'm having trouble hearing Robert. Robert, say something! Say something! Oh, no! I think we're losing him! <laughs> Robert, is this tr- no, no, Robert's oh, right there! He's right there! 
Oh, that was awful. We lost Rob. Hang on. I have to try and get Robert back. We have a lot of work. Richard, what was that? Richard, what? What are you saying? I don't, I can't hear you. Richard? Richard, what's happening? Richard, we can hear you. Richard? Richard? Oh, this is, the the whole line's, oh, we lost Richard. This is, okay, hang on. I have to go. Hang on. I'm getting involved here. I'm getting involved. Oh, boy. All right. Okay. Well, we'll trust Brian's. Electronic yeah, Ryan. get it back these men. All right, I'm getting him back. I'm getting him back. I'm getting him back. No, oh, Ryan, don't... I don't know. Is anyone is anyone here? Ryan fading out into the distance. No, I'm right here. I'm anymore. I'm the guy. No, no, no. You get the pilgrim hat on. You get the pilgrim. Look for the pilgrim. Ryan. Hat. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, I'm right here. Ryan. What is going on? What's that? Ryan. Ryan. I know. I can hear you. Wait. Is that all of them? I think they're gone. Are they gone now? I think they're finally gone. Time to do the shot. <laughs> and now we're left with the ladies. Full Let slut lockdown. Lock Full slut lockdown. Turn off the lights. Close the blinds. Lock the door. Get out the side door. Hold on, guys. I'm getting a phone call. Oh, oh sorry. Right. No. Hold on. Hello? It's Ryan. Hold on. Yes? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he says he says he's dressed up like a pilgrim right now. Uh huh. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. He said effing pilgrim. We have to get the language correct here. <laughs> oh, this uh-huh. is for adults. Please. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm. I think this is a bad connection too. Oh, I think no. I can't hear you very well. <laughs> um, sure, sure thing, buddy. Anything you want. <laughs> I think I'm busy tomorrow, though. Yeah, that'll be good. <laughs> uh, no, strangely enough, all the guys have have fallen off the podcast somehow, and we just oh. we just can't figure out how to get it working again. Not for lack of trying. Okay. Okay. Bye, Ryan. Bye, Ryan. You know, if our listeners didn't know us better, they might think they might accuse us of evil conniving. And (laughs) I I know. He's He's like screaming at me on the phone. He's like, I'm just like a fucking pilgrim. We are going to watch and give detailed analysis on the film Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. In this film, we will be watching every Dumbledore scene to see if we can notice the point where he presumably turns into Jack from Will and Grace. And we are also (laughs) going to watch every moment with the character of Snape to see if we can find his inner daddy. I think Molly smoked a lot of weed during the 60s. I think her and Arthur both did. No, you said he couldn't act. I love his reaction to the fluing. Big eyes. Well, it's also his reaction to girls. It's also his reaction to reaction to Voldemort. It's his reaction to me. It's his reaction to, <laughs> it's his reaction to his first erection. It's, and it's, to Always have to go there, don't you? Warning. The following commentary may cause uncontrollable hilarity. Potterwick Weekly does not take responsibility for any gasping, wheezing, tearing, convulsing, or expectorating. Well, I was like at Walmart picking up, you know, my allergy medicine or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I turned a corner because I thought, oh, I need shampoo. And like 
so I was thinking as I was turning, and so I turned the corner and smack right into this little person, which I didn't think, I didn't see that he was a little person. I thought he was a kid, and I thought that I just smacked it to this kid. And, like, he fell over, and I fell on top, and I'm so I'm, like, on my toes and my palms, like, holding myself over him so that I'm not, like, crushing him. I, like, roll off, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, are you okay? Then he gets up, and he brushes himself off, and he stands up, and I, I see that he's, you know, he's a little person. And uh, he goes, it's okay. It happens all the time. And he walks off. And I was like, oh, My response, right. Jen committed a hate crime. I did not. That poor guy. And what was horrible was not the fact that I bumped into him, but apparently it's like a common occurrence for little people that Hi. they get into and like crushed. I was horrified. I just have to tell you, the reason I brought this up at all is I was doing homework. I was writing, like, my third 20-page paper of the week. I was I needed something to, to pull me away from the stupid paper I'm writing. And I get a text message from Jen, and I don't have my phone in front of me, but the text message read, <laughs> I essentially, I, I despise Walmart. Yeah, Jen, Jen didn't know the PC yet. Um, I despise Walmart. How are you feeling? I ran over a midget, and I feel just terrible about it. <laughs> And I thought Jen ran over someone with her car. So like, no, Brian, why could you think that? You said you ran over a midget. I told Brian, I go, Brian, as much as I love you, if I had one phone call from Jill, that wouldn't be it. <laughs> I need to call my podcast. They need to know this. Oh, uh, well, Jen, uh, Jen, I have to say, she and I, on behalf of all of us, we will defend you when when, when the midget presses charges. I'm sorry when the little person presses charges. You know what? only happened to you. Like, seriously. I know. I didn't even know they went to Walmart. Like, I just had to have their own. I don't know, but I love Harry as a lumberjack. What are you talking about? Harry, Dan Radcliffe is actually wearing a bra underneath that shirt right now. Oh, <laughs> he's wearing a bra. Yeah, bra. And I love the wind. Like his hair is like he can make his his own hair billow in the wind. That must be really great, like for girls if he's trying to impress. No, he can, like. <laughs> You know yeah, it's really great with that guy with the fan that's standing across the room. It's like the I know, time I he got. Remember, it's, it's like remember the first time he held his wand from the first movie. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I walked into that. <laughs> but do you remember the light that came on him and the <laughs> music <laughs> played from above? That's really a helpful thing that, that Harry that. has going here. If I ever meet Steve Cloves in a dark alley, only uh, one of us is talking out, and it's not going to be Steve you know how every time you think of, like, a child molester, you think of, like, the grungy guy next door that has the paper-thin mustache that's kind of twitchy? Yeah, that's what Rachel <laughs> looks like. A child molester. Hence, molestache. I see, I'm dead serious. Like, fuck big poops. No way! Yeah. <laughs> first, Say uh, when, we, we can't pause. Barely enough. Hold on, I'll find it. It's coming off. <laughs> he just did. You're right. Oh my god, you did poop. <laughs> see, see, there it is. He <laughs> just did it. I have to say, you can't get this from the Pothercast commentary. <laughs> 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 you can't get this type of shit from Pothercast. I'm sorry. I love them too. Because the one question you need to ask yourself going into this scene is was he their friend? Because I, I, I continue to leave the scene unclear. <laughs> As to whether he was their friend. And I don't feel so Alfonso, you know, Steve Close, or Dan Radcliffe satisfied me to whether or not he was their friend. Okay, well, 
Where Hopefully, I'll we'll find that out. Now, does that he look like he wants to say Remus is touching me inappropriately? Like, boy, <laughs> <laughs> guys, he's hold on, acting. Hold on. Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I love that the, the camera is now 400 feet away because the cameraman got scared. I, I want to point this out here. I want you to look at Harry. Does he have a large gash on his right cheek? No. No, you can't see it because that's his left cheek. But no, that was his. Oh, right, as he's face. Well, um, now that's right. he pulls her there. They're holding hands. No, then he leaves watch her. Harry. So this is his, like our left, his right. Does he have a gash on his cheek? Is my question. Wow, dementors are like the birds. Okay, Jen, you want to point out a scene in the words. Oh no, right, he doesn't have a gash. No, no gash. He's just okay, bleeding from his eye, okay. but no gash. Wait till we get a little bit closer so we can confirm. Now this is my best. This is my favorite That's line. A good in the- no gash. No, no gash. gash. No gash. Okay, just no please gash. remember no gash, right? This is my favorite scene right here. Run it coming up. I love the momentum of it. Uh, this yeah. is this is wonderful. I love this line here. It, it it just brings the whole series together. It's it's about to be said. I'm very I'm very excited. So the tone for the next the next five books right here. Here we go. Yes. This is wonderful. Hang on. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Hold on. Here we do. Expelliarmus. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, that was just well, Look at that Expelliarmus go. Oh, it's gosh. disarming all of them. You really can't let go of this, can you, Ryan? No, Says the girl that ranted and raved about Ramus' molestache for 30 minutes. Of <laughs> I was waiting for this. I That's told Jen in advance I was going to do it. She's like, no, you can't. It's my favorite muse. It's my favorite moment. <laughs> that moment of her mind. Right there. That's yeah. the E.T. scene. Look, isn't that great visually? Oh, yeah, that is really mm-hmm. cool. I get excited about visual scenes. You want to know like what's that. great visually? What? The large gash Harry's about to get in his cheek. <laughs> <in the bottom. laughs> oh, serious Hermione people. Here we go. They held hands. Oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I know. I look for these things. You are the smartest switch of your age, baby. I don't know what that noise was that came out of Gambin's mouth. <laughs> But, like, I think it caused, like, some women in the audience to become infertile. Like, I don't know what that was, but it was, like, wow. this, like, 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 I don't know what it is with Gambin, but, like, like, he actually makes me ill to see the movie, so I don't know. In my anger, in my grumpy pants, I have, I have made the trophy case into such a big deal that when you actually watch it, it's not that bad. So I am going to assume... No, it's that bad. Nope, 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 Melinda, Melinda, we will not have any of that Hufflepuff anger present. We are going to assume it can't hey, be that. Hey, my Harry we're talking about here. Right. It's bad. We're going to, well, yeah. I'm going to assume. Now, I do recognize, you know, and I do want to just point it out because we might have some anger coming up. I do love the moment <laughs> where Madame Atzine knocks the chandelier into next Thursday. I do appreciate that moment. That's how all three of them Hold stand on, hold for- on, running. Grabbing his blouse, grabbing his blouse. Okay, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> ready, ready? Shaking baby syndrome. Oh, God. There we go. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. How is it? I forgot the finger oh, wave. God. I actually forgot the finger wave right in his face. Yeah, and there's no Dumbledore. I don't like being Harry afraid of Dumbledore. Harry's not supposed to be afraid of Dumbledore. Yeah, you know what? You gotta call on child and family services. This man wanted. should not be in charge of children. Okay, it was bad. It was bad. I thought that was cruel, though. You're so expelled. Have a great day. Yeah. Boo. Justice. 
Okay, but Petunia Although Petunia, quite frankly, looks like a whore. Stupid umbrage. Ugh, she's horrible. Oh, kicker, kicker. I don't care about saying it anymore. It looks like somebody raped a marshmallow. She's perfect. Did we determine if they all heard the prophecy? It looked like they did. Okay, no, Ryan, this is a scene that you have to watch because we want your opinion. We'll we'll go back to that in a minute. Go watch this scene. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, Jen. You handled him. That's right. I will handle him. Welcome to the swing and big band sounds of WPFW Radio. Here's a soon-to-be Christmas classic, Baby It's Cold Outside, by Jan and Scott. We now go live to the Potterfic Weekly Ballroom. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. This evening has been, been hoping you drop in. Every night. I'll hold your hands there just like ice. will start to Beautiful, what's your hurry? father will be pacing the Just floor. listen to the fireplace so roar. Really I'd better please don't well, maybe just a half a drink more. Put some records on while I pour. Neighbors might Maybe it's bad out there. Hey. What's in this No caps to be had up there. I wish I knew your how to right break the spell. I'll take your hat, say your hair looks I ought to say no, 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 sir. At least I'm gonna say that I now tried. What's the sense of I really can't oh, baby, stay. Oh, but it's cold outside. Answer is Welcome has been so nice and warm. Sister will be suspicious. Brother will be there after My maintenance mind is vicious. Well, maybe just a cigarette more. Got to get home. Send me your knees out there. You've really been great. But don't you see? This thing to me to be talked to my At least I will be plenty implied. Dear Headmaster Huggles, I am writing this to you, and I hope that you will read it so you'll know. My heart beats like a hammer, and I stutter and I stammer every time I hear you on your podcast show. I guess I'm just another fan of yours, and I thought I'd write and tell you so. 
you made me hear you. I didn't want to do it. A and Z put me through it. You made me hear you. I love the jokes you're flogging when you are monologuing. <laughs> I watched your forums grow, sir, from small to large. And when I can't sleep, I count your B5 refs at night. <laughs> you made me cringe because... I didn't want to tell you, but I wrote a smut about you. <laughs> I <laughs> your grant. That's true. Yes, I do. Indeed, I do. Melinda does, too. <laughs> Just the, the thought of not talking to you gives me the shivers. <laughs> Rob from Spellcast <laughs> is on the phone, and so is John Noe. You know I'd rather listen to you. Oh, okay, wait, there's more. <laughs> oh, gee, hit Mr. Ryan, I don't want to bother you. It's just when I heard you were leaving for two weeks, it, it kind of broke my heart. I mean, I can't even tell you how many nights I've laid in bed listening to you, thinking to myself, should I change the color of my toenail polish? <laughs> you know, Ryan, I gotta tell you, you're the greatest straight man that ever walked the earth, and I've known my share of straight men. I gotta tell you though, Ryan, what are you gonna do with all the free time? I mean, with the writer's strike, there are no new episodes on TV. And did you ever stop to consider what would happen to Chi or Meg and the fan fiction? Well, maybe I'm just being selfish because, after all, my life is going to change the most. I mean, how am I going to get by without you, you sexy thing? Your charm, your wit, your talent, your civility, and all your fabulous, fabulous guests. How I love the social intercourse so varied. It gets me so excited for the guy I married. You Listen to you. <laughs> wow. Ken, please God tell me you didn't write a smut about me. <laughs> That's the only thing that stuck out in my head that entire song. Everything else is blanked out. Can I tell smut you the about one thing? Ryan. What? The one thing <laughs> This is so much I know, Jen. At one point she says what was the line that had shivers in it? Um, shivers. Just the thought of not talking to you gives me the shivers. I thought you were going to say the shivers. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's not graphic. <laughs> anyway, I had to do it in my own way, so I appreciate that. I very much do. And you never gave me a firm answer on the smutty. <laughs> so you automatically know it's a yes. Oh, I'm no. concerned who the main character <laughs> Jen, I don't know what to say. I know. Thank you so much. I'm literally crying right now. I haven't, loved, I haven't cried this much since your car rolled down the street. <laughs> oh, God. I had a lot of fun writing it. I got the giggles and I called you. Was like, 3 in the morning last <laughs> Basically, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> we'll be right back. This is Huggles Honey for the PFW Christmas special. Lyrics by Lady Chi and Jen Tu. Uh, 
Uncle's honey, stick a headset under the tree for me. I've been an awful good girl, Uncle's honey, and hurry down the chimney tonight. Uncle's honey, a 54 day log in time, too. It's true. I'll not log up at all, Uncle's honey, and hurry down the chimney tonight. I just think of all the fun I've missed Think of all the Richards that I haven't kissed Next year I could be oh so good If you check off my list Ba-do-ba-do, Huggles, honey I want a laptop and really that's not a lot I've been an angel all year, Huggles, honey Hurry with the podcast tonight Huggles, sweetie, there's one thing I really do need The deed To the poop was sir, Huggles, sweetie And hurry down the chimney tonight Huggles, honey, fill my stocking with the prefect. And yes, you can sign your ex on the line. Huggles, honey, I'm coming to your office tonight. Oh, come and trim my Christmas tree with some decorations spot in a hog's knee. I really do believe in you. Let's see if you believe in cheap. I do too. Huggles, honey. Forgot to mention one little thing. A ring. I don't mean for Danielle. Huggles, honey. Get that podcast online right now. Yeah, get the podcast online right now. I get that podcast online right now. Was that your first experience with the fire department? Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Does that come in, like, the top ten? like, yeah, right. Does that come no. in, like, the top ten? <laughs> Is the fire no. department there now? The first thing that I, the fire, first fire, we had a garden. Mm-hmm. And this is off the subject. No, we had a garden. We lived on a big land of of trailer and where everyone had propane tanks behind their house. Everybody was on propane. And my we had a garden. And every year, you know, you're supposed to burn your garden. And then the next year, the soil is is re-fertilized or whatever. And so I was helping dad by helping him light the match and burn the garden. And um, you're supposed to. How old were you? Water. Oh, God. Five, maybe. (laughs) Oh, my God. And. um, (laughs) <laughs> and so, you know, you're supposed to put water around the garden before you light it on fire, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know that. I was five. And uh, so I just lit it. <laughs> that thing, that fire, it was, it blazed five miles down the road. Like, it was like, <laughs> like the fire. Okay, my dad had a heart attack. Oh, we had to take him to the hospital. <laughs> you gave your father a heart attack and burned down five square miles? I gave him a, his first heart attack was because wow. of that. He thought because they were concerned that the fire would hit the propane tanks and it would cause explosion. And they got, I'm not joking, it got within four and a half feet of the propane tanks in the back. It, the propane tanks were in a row on this property. And we just burned everyone's property? backyards all the way down this huge, like, three miles. 
It was ridiculous. You almost they couldn't burned get down it. Texas? I almost burned down Texas. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know that, Jen? How have we gone this long like without time. knowing about this? Yeah, that was like the first time with the fire department. <laughs> was the second time the following day? That's not, too, I mean, yeah, that's uncommon, but it's not too uncommon because we live in the country and that kind of crap happens all the time. I mean, you get heat fires all the time. They just start for the hell of it. I just happen to start <laughs> one. All right. <laughs> Jen, I have to say Sorry, this. back to Christmas. <laughs> Jen frequently tries to encourage me to come visit Texas. You're not doing a no. really good job <laughs> in showing up for property. <laughs> no, don't get don't get discouraged because of my five year old stupidity. All right, I just have one final question, and then we'll move back to Christmas. That time that you burned five square miles of land and nearly blew up Texas was that your worst fire? Um, he has to hesitate. Yeah, all of them I think so. Yeah, I know. I'm like cataloging. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that was the worst one. It, it caused the most the most property damage. Uh, oh. Right, we're starting. I like Chase. She's like, ooh. Oh, like this is like a big honor. I feel like there should be like drums and trumpets. And well, you're editing the episode. There could very well be drums. There could be drums and trumpets. I could just voice it off on Joe and be like, "Here, make me sound like I'm the shit." Great gopher holes. It slipped my mind. Okay. I was doing like the bridal <laughs> in the bridal room. This little boy, I swear, he was like three. He would come up and just karate chop my leg and run away. And like I would look and like limp. Like I don't know why I was limping. I'm limping a little. But anyway, this guy. And so finally, this woman, like I looked at him and I was like, "Please don't kick me." And I kind of said it in that voice. And the woman yanked the boy over, and I thought she's gonna like get on to him or something. And she looks down and she goes, "Darling, what did I tell you? We do not speak or touch the help." I love this fic, and I think that one of the key things, like, to this fic that, like, immediately hooks people is, like, even though, it's, even though it's a quote-unquote slash fic, it's, it is? <laughs> it's so subtle. It's very subtle. It's very, very, you might miss it if you don't read it. In the first five chapters it is? Can I ask guys a question? Actually, to make sure I'm, I'm clear on something. Sure. So, James isn't part of a slash thing. He really is interested in Lily. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mike, I feel so bad. <laughs> yes. right, and, 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 but Peter, Peter is... It's one big orgy, Mike. Mike, it's one big orgy. No, Peter is not... What? Peter? No, no it's, it's just for the serious. Oh, yeah. just those two, okay. I'm only a chef. Mike's like, I'm going to go on mute. I'm going to skim this again very carefully, <laughs> looking for hidden signals. Be like in between the lines, they're smut. I have copied the following from the Merriam-Webster dictionary I have on hand in order to be, one, most correct in my assumption, and two, most helpful from such a great distance. Comma. Number one, <laughs> grammar, a punctuation mark. And then there's a little comma drawn, used to uh, indicate a separation of ideas or elements within the structure of a sentence. I, I swear to God, I thought it was going to say number two, scathed. Okay, you can be scathing to somebody. You can um, scathe someone, but I have never, ever, ever seen somebody use, and this throws me out of the story every time. She'll say something like, Draco Snape scathed, huh? Because scathe literally means to cut or to burn. We would never, ever say Snape scathed. We would say Snape said scathingly. 
But I'm just like, this seems oddly familiar. I'm like, oh my god, Lady Chi is a werewolf. I'm trying to describe my relationship with Jen. I was trying to do this the other day. <laughs> to yourself? And yes, I, I, I often think of you, Jen, while I drive or, you know, or, okay. or, or in the shower. And I don't mean the it's- second one in an explicit way. I do my best thinking in the shower. And you were kind of, well, I'm trying to think, like, if you ever got, what, what is a good thing I give you that you haven't already had this year? Like, if you got headlights, I could be the guy that would, like, you know, apply the lotion to your scalp or something, and it wouldn't be gross to me. Because you're kind of like my sister that way. You know what I mean? Ah, totally. I feel the same way. I would, except that wouldn't happen to you. No, it wouldn't. I have like no hair. I wouldn't get like um, maybe something with like athlete's foot, perhaps. Uh, I'm yeah. not going any worse than athlete's foot. <laughs> to give you guys an impression of how bad this Northeast crisis did, yesterday the governor of Massachusetts got on television. And he told everyone to run for their lives. He said, leave your grandmothers behind. They're slowing you down. And he recommended that we all take two of each animal type, like a male and a female of everything, and shove it onto an ark. My cousin, who lives in Massachusetts, uh-huh. she was saying to me, uh, when they had that, I guess, that evacuation early, we yes. all went home. Yes. She got stuck in so much traffic, she couldn't even get one exit from her work, and she had to stay in a motel overnight. Yes. Now, this is the brilliance that goes into, into the state. What they did was they told everyone to run for their lives. So everyone got in their cars and they drove home at the same freaking time. So all everyone got stuck in traffic. A 30-minute trip now takes eight hours. Guess what happens? It snows on you, so you can't drive anywhere. Now you're trapped in your cars. I'm so glad I didn't have to go anywhere. Danielle's brother actually ordered Chinese food and have it, had it delivered to him on the highway. This, to me, sums up these chapters. Roses are red. (laughs) Violets are blue. Oh, so romantic. If you were a door, I would slam you. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best thing ever. I loved all the Valentines. Would that line work on you? I just have to ask. Quick poll around the room. Would that line work on anybody here? (laughs) Yeah, I'm easy. (laughs) Horses run fast. Ten's not hard to count to. You were like a bass. I would stuff you and mount you. (laughs) Now... Around the room, Jen. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Now, <laughs> between that one and the door slamming, Jen, I have to feel as though the second one is much more me. Y- you yeah. would be stuffed and mounted like a bass. <laughs> sounds so gross. I'm really sorry. You're so harried. That was terrible. <laughs> I know. I don't get it. Oh my God, that was terrible. Okay, it was. That was really bad. Like, have you really eaten in like forty-eight hours? Oh, I have. I was trying to think of one. Okay. And I could only think of that. Oh, that's so. Sad. At least, at least I didn't make a joke about slamming the Dumbledore. Oh. <laughs> All right. P.S. I, I have to tell you, I just watched the Gobble of the Fire. Oh no! Too soon. <laughs> that's terrible. Now, yeah, and what was it that, I can't recall, what did Remus see when he went in there, when Remus went in the room? He saw... I have to find it. Okay, we're going to stop the podcast. You you keep asking these questions that I'm like, oh... Jen, what is the capital of Nebraska? Omaha. Nebraska, what? Lincoln. Okay, okay, she has one, and she's repeating it three times. Jen, what is the capital of Indiana? It's one of the metal ones, too, right? Yeah, well... I know. Yeah, okay. Here's the the goal. P.S., go look for it. I'm going to keep Jen occupied. Go. Okay. Yes! Jen, I'm Jen, looking this what? up. You are annoying me I while I'm looking it. up your answer. Mike, what is the capital of Oregon? <laughs> Who is the second Ottoman Sultan? Right? Salem. What? 
Did you just know the answer to the question? Me? Yep. You are a crazy thing of knowledge. Oh. I had to memorize. I took AP history. I had to memorize them. That's so did I. I, and I don't that's also, but then again, I thought New York was down. Well, there is something well, wrong with down. it. The low and Maryland. I didn't, even, I didn't even say south. I said down. It's under. Mike, ask her another who's one. The, who's the first Ottoman sultan? Like the, like the, the chair? No, like the empire. Jen, do you have it yet? No, I have no idea. Like the chair, I like that one. I'm gonna, I'm up to share that to my history friends. Wait, Jen, keep oh, looking. Is it Murad the first? Jen, you're not supposed to be answering the question. You're supposed to be. Oh, wait, that's what I was looking up. Oh, you're wait. looking up who the first Ottoman sultan? No, you're supposed to look up who what's Remus found in the room of record. Well, I was looking up the Ottoman because I didn't know what an I thought an Ottoman was a chair. <laughs> Thank you. It's also an empire. Thirteen hundred to nineteen forty-two. I don't even know what country we're talking about. Oh, is it? It's like Turkey. Yes, Constantinople, Ottoman. Constantinople. Mike, you're gonna love. Um, Do the chairs th- come from that country? Wait, are they? It's not a chair. It's like that square thing. Right? I'll find oh, the damn God. thing. You know what's funny? What's that? Remus is serious, but serious is serious. Carry on. Oh, I get it. All right, I, I, I need to come. I, I need to take my asthma medication. Okay, where were we? Oh, the Lily defining the defining moment. No, we're we're moving well beyond that. Lily and James, the past. I'm talking about the future here. <laughs> now, it's the moment when Sirius and Snape realize that they must kiss. Soulmates. They're soulmates. I love that part. Could you? I just fe- thought it was the funniest thing ever. Now I know Harry wasn't present because that would be awkward on a number of levels. But um, if Harry were present, Harry, as we have discussed, especially in the um, the Prisoner of Azkaban commentary, Harry has an innate ability to, whenever he is standing somewhere, generate his own theme music, and he is able to call from the heavens the light source without the source and the music in the background. And I have to feel that if Harry were there, they could have had their perfect um, roller disco moment. Do you want to just think that over for a minute? Get back to me. I don't know what a roller disco is. It's, That's what I was trying to figure out, too, actually. Jen, how you doing? Jen? 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 Jennifer. Jen, Jen does this sometimes. Jen leaves and goes grocery shopping and hopes we don't call on her. Tisk tisk. I'm disappointed in you, Jen. Jen? You're my role model. There is there is another option. Jen could be on mute and just... Oh, sorry, I had to use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I could be quick. And I went, you jerk. <laughs> And I heard you. <laughs> You're so mean. While you were going to the bathroom, did you try and go faster? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. I hate you. <laughs> My favorite line is, I feel your longing. Elope with me. We shall see the pyramids together. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my God. thinks I about love- it. This is like my favorite exchange. Always business, Sirius says mournfully. Very well. You can deny your feelings all you like, Professor. But one day your passions will overpower that shell of intellect within which you hide. Oh, my God. You know, Mr. Black, McGonagall says, if you were not my student, and as such, lacking very much in the way of credibility and intimidations, I would be very frightened for my life, as you were obviously unhinged. You have to talk about the moment in which Mike was proved definitely wrong. At the end of this chapter, yes, Mike, if you missed this. I am giving you a dunce cap at a corner. <laughs> he didn't miss it. He wouldn't have missed it. Mike, what did you think? No, I, I didn't miss it. By that point, you guys had told me. I know I was looking for it. 
So <laughs> didn't surprise me. But I will say, I think I, I, I sent a message to Jen earlier on. I was thinking it was going to be Peter James because, I don't know, those two are kind of uh, wording a little bit there. You don't think? I No. I've heard, like, the very first Master Fake we did. I don't know if you will remember. <laughs> but, like, James is doing Harry, and Jen's like, no, read the line like this. And I'm like, wow, that sucks. And he's like, well, you should try a loon with her. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we have a fantastic relationship. But our relationship, I will say, is based. I will say that we were friends for, like, four years before we started dating, which really helps. I mean, because there's nothing we get on each other's nerves all the time, but it doesn't, we just have a better sex life for it. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I can't complain. <laughs> you know, I've been waiting to know how good your life was for so I'm glad I didn't have to ask. I know. <laughs> I know. The public was wondering. <laughs> there you go. They were, you know what, Jen? Honestly, they probably were. I mean, if we're going to get right down to it. <laughs> I know because I just. I show so much sexuality, everybody wants me <laughs> as I trip. <laughs> the rest of, uh, of your stripper pole techniques have been going around the web, and we're trying to see if we're trying, so. <laughs> I see there's a YouTube video. I will. I'll, so do, I'll put a oh, YouTube man. video. <laughs> I'll do it, and I'll dedicate it to Ryan. <laughs> oh, my God. I have never understood the purpose of lingerie because it's uncomfortable and it's almost impossible to get into by yourself. So I cannot figure out, like, I don't know any girl who can get women, into their own the lingerie. No, seriously, it's like they help you. The guy has to help you get into it only to you so you can shut the door and then surprise them. Like, <laughs> it's so stupid. I and then it comes off. And, I know. I swear, some of the things, they are complicated as hell. I can <laughs> Like the corset things? God, no way. Seems if you I have one of those that I wear. Anyone. Do you? I bet it's sexual. <laughs> anyone who actually um, helps edit a magazine that sells, like, say, women's lingerie, they actually yeah. pick the models based on what's going to appeal to the guys, not the women. Well, that would be smart. Obvious. Unless, yeah. it, unless the well, lesbian. I mean, that's, what <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying is that it's it, it meant to Meant for the guys, not for the girls. I know. Well, this leads me back to my ladies' parlor for Christmas. When a guy buys a girl lingerie for Christmas, I'm just shaking my head. Like, that is just not, that is a selfish gift. That's like when James bought me a life jacket last year so that we could go fishing together. I just don't like talking about Fred. It makes me sad. I can't talk about Hedwig. (laughs) (laughs) He was a owl. Poor dog. She murdered him unnecessarily. She's a cruel woman. Mike got a gift for Jen. Jen does not know what the gift is. Now, she knows what the gift is. Everyone knows what the gift is. The post office lady knows what the gift is. (laughs) But I do not know what the gift is. And And if you PM me or if you email me, I won't even tell you what the gift is. But here's the thing. (laughs) <laughs> the, the gift that that Mike got for Jen is the best gift in the history of the world. It, it is, is better than anything I have ever bought Danielle. <laughs> it is better than anything. Like, she and I, we, we went back. Like, no one can remember getting a gift quite like this one. And, he, and it's one of those gifts that you put so much. It's like if you read, um, if you read 
the hell was the name of the damn? It was a really good. Uh, after the end, if you read after the end, <laughs> we there, apologize. Yes, we, we apologize, Arabella and Jenny. We love you dearly. Sorry, the sugar pool's shutting down. Um, in when, when you, it's it's like the gift that that Jenny gives Harry. It's this gift that you know. It, it, it's one of those things that just makes Jen cry when she reads them in fanfics. He put like, so much heaven. time and he put so much effort into this gift, and it was just oh it was just God. such a wonderful gift. Mike, pick up the story from there if you would. Well. uh... I don't know quite what to say after that introduction, but... Uh, <laughs> You're my so, yeah. hero. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got the idea because I was, I was buying everyone else gifts, and Jen said, whatever you do, don't spend any money on me. So I was thinking of, like, <laughs> what really creative thing could I do that didn't involve money? I was thinking a card. <laughs> <laughs> Steal a card for me. Bookmark. I don't know. <laughs> so I came up with this idea, and I, it, it took me, like, 40 hours of work, like continuous, running all over the Continuous. You didn't sleep. <laughs> well, I oh slept in between. All right, I did well, sleep. That is true. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, I was running all over. I put it together. And, you know, finally I had the big box. And I mail it out to Jen. And actually, I almost didn't put insurance on this box either. Like, I'm standing there thinking about it, looking up at the, uh, the little board. And at the last minute, I go, what the hell? I paid the $5 extra for the insurance. Which is nice because I didn't actually, you know, three hundred dollars insurance I put down. So, and uh, yeah, and it was December twentieth, and I had the overnight delivery I paid extra for, and it just never showed up. And at first, never. I'm thinking, like, Jen, no, oh, she's at her parents or something. It's like sitting on her stoop or something. No, we're we're recording this on January tenth. The package has still not arrived. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know. And apparently, like, what was it? What were they saying, Jen? Like, the, the well, dress finally, up. like, what was it? The third, I finally said, "Okay, this is enough. I'm calling the post office." And so I started calling. I think I've talked to the post office every day since the third, and I have gone from, "Well, we don't know where it is," to, "What was his name again?" To, um, he, it, we think it's in, um. We know it checked into Dallas, but we don't know where it went from there. To oh, it got destroyed, um, and then to well, it's not destroyed. Just the return address and the two address got ripped off. To well, maybe he put it in another box, and the top box is the only thing that got messed up. To the latest thing, which is evidently there is a. Well, do you know what state it's in now? Have you tracked it to a state? Um, no. Um, do you, did, did she say a state, Mike? As like far as I know, yeah, like it's like in, it could be anywhere. What states do we think it's in? Do we know the possibilities? I think it's in Alaska <laughs> with the polar bear. <laughs> personally, <laughs> Mike. I will I, say this: this woman now knows Jen's first name. Like she, she calls she me dead. up. <laughs> and how is Jen today? So she asked me every time I talk to her, "How's Jen doing?" Yeah, I just have to say. <laughs> I just have to say that Jen mailed my Christmas gift to my hometown, oh. but she put New York instead of Massachusetts on the package. <laughs> I'm still waiting for my Christmas gift. But. It got sent back to me, and so I was like, oh, crap. And then his present came, and he had this gorgeous letter in it, and I said, oh, well, I didn't add a letter because I was lame and there was no card. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take a day or two and make this cooler. And so I did, and then I resent it, and then vanishment, <laughs> vanishment. And so I call, and I'm like, okay, I sent this package. Where is it? And they're like, well, there was a lot of lost packages in Dallas, where everything goes to Dallas, apparently, before it ships off to the United States for some reason. And 
we they just haven't sent it yet, but that, it should be to them in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a week ago, right? <laughs> that was a week ago. <laughs> All right, so I'm, so so now we've tracked your package to one of four possible states. Now, is there any news on the on the on on Mike's gift? Is it just yes? Unfortunately, well, sort of. Mike has put in his claim, right? Yep, I put my claim. Yeah. Put in your claim, so hopefully they'll grant it, I guess. Okay, but my package, so I was like, I was telling the lady, I'm like, this package cannot be replaced. I need this package. Tell me where it is. And she was like, or I go, can you even give me the number of someone who I could talk to to see? Because she was explaining to me about the special fairyland place that packages go to when they're unwanted <laughs> or broken or lost. <laughs> and so it's this you know, I don't know, black hole in America. And evidently, from that location, there is a huge post office auction that happens every couple of days for all the lost packages that need homes. So, yeah. So evidently, my package, wherever it is, is maybe at one of these auction places, and maybe she can get a hold of one of them. But really, it's just a good thing he had insurance on it. So the post office is selling Mike's Christmas gift to you to raise revenue. <laughs> that is what I was led to believe. And I was like, I go, that is, unex- I told the post office lady, and I'm sure she talked to Mike afterwards. I go, that is not acceptable. You have ha- you have to help me find this package. And so we've got, you know, the FBI in on it, and <laughs> somebody will be able to find this. If you've seen an unmarked broken package, please call 1-800-LOVE-JEN. Jen's like, I need something with seven more letters. L-U-V-JEN with two N. Oh, love-JEN actually worked. But, yeah. <laughs> so this, I don't know. I am just so fed up right now. I tell, well, the lady, it doesn't help, but this lady is so nice. Is she not, Mike? She is real nice. She really She's likes like, you, too. I want to help you, really. <laughs> You're working with the same woman I love. We are. Well, I was like, I go, I feel so bad. I don't know what it is. And he spent 40 hours and lots of time in its place. And she goes, I know, honey. I know. I know what it is. And she was like, but I, I need to talk to Mike because I really can't tell you what it is. <laughs> so I, I can't. the post. Yes, the post office lady. Her name is, uh, what's her name? Joanne. Joanne. Yeah. So anyway, like, she's talked to me and Mike several times. This is hard. Mike, I'm so sorry. Every time I talk to Mike, I'm just like, Mike, I'm so sorry. The U.S. post office system is sucks. I don't know what to say. I just say. love the fact that my gift hasn't gone in here yet because they're so focused on all the lost packages. <laughs> Tell it. I don't know. If y'all have to send anything, use FedEx. Please. Well, no, so then <laughs> then uh, Tina, our, our wonderful guest host, Tina, has a TV show on Brotherhood, which I've never seen. She wants me to see it. So I said, fine, you mail me Brotherhood, and I'll mail you Battlestar Galactica, because she wants to know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> so I went to the post office yesterday, and I mailed it. And I just have to tell you this. I mailed Mike my entire series of Babylon 5. I mailed him all of my DVDs, and he's watching them, and he's going to mail them back to me. And it cost me, I think, like $2.10 to mail the entire thing. I mailed (laughs) Tina this flimsy little envelope. It cost me like $4. I'm weirded out about that anyway. And they said, well, for another $0.22, you can ship it priority. It will get there tomorrow. I'm like, okay, you know, we'll ship it, you know, priority. And I called Tina, or I'm talking to Tina tonight. I'm like, Tina, did you get the package? She's like, oh, no, it didn't come here to you. You know, it, it didn't get here yet. I'm like, the post office must die. 
<laughs> you, you should go get your refund. <laughs> I think she thinks I'm overreacting. I'm like, don't tell Jen this happened. Which of course oh my god, like, that just like lights by fire. They yeah. wouldn't give me a refund either because they said we don't guarantee it arrives by that date. We just try our best, and I'm doing little quotes. <laughs> wink, wink. What I have, I would have been like, you what happened three weeks ago? Through rain, through shine, through snow. You're supposed to deliver the damn packages. What about that? Well, what I about love the fact that Mike mailed a package. He gave a package to the post office three weeks ago, and not only are they not delivering it, they're threatening to sell it to raise money. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them. All right, so it's there you go, everyone. All of the different, you know, very serious NC-17 rated genres we have tackled, and we have also taken on the post office. So, just throwing that up. Yes. Can we transition? Why does it seem to be so nice. Can we transition to Shoebox Project now? We have a lot of anger in this group. I know. I'm pretty happy. I haven't had to take on the post office this Christmas season. Lady Chi, what the hell is up with this? You're the happy one all of a sudden. Like Lady Chi is usually like the snark, and now she's like, I'm so happy. Like, That's because she hasn't had to deal with the U.S. Post system. All right, we need to get. Jen. Actually, I did. They did lose my check for my um. You see. Uh, <laughs> Damn my, uh, office i had a um oh this is a fun story i have a fun story about the u.s post office fun story about the post office and the uh and the kansas department of revenue um (laughs) that's my um well i was in that car accident in august do you remember i hit that car because i'm stupid and i got a ticket for failure to yield right of way Mm -hmm. and uh so i sent in this check to pay for the ticket and it never got there so what happens in the state of Kansas if you don't pay a, pay a fine is they, um, after 30 days, um, they send you a letter. And then after 10 days after that, they uh, send a, put a warrant out for your arrest. And then after that, your license is suspended. Well, <laughs> apparently the Kansas Department of the Kansas Department of Revenue thinks that I'm still living in my dorm room. So they sent all this information about how my license was suspended to my dorm room that I haven't lived in since May. And, um, yeah, so I get a phone call from my insurance company like a week ago. Um, Catherine, Stevie, Stueve, Stu? Yes. Okay. Um, um, is your license suspended? Not to the best of my knowledge. Oh, because the Kansas Department of Revenue says that it is. <laughs> oh, is there a warrant like out for your no. arrest at oh this time? God, there was a warrant out for my. There was a warrant out for my arrest. If I had gotten pulled over in the, <laughs> see October, it would be suspended since October. So October, November, oh December. You would be like January. the. Well, here's the thing. Did you tell them you're a host on a very successful podcast and you go on air every week? <laughs> she is a felon. <laughs> so what happened was I drove I drove out to Manhattan where I got the the ticket because I'm staying in Kansas City for the break, and um, so the whole time I'm like driving five under the speed limit, checking for like state troopers like obsessively because if I get pulled over, I'm going to jail. <laughs> it's just awful. And I, in and I was like, what do I have to do? To get my She's got dark back? sunglasses in the trench. <laughs> blonde wig. I was fugitive. Talking with her hand over, like, her face, and you can't get a glimpse of her. I was seriously fugitive for the law from, like, for, like, three months, and I had no idea. It was awful. 
My mom yeah. and dad are all yelling at me. <laughs> Thank God you're not on and- podcast. You would have been arrested by now. They go for this nice <laughs> little quiet little under the radar podcast. <laughs> would have busted it you was- out. <laughs> Huh? Yeah. We would have busted you out. Ryan. <laughs> I'll mail you bail money through the U.S. Postal Service. You'll be <laughs> Next year, while she's still in prison. Oh, my God. You would have been like the black sheep of the family, Jen. I would have had to bail you out and be like, we're never discussing this again, ever. I'm in the car with my parents, and my dad goes, so I was at a meeting today, and I said, oh, I bet that was fun. And he goes, yeah, I spent all day um, Googling Lady Chai. It's like dad. <laughs> I did the same thing. No, I said Lady Kai. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. And I told him it was like, I was like, no, it's Lady Cheese. Like, yeah, whatever. And I was like, he's like, you, you definitely, um, you can't put the space in there. And I was like, no. And he's like, that's some stripper lady out of Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Your father's in the middle of a meeting googling like strippers' websites. <laughs> and oh my. So he, He's like, if you don't put the space in there, like he's like, I found all sorts of stuff. Like I found like a website that you're an administrator for, and then I found like your stories, and then I found the podcast. And I was like, Did he listen to the podcast? No, 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 thank no, God, no, no, no. thank <laughs> Christ. Has he has he listened to Lady Cheese? In fact, not a rock to see what the story was, or like. <laughs> No, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> if anyone would like to get Papa Chi a, a, an MP3 player, um, please send your donations <laughs> to... Uh... And now we see what happens when I start the podcast without giving people any notice. Can you hear me? <laughs> can you hear me? I can hear you. Who the hell just screamed shit at the top of their lungs? <laughs> Is somebody like having a hurricane? Jed, are you all right? No. I'll be back in a second. Did you fall over? Hello? Hey, Melinda. Hello. Uh oh. Why are you giggling? Jen just like seemed to fall over and is doing the fall and I can't get up thing. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey, Lady Chi. All right, we're waiting what? in bated breath to see what just happened to Jen. Jen? Jen? I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Sorry. Well, I wasn't expecting that. I had my Chinese food all over. Like, every, like, I was sitting at my computer, and you have to understand, like, I have one of those. I, are they called armoires? I don't know. My computer is, like, in one of those yeah. things that look like a... A dresser. Anyway, and uh, I had my Chinese food like everywhere, and like my headphones were under it somehow. And so when you scare the crap out of me and call me, I grab my headphones like a retard instead of just using my mouse. Uh-huh. And and I dropped Chinese food all over my pants. Jen sent me a message today as I was reading these chapters. Oh my lord! Jen was very upset. Jen was Jen was crying. And with Jen's life, crying is usually a bad thing. So I'm like, Jen, oh, what's wrong? I she's swear, like, I James is, she's me. like, James's parents died. Now, <laughs> that would have been cute if James was not her husband's name. Maya <laughs> <laughs> oh. totally freaks out. I'm like, oh my god, are you alright? She's like, yeah, I'm fine, I'll get over it. But that was a long time. <laughs> I'm dying. Oh, my God. 
Watch your husband's parents is done. I take the week off. Oh my god, they're dead. Now in a grave, I'm like, what killed them? An unforgivable curse. <laughs> Oh, oh, God. All right, he I was have... like, what? Are you okay? And I was like, well, no, I'm sad. <laughs> and I'm picturing, this is what I'm picturing in slow motion. Jen pulling the pepper spray out of her bag. Look, Ryan, look what I have. And me going down for the count. <laughs> and then our next episode. Hi, everyone. This is Jen. And we have a special guest. Look who's back this week. Hello. Because I've been shot in the face. <laughs> Ryan is unfortunately blind this time. <laughs> Ryan, I'm so sorry. And I know the doctor said your vision might not come back, but let's be hopeful. We'll be hopeful. Oh, God. So I'm like, Jen, I'll tell you what. I'll just bring a bat with us everywhere. How's that sound? A bat? Yeah. Oh, well. a baseball bat. Like, you're going to have it bite. Like, on a Having something on your picture. Jen, the muggers are all around us. Get the bat. And she releases a bat into the air. That is the type of planning that goes into every episode of the Perfect Weekly. I want you to know. Which one of you said, well, bring it on a leash? That was me. So I'm just, I've got I'm just picturing, him, I'm picturing him holding the bat on a leash like a balloon. Like it's fluttering in the air behind him. <laughs> This is how you know a Texan has come to New York, everybody. Well, no, it's like when when you enter the contests where if you win this contest, you win Melinda, and she'll write you whatever fic you want. Imagine winning Jen, and you're like, I want a Hermione as a trial lawyer fic, and you get Hermione as a hunter guest. As a travel lawyer. It's like... <laughs> That's one of my life journal interests, travel lawyer Hermione. Oh, Lord. The first time the forum blew up, Jen was in charge. <laughs> she called me cr- crying, what do I do, what do I do? Ryan, yes. if the forum really was blowing up, this is exactly the way you'd expect Jen to react. But no. this is it. So she calls me, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? I'm like, Jen, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm at my girlfriend's house. I haven't seen her in 16 days. I really don't care if it burns to the ground. Talk to you later. <laughs> so Jen's response is, okay. I'm making my first official headmistress action. So she walks over to her little keyboard. She's like, I declare that she is in charge of the forum. I'm going to a movie. I'm going to the movies. But I get a frantic call from Chi. What the hell is going on? So then Chi, so then Chi goes on the forum and says, I will lay down the smackdown. I will fix this. So she types something. Now, I don't know if she's doing that. So I go on the forum and type something completely countermanding. <laughs> and it's all Jen's fault. <laughs> what? After that, we set we came up with the perfect weekly government with people in a line of succession. <laughs> I bet this is how the real government came about too. I know, but yeah. no, that is actually how. That is why we have like all of these, this layer of bureaucracy because it's like I'm, I'm like I'm like you're like I'm indisposed. Jen's freaked out. She's in the movie. She's in charge. I'm in charge. <laughs> It's like Reagan got shot. We're running into each other. It's terrible. 
I wish yeah. it like had a better voice. Like I wish it was like the voice of Alan Rickman or something. Oh, <laughs> I feel like mine is yelling at me. You're all driving the time. circles around your block. Recalculating. Wait, Jen, but, is yours a woman? It's a woman, but she sounds so bored. Like, mine, and when she, except mine, that when the man she, sounds nicer. If you can really, change the Alan Rickman, I'll he would try. make it sound stupid because he had to recalculate your direction. <laughs> recalculate. <laughs> he, no, no, no. He would be like, he would be like Snape, and he would be like recalculating. Like he would make punch <laughs> through his teeth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you missed the turn. Calculating for you idiots. <laughs> I, think, I think that there should be a setting on your GPS that you can just be like, find me cops who find puppies. And then it's just like, I know. <laughs> Melinda, have you listened to the last episode yet? That's not my fault. No, I'm so behind from the ones that were released over Christmas because the Jen, kids were home and I didn't, so I'm behind no everything. Jen got a GPS and when For she Christmas. got into her car and asked her, do you want, you know, sure Shortest or fastest route. And she stared at her GPS for 20 minutes with the crickets in the background. I know, so, I was pondering that. So she ends up driving, she says shortest, which avoids all highway. She's driving through the ghetto of Fort Worth, and the GPS system kept losing. So it kept getting lost. So it kept saying recalculating. So she's driving erratically, and she got pulled over by a police officer. She was driving so erratically. And the GPS, and the, so the cop comes up to the car and says, I noticed you were driving erratically. Are you looking for the missing puppy? I know. I was like, what? What So was it? You got pulled over twice and it screamed at you when you tried to pull off into a Krispy Kreme donut? Yes! I'm telling you, my thing is mean to me. Like, it's like, it's like you are going the wrong way. And like, and then when it says, it says, when it says recalculating, like it purposely takes five minutes till I've missed every possible calculation. So it's like, it's as uh, seriously. It sounds like this. It sounds like this. <laughs> Recalculating. <laughs> Recalculate. Like, and so I'm like driving. I'm like, there's like six lanes, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, which way? And it's like, you turn. I'm like, what? I hate that thing. You turn. <laughs> I know. It's horrible. Well, no, my friends got a GP. <laughs> like the street I live on. It's near um, a major highway. It's near Route One. So. You there? Um, you can drive from my house onto Route One. Like you can drive like on the side street that empties out into the highway, but you can't come off the highway onto the side street because it's one way. Oh right. The GPS system told them to drive down the highway and turn right <laughs> onto the side street. So there's like cars flying. Out. <laughs> <laughs> the stupid GPS apparently didn't know one way streets. Look what happened if you drove in New York City where every other street is one way, you would have died. Or like I'm... it doesn't the thing is it's like it tells you to make a U turn where you can't. Like so like it'll be like Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like over that U-turn. green pasture. And there'll be a sign that says no U turn and then for like a mile everything it's like no U turn. <laughs> Recalculating. Jen's stuck on the island. But those no U-turn signs don't really mean you if you need to turn around. Well, what what kills me? Okay, for example, I was I went to the mall last week and I tried to get there, and it's one of those like it tells me you have arrived at your destination, and you look around and there's. And I'm like, oh god, where am I? We have arrived. Well, it's like 
on YouTube like Danielle and I was. We were staying in Montreal. We went to Montreal for a week, and we took a day trip to Quebec City. Let me just tell you, if you're ever in Montreal for a week, never take a day trip to Quebec City. That would be like me like visiting, you know, Massachusetts. And I'm like, oh, I'll take a day trip and go visit Chi and then come back. Like you don't do it like, okay. like I'm like I'm surprised I wasn't like falling asleep at the wheel. So we drive. So we get directions from Montreal from our hotel, and we just put in the destination Quebec City. So we're driving there, and we were like, we pull off the highway, and it says turn left here. I'm like, all right. So like, do, do you know that street in um in San Francisco? It's like very famous in the movies. It's like the wine street, Lombard Street. Lombard street. So it's like I'm driving down like a version of Lombard Lombard Street. I'm driving down a version of that street. And, like, I'm going to, like, the bottom of it. So then it's, like, turn right. No, I'm sorry. Then the directions say, I'm doing the GPS. I didn't have one. Then the, the map quest direction said, take, like, a sharp right turn. So I took a sharp right turn. I'm in someone's driveway at the bottom of a freaking hill. It's like, you have arrived in Quebec City. I'm like, what the So I just, like, get out of the dish and, like, send me to the bottom of a well. I'm like, what the fuck? So I just drive all the way back up. And I'm like, all right, um, I guess we were here. I'm like, what would make the map quest direction? And send me to like the bottom of the ravine. <laughs> I think if you stay just a general town, they take you to the post office. Or isn't that right? They take you to like the outskirts or something. I don't know. Or like this, the center. It's somewhere. <laughs> Apparently, here. I like, was in the center of Quebec City. I was in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jen, we're gonna do a little role playing here, okay? Jen, you're Lily, yes. okay? Okay. And I'm going to be James. Now, I want to know, this isn't going to be uncomfortable since you're like kind of like my half-sister, half-work wife. Are you going to be okay with this? I'll, I should be all right, all right hopefully. All right, well, okay. So <laughs> now, I, now we're going to reenact this scene, except I'm going to have Tourette's and say exactly what I'm thinking. Okay? <laughs> well, I don't have to say anything. I'm just doing leg bends, apparently. Well, you, need to, say, you need to well, – well, you're the head of Masterfix, so you should find a way to let our audience know what you're doing. So please – Okay, so let's go. Okay. Look, James, I can touch the sink with my feet. Yeah. See my leg? Yeah, I was basically staring at your breasts. What were you saying? <laughs> that See? is how that exactly. scene would go. That is how that scene would go. So the guy would completely miss the fact that the girl's flexible because he's like, Hello. We're very organized. I mean, Lady Chi tonight worked herself into such a frenzy, she collapsed on your keyboard. <laughs> we, we, we wish you well, Chi. We hope you'll have you'll. We hope you're out. okay. We hope you're alive. Basically, we're still podcasting. We're like, we'll check on her later. I think you say, "Ron, take me home," and then it goes, "Bow chicka bow wow." What that needs to be there? There's totally something Ron would do. Ron's a horn dog. He looks like a horn dog. He's got red hair. <laughs> you can also oh. follow with a nice pimp slap. No, shut up. <laughs> Mighty dope! Oh, jeez. Let's go. Are you ready? Hang on, give me a second. I gotta, I gotta stop laughing. Okay. Uh, James. Oh, see, that's when you're supposed to let me know it's my turn. Because <laughs> hi there doesn't have Harry attached to it. <sighs> She'll never live this down. And why am I Irish? <laughs> See, I can't do English. Because how much did she have? I never saw it as a sty. Like, he's curious. How much did she have? Like that. Okay. That's all how you saw it. it yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
See, you need to let your actors have open interpretation. God, listen to her. Yeah, you should live with her. Oh. How much did she have? Five shots, not even an hour ago. Oh, she'll never live this down. Absolutely not. I can't do British. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> Okay, and this Harry's Irish. <laughs> You'll live with it. with it. I have to break away from the scene for a moment to say that I know now that I will never, ever have sex. Someday, in the near future, once I wear Lily down for a second time and find myself locked with her in a passionate embrace, her lips sweet and her hair against my hands, I will remember suddenly... And without warning, the lone image of my mother peering down at me from behind thick-rimmed spectacles, her gray hair wild from humidity and chores, saying, sexual intercourse, triumphantly. Um, okay, several things. Um, the first is, uh, Mike. <laughs> my, my accent? I know. You lost it about halfway through. <laughs> it was so funny. You're not really <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> is he from Baltimore or England? <laughs> I can't figure it out. It's a certain suburb of London that's been colonized by people from Baltimore. Exactly. <laughs> New York, yeah. Um, New York. Down here. Or did I lose it? Not if you. After um, the first paragraph. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. You can't take it too far, but don't. Instead of saying A E I O U, say. R-E-E-R-A-E. <laughs> like that type of thing. Sorry. E is pretty much the same, but yeah. Yeah, E is pretty much the same. But, okay. well, th- remember remember what I talked about earlier today where it wasn't er, it's huh, like, um, they don't the say The E-R is basically R, uh. It's the same yeah. thing. It's like, uh, uh, huh. It's an uh, uh Okay. Yeah. Do you feel bad? It was, no, don't feel bad. This is fun, but um, try your best to keep it up. Okay, I think let's try it again. <laughs> With an accent this time. With an accent this time. What's more All right. feeling? <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm going on mute again. Here we go. And don't forget to laugh because this is funny. I mean, don't laugh at yourself, but laugh in the part unless you know you're supposed to be crying. And don't do that. <laughs> She cornered me on the way to the shower with a look that said, Don't think you're safe, James Potter. I made a break for it, knowing that if I timed it right, I can leap out of the bathroom window to my death and disfigurement just in time to avoid the inevitable. Unluckily, the inevitable has just finished washing the floors and managed to tackle me as I slipped on a wet spot and fell headfirst into my own lamentable fate. Yeah, James Potter. 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 Yeah, Potter. Potter. I mean, it's not Potter. It's Potter. She cornered me on the way to the shower and with a look that said, Don't think you're safe, James Potter. I made a break for it, knowing that if I timed it right, I can leap out of the bathroom window to my death and disfigurement just in time to avoid the inevitable. Unluckily, the inevitable has just finished washing the floors and managed to tackle me as I slipped on a wet spot and fell headfirst into my own lamentable fate. Etc., etc., etc. He's good. I'm impressed. <laughs> lamentable. Sorry, bro, lamentable, line, lamentable, lamentable. Yeah, as soon as I no. said it, I was thinking in my head, oh god, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna kill me. Lamentable. <laughs>
see, the last time I wore a jacket, the squirrel got its tail stuck in the Velcro. I tell you, it was horrible. I was walking to meet my father, and the first thing he says to me is, Jennifer, dear, when did you get a pet squirrel? And I turn my head, and, and there's the squirrel hanging from its tail, stuck to my Velcro. It was crazy. I was screaming, and I was trying to run away from it. Run away from it? I thought it was stuck to your jacket. Well, yeah, but I didn't realize that at first, you see. So I was trying to run away from the squirrel. I, I thought it might have rabies, you know, but it kept following me, or that's what it seemed like at the time. And then it got tangled in my hair and was scratching. What if it did have rabies? Ryan! You could have rabies, Jen. Ryan, I do not have rabies. It's crazier than that time in Battlestar Galactica where the Cylons were attempting to take control of the Earth, Connie, and they were... Wait, the what? Don't ask. Seriously. Well, CPS. The Cylons are these human hybrid robots who, 50 years ago, nearly wiped out humanity in an interstellar war. Following the war, there was a brief era of peace. However, unknown to the humans, the Cylons were really regrouping for another crack, and... I warned you! I told you not to ask! Why does no one listen to me? Listen to me? There are a lot of lessons we could take from the perseverance of the Galactica in the face of overwhelming Cylon odds. In episode 8 of the second season, for instance, despite Cylon interference, no! the human resistors were able to take advantage of a gap, time-space continuum, and... No! ...20th century Earth in order to... Snow! 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 I think Jen wants some snow. Oh, you think? Ryan in the Tower, a play brought to you by Ravenclaw House and the letter R. Welcome to this very special episode of Master Fake Theater. Last time we left off... Captain Ryan and the starship Poofwanian were headed to Britain to find and explore this strange thing called Ravenclaws. Admiral Chi, how are the readouts? We fully prepared for planetary entrance, sir. Entering the atmosphere in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hold on to your intergalactic strength wire belts. This is Hogwarts, huh? Wait, Dave! Dave! Stop this thing! I would if I could. And due to the wolf Chi tries to keep leashed, the brakes appear to have been severed. The starship Poofwanian crash-landed in one of the high towers of Hogwarts. With a feeling of mission accomplished, Ryan said goodbye to everyone and walked towards his car. Five minutes later, he was crashing into the back of Mrs. Huggles' bright red car on the house driveway. Whenever McGonagall gently closed the door of her office, she couldn't be seen doing what she was about to do. That was Severus's headmaster and the Caros terrorizing the school. She herself didn't truly know what she was about to do state of affairs she was most uncomfortable with. But Albus had asked it of her, so do what she would. You must take this, hide it, and keep it safe. I may not always be able to do so. Oh, Albus, that's nonsense. Surely you... Take it, Minerva. If I am wrong, there will be no harm done. Oh, very well. I'll take your... What precisely is it? An object of last resort. If it should come to pass, the weight of all descends on our dear Hogwarts. If the day comes for a final stand, 
then and only then should you use it. Swiftly, she removed the deceptively plain wooden box the device was housed in from beneath a pile of parchment in her desk. She need only speak the appropriate phrase, and the box would open, revealing the golden contraption within. She pursed her lips in distaste. Elvis and his ridiculous passwords. Huggles. I always wondered where he found such strange things. What on earth could these markings mean? P.F.W. Well, not time to bother about it now. We need all the help we can get. She grasped the appropriate knob and twisted. Give me Potter and I will stay. That is all I ask. You have one hour. One hour to... Oh my god, I'm so sorry, I don't know what happened. Voldemort? Okay, what's going on? Jen? She? You guys alright? Well, if you're going to fall out of the sky and knock someone unconscious, Tommy Boy's a good one to do it. And various random Death Eaters. Where the heck are we? Well, we're in a clearing, in a forest. Probably the Forbidden Forest, judging by the general spookiness and, you know, Voldemort. Wait, wait. Forbidden Forest, Clearing, Random Death Eaters, Voldemort, and... Ugh! You know, I already thought he was incredibly tacky. But really, a giant purple microphone? Says to be... He was making the... But you have one hour speech. We know. Right. Yeah. Well, so I guess we're, uh, in Harry Potter. That's incredibly cool. Still kind of weird, though. Yeah, I mean, how did we even get here? And will we be able to... Ooh! Wait, Jen? Jen, what are you doing? Well, we're in the Wizarding World, right? We probably got here by magic. So I thought I'd see if any magic worked for me. See, I can make sparks! Where did you even get a wand? Just off the ground here. Jen, you don't go picking up some random wizard's wand, especially a Death Eater. But would you quit waving it around so much? You have no idea what could happen... All right, then. You have a microphone. So run the next time you're feeling jealous of me because I'm so famous and awesome at Quidditch. Just remember that time that we took you to Slughorn's office and you nearly Hi, welcome back to Potter Thick Weekly. This is Ryan. And Jen. And she. We're here at the site of the final battle with Voldemort and a few Death Eaters. Fortunately, they're all unconscious, and the peons have been busy tying them up as necessary. Thank you, peons. Yeah, you're doing a great job. So, Jen, anything interesting happened to you this week? You mean besides falling through a magical portal into the world of Harry Potter and getting attacked by centaurs? Yeah, besides that. Wait, centaurs? Yeah. I guess I must have gone through a slightly different hole than the rest of you. So I came earlier, and I landed on top of the centaur, so I guess he thought I was attacking him, and... Wait, wait, hold up. How are you not full of arrows right now? 
Well, I just explained to him that I didn't know how I got here and apologized for falling on top of him. And when we heard Voldemort's message start, we came over this way. So we saw you guys all falling on top of the Death Eaters like that, and he let me go. Right. You know that? I think I'm just going to let that go for now. Just don't go beating a Chromatulus or something. Gee, how are you? Good, good. It's not every day you get to be inside a favorite book series, after all. Day probably would have been boring otherwise. Hey, if we have magic now, do you suppose we should try to help in the battle or something? I'm not sure we'd be much use. The only one of us who's ever tried magic is Jen, and so far she's only managed to play rock and shoot sparks. Does it seem cold to you? You know, it is a little cooler than it was. Strange for summer. What do you think, Jen? Jen? Oh, crap. Am I going to have to go down the list? Do not bait Acromantulus. Do not tease the Dementors. Do not try to tickle a giant's foot. Do not tell Lucius Malfoy he's got split ends. Do not... Never mind that. There's a Dementor coming. All right. So what now? Think happy thoughts and hope Pixie Dust makes us fly. Wrong series, Huggles. Pixie here would be just as likely to toss you out a window. Yeah, I guess so. Well, there's not much else to do but face it, is there? I'm sorry, guys. I wasn't even trying to find them. I just... It's fine, Jen. It's done now anyway. Hey, maybe we'll all wake up in our bed afterwards with a weird dream. You all know I love you, right? You too, Huggles. You too. Expector Patronin. Something's wrong. Houston, we have a problem. Hey there, just interrupting for a moment. Apparently there might be a bit of a problem with this point. According to Jen... Ryan will laugh hysterically if you don't say Expecto Patronum right. But I think you might have been corrupted by the movies. You see, way back when they were just doing the first one, and Scholastic had their Harry Potter site up, I went to that, and one of their little activities was a pronunciation guide. It included such things as Hippogriff, Ollivander, and Rowling, but it also included things like Rebaeus, Arceo, Voldemort, Bobaton, and the Patronus charm. Now, it seems to me that if the charm is called the Patronus, the incantation would be Expecto Patronum. Those are my reasons. You may think I'm still wrong, which is up to you. Anyway, back to the story. That was timing. Phew. Thanks, Harry. No problem. Uh, how do you know my name? Well, we... Oh, right, right. The scar. Uh, never mind. Um, where's Voldemort? Oh, just over there. He got a bit roughed up when Ryan here landed on top of him, so we gave him some NyQuil. He's sleeping it off. Think you've got time for an interview while we wait? Um, all right. I guess so. Okay, let's see. What's your favorite moment in the book, uh, your life so far? My favorite moment? Um, well, there have been lots of great moments. My friends, Ron Hermione, the feast at the school, the first time I rode a broom, um... Well, which one did you use for that Patronus just now? Well, actually, that's kind of weird. Normally, I'd use the first time I'd kissed, uh, that's not for print, by the way, but... This time, I had the name Julia come into my head for some reason. I don't even know a Julia. Like I said, it's odd. Do you think we could 
get a picture of Ron? I don't do photos. It's a, of Ron. Yeah, Meg really likes him. She'd be so happy. Uh, I really don't know. I suppose you could ask him. He'd probably be all right with it. Um, now's not the best of times, exactly. I suppose not. Let's see. I, what? Uh, nothing. I thought I saw something. Go on. Uh, what would you say your favorite spell is? Summoning charm, definitely. Got me out of loads of trouble. That one. It's a bit hard to learn sometimes, but what? Nothing. No, you look surprised. Why? No reason, really. I just thought it might be、uh, a spelleramus. Why would you think that? Duh! I grant you, the best thing Lockhart ever did was get himself hexed in front of me. A summoning charm's more widely useful, though. You see, you can. Aha! I have you now, Potter. You let your guard down, or did you think putting a few Hufflepuffs between us would stop me? Or perhaps this Ravenclaw, a Valak Expelliarmus? Blast it, Potter! Must you keep doing that? Don't you realize how hard it is to duel without a wand? Uh, yeah, that was kind of the point. Thanks, Harry, but weren't you supposed to let him kill you? Drat.、Uh, he wasn't aiming at me, though. I don't think I could have gotten away. Now I'll have to find him a wand somehow without him noticing. Never mind, Harry. We'll handle it. Team, get him. Hufflepuffs, ha! Even unarmed, I am more than a match for. Oh wait, wait! What are you doing? Stop that! No, not the hands. Anything but. The... Ah! Wow! I guess ninja hugs really can kill. Dumbledore always said he couldn't handle love. He was right. Seems so. I'm Ryan. This is Jen and Chi, by the way. I don't think we ever actually introduced ourselves. Nice to meet you, Harry. But I guess you knew that. So about that picture. Hello to Headmaster Huggles and warm hugs to all of Fufa. I'm Anki from the House of Hufflepuff, and I wanted to leave a voicemail for this final episode. I had joined Pufa when a year like none other was being discussed on the podcast, and apart from immensely enjoying the most often off-topic yet to the point conversations on the podcast, I have enjoyed each and every second of my 22 days, six hours of logged-in time that I spent on the forums. I have truly enjoyed making those rhyming predictions at the Halloween ball and the Yule ball, and I'm having great fun taking the Transfiguration classes at Hogwarts. All that apart, I love my House of Hufflepuff and all the amazing and talented people on the forums. I'm flying to India next weekend, and I just wanted to say goodbye.、Um, I will definitely try to meet Shrivinki back home, and I will try to log in from time to time to keep in touch with all of you. Bye, until later. Hey everyone, this is Zing from the forums. Just wanted to call and say that I love all of you. I love Pufa. I love the podcast, and the forums and the podcasts have really changed my life. Just want to say that I love all of you. I love the hosts, and I think that the finale episode will be the best ever. Love me. Oh, Tackle Huggles Townsend. Bye. Hello. Wow, it's one year. I haven't been around since the beginning of this.、Um, I joined in August. And I feel like it's been a, like so much longer.、Um, yeah, this is me, Cody from the forums, and it's really hard to kind of put into words what mainly,、um, but also the podcast is meant. 
obviously the podcast is kind of what started it out, listening to the podcast, you know, getting to love the format of it and, you know, laughing my head off at everything that goes on. And then, you know, people just saying, you know, join the farm, it's a family. And, you know, for the first time I just kind of felt that to be, yeah, everyone says that. And then I eventually took your advice and I joined. And I'm so, so immeasurably glad that I did. I mean, I've met people who I'm great friends with. I have a great place that I can call, like, my, you know, online home in the fandom. And I just love it so much. I love meeting people. I love talking to people. It's a great form. It's, you know, there's nothing else like it on the Internet. Just a little more of some of my favorite moments, just things that made me laugh and getting to look like idiot because I'm laughing in the middle of nowhere and no one else knows why I'm laughing. Um, um, I really like the blowing up of, you know, several Midwestern states, Jen getting attacked by a bear, even though, you know, love you, Jen, I didn't want you to get attacked by the bear, but, you know, all things considered. Um, and then just everything, you, it manages to be, every single show manages to be hilarious because you guys are just wonderful. You know, Jen, G, Ryan, Meg, and all the guest hosts who are on there. It's just great, and it's such a community atmosphere. It's a community, it's a family, it's a group of people. You know, we all work together. We all make this what it is. So um, I just love this podcast and forum, and I hope it goes on for a long time. Thanks. Hi, this is Amelie from the forums. I just wanted to give a brief thank you to for you guys doing this fic. Um, Nikki Quidditch match was so much fun, and I really enjoyed having the slightly shorter um, fic, although it was fairly... Um, intense story-wise and that you couldn't really miss any of it. Um, It was really nice. It was a nice change of pace and I just really enjoyed it. So thank you very much. I hope that you do so in the future. Something similar. Thank you so much. Bye.